Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick a Side Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Velez, and Joe Dells. This is episode 351. In this episode, we're going to grade every trade that happened at the trade deadline. Pick winners and losers. Riv will take you to his academy and talk about Rob huh? Dillingham and why you should trust the Cavaliers this season. And we are going to give our Super Bowl predictions. This all wrapped in one trade deadline show super bowl show before we get started a quick word from better help this episode of pick a side podcast is brought to you by better help you can go to therapy for a variety of reasons anxiety depression struggling with self-confidence relationship or career management and advice whether you've ever been to therapy or not it's never too late to start and for those that have better help can be much more affordable than traditional in-office therapy if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge visit betterhelp.com slash pick today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p dot com slash pick aside episode 351 mega show today how you feeling fellas mega show how are you here I'm doing pretty damn great. That's uh, real rude of you. In the beginning. So how old is I Rob told you I was starting. Yeah. yeah. Me and Dells are kind of like, you know. Well, save it for River 18, Academy. Um, it's not the age thing. It's um, next class is better. Okay. Good amount better. But damn, he's going to go from, I will talk about River Academy. Maybe later. I was trolling. Maybe the teens, uh, late 20s. Was a little Riv, bit. you know what I wanted to talk about on air? Our game? I did. <laughs> oh, shit. I wanted to talk Floor's about. yours, it. buddy. I wanted to talk about our game. Because the aftermath was hilarious. Me and River are there after the game. We lost. We lost by seven. So far, we have yet to win a game. We are 0-3. 62-67. Got it. Got it. It was the best team in the league that you guys were playing? No. That was two weeks ago. This week was one in the middle of the pack. Last week. The, the, best well, team in the league was last week. That's what, I said. that's what I meant to say. Apologize. Yeah. Last week was best team in the league. This week, uh, middle of the pack team. They have a now 3-2 and two record. Uh, so, we lost. Second half, we played well. First half, we didn't play bad. We just didn't play together. Uh-huh. Second half, we played well. So we go on this run. We we are down by one. We have to call And I think we're down by three at this point. We call a timeout. Me and Riv just played the entire second half. So we played around 13 minutes at that point in time. So yeah. we, we decide to take a breather. We're like, yo, we're going to sit a minute or two. We're going to get back in the game. Uh-huh. If that wasn't the biggest mistake that we made. <laughs> what was the score when you went out? We were we down, down three. No, down no, one. we were down three. It was, it was, it was 52-49. Ah, yes, yes, yes. We were they down three. We come out the game. Immediate two turnovers. They score on both. Now now we're down by, I think they, it seven. was both layups. Yep, so we were down seven. Riv goes to check himself back in. I'm still sitting because the guy who I got subbed out for hadn't played all game. Now, keep it in mind, I was dogging. I was going crazy. Really on the defense, that's really where I was doing my thing because we really don't have size and I was getting boards. But I made four threes. I was really in my bag. But I sat. If that wasn't the biggest mistake, because then when I get back, it's like four, like around four, four and a half, four minutes, three and a half minutes left in the game. We couldn't come back. We just couldn't get enough stops. We couldn't hit enough shots. But the aftermath was funny as sin because there's people on the team who just not, they're not playing good. So, so immediately we're in the car on the way home and we're talking about one of the guys who had just did not play well. He's in the car with you? No, 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 no. 
Me and River talking about, yo, he just did not play well offensively. Like, don't know what he's doing offensively. And he texts Riv immediately, yo, bro, my bad, man. <laughs> I, like, I, it was I, right at the exact time we were talking about it. Then so I knew he, he knew he ain't play well. Correct. The day after. <laughs> I don't know what spark is. This is where Riv has to tell that side of the story. But Riv sends me a screenshot of one of the other guys on the team who me and Riv have like constantly been talking about how he should not be playing this bad. Uh-huh. We've played basketball with him before. He's been very good when we played with him. He's been pretty damn near terrible these last these these first three games. So this is where I had to go to you, Riv, because I need the explanation of how did the conversation start where he was just like, yo, gang, I don't know what's happening. I'm not good on defense. I'm not good on offense. And Riv just goes, yo, bro, I'm sorry. That's just not good enough. What's the problem? Nah, because um, I, I have so we, we we like to record the game just to see what we did wrong. So I had the recording on my phone. So I go to work. I have mad spare time at work. So I'm just like, let me just watch the game, see what's going on. I got pissed off immediately. Like, I was just watching. I was like, bro, this guy fucking sucks. So Who is it? Is it somewhere now? Yeah, it is. I don't want to out him. I don't want to out him. But it was, it was definitely somebody we know. So I texted him. I'm like, yo, bro, what's going on? Like, you know, what's, what's been going on? Why have you fallen off? And he's just like, I'm in a funk. And I'm like, you're in a funk on defense? What do you mean you're in a funk on defense? He was just like, I'm not playing defense right now. I was just like, but what do you mean a funk, though? Like, how do you how do you just get in a funk? Like, I understand if you're in a funk offensively. You know, you're Shots not, not shot, falling. Shot, yeah, but yeah. how are you just in a funk defensively? I was very upset about that answer. And he was just like, I'm going to get right next week. And I'm just like... Okay. Like, nah, bro. Sure. I text River immediately. I'm just like, nah, you did not have to be a dick about it. But he just is like, yo, bro, this is not a good enough answer. <laughs> it was. It was, it was really a dog laughing. shit answer, man. I, I didn't like it. But yeah, man, he just, three weeks straight, man. It's like, we we dropped his minutes. Nah. <laughs> dude, he went from a certified starter game one. And I go to River. I'm like, yo, game two. Probably throw out the same lineup. CJ would definitely. Oh well, sorry, CJ. Yeah, he out of him. It's over. <laughs> he, he just he didn't play that well. I knew that's who y'all was talking about. Yeah, yeah, OD. But then game two, he did not play well at all. Like no defense, no nothing. Game three, he's just not giving effort on defense. None, just, none. Because I'm watching on the bench no, and I'm really watching everyone. He's I go to I go to Riv. I'm just like, yo, bro, he's not even moving. Mm. He's not. He's not, not calling feet, for a nothing. screen. He's just it's no just communication. No, it's nothing. He's in a funk. They have me doing. They, <laughs> they have me doing everything. Like I'm. I'm. Our, I'm the poor man's bam out of buy on our team. I'm playing down low. I'm playing on the perimeter on defense. I'm calling out screens. I'm calling out switches. I have to do everything on that side. Bro, for you to just not pick up your man pissed you off. That's crazy. That's we, crazy. He played zone. He didn't know he was in the zone. <laughs> Yo, and that's, that's what killed me. I tried to take some heat off him because Riv low key overcommitted. When you play zone, you have to stay on your side. Yeah. So he's supposed to be at the top with Riv, but he does not know that. He just didn't get that concept. So Riv got tight. <laughs> he got angry, just completely went to his side. And I go to Riv after the game. I'm like, Yo, bro. Like, I get you were overcompensating, but that's technically on you. Because then, of course, what did he do? Went to the left side and got a wide-open midi. So I go around, I'm just like, you got to just trust that he's going to be there. He didn't know. But, dude, it, it was bad. It was bad. Does he just not know how to play zone? He didn't know he, he was in zone. He's in a funk. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't and know, And there's bro. this one guy on the team who I've been riding for. <laughs> I've been riding for. He actually plays... With so much heart. Oh, I like that. He 
he may not be the best player, but you know That's what? Fun. He takes his shots. He mm-hmm. knows when to take his shots, and he plays. He's got IQ h- hard on defense. I I don't I don't want to go that far and say has IQ, but knows when to step. You know, keep your spot on the corner. Know when to. He always attacks the glass. Small dude always attacks the glass, Respect but he's that. giving effort on defense. I go to Riv and I say, "Yo, bro, there's no reason why this guy should be playing." Yeah, look, look at this. these are the two dudes, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're the fourth. They're the third and fourth. They're the fourth and fifth leading scores. This is what they do. Here's the first guy. Word. Here's the next guy. Oh lord. Oh my <laughs> god. It's just, just like y'all couldn't what? see. Just missed wide open layups back to back. That yeah. was hard. That was hard to watch. Not to mention when uh me and Drew went out, the dudes who were turning the ball over the first three. Tur- he was a part of that man. It's just. I'll tell you what, man. Me and Riv had it turned up. We were just playing fast. We were getting out yeah, in transition. Because mind you, I played the whole first half. OD. Riv so played, I, I played way too much. Twenty minutes straight. Then I played the next thirteen. I'm like, bro, I need. I'm, I'm tired, bro. I, they should have took me out in the first, but they didn't. As soon as I sit down, like as soon as I sit down, turnover, turnover. One turnover. of us should have sat. We both yeah, sat. That was that. the issue. I stack with that. Yeah, it's you know we pulled the steep curve. It's, it's so zero <laughs> three start. How many more games you guys got? Four left. Does everyone make the playoffs in this? No. Oh, fuck. So you might miss the playoffs. There's a possibility. You got to go undefeated. Well, what do you got to hit? We got to go four and three and then pray to heaven. Oh, you got to win out. Yeah, we got to win out. But we also have to now our, it's not in our hands. You know, it's like football. Now we got to hope these tiebreakers play out and we play the best team in the league again soon. Now I'm going to be, I'm going to be transparent so we can reflect on our, our game. Uh, My ball handle is so bad. It's terrible. Like, I've gotten to the point where, in my mind, I've convinced myself my right hand's useless. Okay. I can't use it. Yeah. Uh, I was out on a fast break after I got a steal. Going went straight left. I was on my right, right side. I'm on the right side. <laughs> left, dribble, 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 dribble. And it, it was embarrassing. I knew. I knew. You got to at least pretend. I'm an idiot. Because you know, my left is trash, but I'll try to pretend that I got something there. I should have slowed up. I was going full speed, and I did not trust my right going full speed mm-hmm. like that. That was the moment I realized it's time to hit the lab. It's inexcusable to have that type of dribbling. But I was letting it go from mm. range. What'd you drop? I had 14. Oh, calm. Okay. I had 14. So I went from 9 to 10 to 14. This was by far Riv's best game. Because he's actually was shooting the basketball, even though he had some clunkers. He was letting it go. Yeah, I did, I did have some clunkers. Bro, he let one go basically two steps past half court. I looked at him. I said, what are we doing? What are Check. we doing? I'm trying to get a rhythm. I was trying to get yeah, a rhythm. He, 35 feet. I got to show you this after this show. Was that, was that the heat check? No, no, oh, no. Was that the heat he check? Was he lets it fall. go. He lets it go. He immediately goes like this. Oh, it was that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throws himself near to the crowd, bro. This shot was bad. I'm watching it back with my mom and dad. And they go, oi. It was, it was a tough one. It was a tough one for sure. That was lit, I though. had game high, though, so I feel I feel good about myself. What'd you drop? I had 15. Literally. Me, him, nice, nice. and my cousin, we combined for 45 points. Damn. The team had 62. Do do the other Damn. players on your team, do they have, like, specialties? There's, like, you got a big right, so man, a rebounder. Yeah. Like, Seb is a rebounder and a post defender. Ruben is a defender, connector, uh, rebounder. Mm-hmm. Um, Ozzy is the energy guy, the defense guy. He mm-hmm. should be making his layups for sure. Uh, He's actually been shooting relatively well, yeah, too. Uh, KJ is a scorer. Drew's a scorer. I'm a scorer. CJ is supposed to be the 3 and D guy. Stop playing defense. No, 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 no. There's no three. There's no D. He's like 2024 Clay. Ah, damn. No, because he doesn't take bad shots. Okay. He does he not take bad he shots. He doesn't that's take bad shots. That's one thing he shots. doesn't do. He just don't make the good ones, you know? And uh, that's the team pretty much. And one thing I'll oh, say. Oh, Steve. He's a three and no D. 
But that's, he can hit the three ball. That's my dog. Yeah. You cap on the three, no D. He plays his heart out on fucking he play, defense. He can't play D, though. Just, I watched the small? tape back yesterday. He is, he is small. small. He's, he just, he is he's small. He's small and he's uh, slow. I watched yeah. the tape back yesterday. He at least was following through, kept running through screens. That's he like, was. That's it. He's like, um, damn, I don't even know who to compare him to. He just, you know, he tries, though. Nah, that's my dog. I fuck with Steve. We got the super chat here from Anthony Saldana. When are Patreon episodes coming back, fellas? Ooh, so soon. I'm with, and I, I could really record any day, but I understand Patreon. We got to come up with topics. It's hard at this time of year where we don't have our NFL picks. That was give us of, give us ideas for Patreon because we've been doing pickums for the last three four facts, months. Facts. NFL's over. We were doing questions, answering your guys' questions for a couple months there, but. We weren't getting the same type of positive feedback, I feel like, as the pick them. So if you guys have ideas for what you want us to do, leave them in the comments. Let us know. And Ricky goes, finally the Mavs have good centers. There we go. Went from Willie Cauley-Stein to Gafford and Lively. PJ to the moon. Let's go Mavs. Luka makes everybody better. Yes, sir. Except for Grant Williams. And then Ricky also followed up that super chat by mm. sending another one. How do you feel about that Madden game, Joel? I was Ooh. cooking your boy with J-Mo, Drew. Talk your <laughs> shit, Ricky. Nah, that's pretty page, uh, pretty. Uh, Stunting on you on the, on the live is crazy. Nah, that's that's embarrassing. That hurts. Huh? That hurts. He's stunning on you on your own live show. He said he yeah. kicked your ass in Madden. I, I, I'm going to be honest. Jameson Williams cheat code is probably. a cheat code. He yeah. is. He's probably 98, what, 98 speed, speed. I bet. He's a 98 speed. And the, the thing about it is that I was playing great defense, but those two deep shots down the field of J-Mo, J-Mo are what got him into rhythm and Only they could do that in, in into 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 the red zone. But I don't understand how he was getting so open because even though I was playing single high coverage, I have Eric Stokes on him. And Eric Stokes is a 95 speed corner. Mm. So I should still relatively I feel like, like receivers be able to keep just up. beat corners they in do. Madden. Always. Like even if you have like same speed receiver, especially on like a go or something, they're just gonna win. You have to be playing over the top with the safeties the only yeah. way. And I'm seeing Eric Stokes, he's falling behind a couple steps on Jamison Williams, and, and honestly, that's how we got his big plays. Honestly, he got me tight. Even if you're playing cover two, that safety is probably going to get outran by Jamo. What was the score? I forgot. It was it was bad though. Ricky I forgot. Is a lie. Us. He's lying. No, no, I really touchdown, three touchdowns. I would say I scored fourteen. I think he might have scored like 34, 37. Okay. Got your ass. <laughs> that's what it was. Damn. Yeah, that's he, what he it did was. say in the beginning. <laughs> he, he, he got his ass. Whipped. He did. He said I got smoked. Yeah, he, did, he said that early. No, so. that was. I respect that, Joel. He said, "Yep." Got my ass beat. Ricky did his thing. We're doing this 2K league? I don't like 2K leagues. That's just me personally. What happened first? It was I don't like Rack. Now it's I don't like 2K leagues. The thing is, 2K leagues are weird because with 2K leagues, I'll just compare to Madden leagues. With Madden leagues, if we're on week one, we're all on week one until we choose to advance. And then we're on week two. With NBA 2K leagues, you can play game one and game 82 in the same day. Like you, You can essentially play... You're all of your league games before everybody else. Like you could be finished with your games, and somebody is like still has to play like thirty that, more. I don't hate that because I feel like in Madden, Madden's different though because it's like it's one game a week. Everyone's on the same timeline. Basketball though, there's like two three games a week. We're gonna do one game at a time for two K, bro. It would take forever. no, not one game at a time, but definitely can't. You can't simulate your entire. You definitely season. can. I was gonna say you could shorten. Yeah. You could definitely make like a calm twenty game season. I'm oh, sure. Gee. I think you can shorten. The lowest this year. is twenty nine games. I'm we can do that. Twenty nine is valid. It's twenty nine. Yeah, I'll do that. That's a lot. Are we gonna? Will we do <laughs> fantasy draft? I'd yeah, be down. of course. I'd definitely be down. Oh, you don't like uh, doing regular team franchises? I, it's just more fun to draft a squad. Yeah, that's yeah. why if we're doing Madden teams. league. 
Drafting with 32 teams would it's suck. OG, yeah. I want Charlotte. I love their jerseys. Their jerseys are so beautiful. You uh, can do cross. Uh, yeah, you can. Okay, yeah. Joel cool. tried to convince me to join the Madden League, and I he almost got me. He almost got me. He pressured me multiple times, actually. He texted me two separate individual times. <laughs> and um, it just hit me again. The game's terrible. Yeah. I hate I Madden. Really Madden. It's not enjoyable What even sucks game. is I'm so excited for... Uh, NCAA to come out, in the, in the, but I just know it's EA. Like I know it's going to be Madden just reskinned as as NCAA. But at least Dynasty mode should be back. I'm hoping that's going to be fun. But I know it's going to be the same. I show. thought I was going to get Drew with the Lions. I told him, listen, you could be the Lions. The Lions intrigued the shit out yeah, of me. He J-Mo, said, Yo, bro, you got Gibbs, the Dolphins available, and he's like, Now you got the Lions available. I'm just like, I'm J-Mo, man. I'm Raj. The, the Dolphins in a movie. Because uh, I played with Tua and Madden. He's pretty good, but I also played against Joel with with Tua. And he just threw just a mind-boggling interception that made no sense to the point where Joel was just like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> happens sometimes, man. Santos sent a super chat. Cinnamon challenge for the Patreon. Riv, I feel like you'd be down for that. Cinnamon challenge? Cinnamon challenge? Cinnamon Remember challenge? The cinnamon? That was uh, back in the day. You would, like, it was like a spoonful of cinnamon, mm-hmm. like, and you're supposed to like eat it, I guess, or yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do it. Whatever the Patreon needs. I get it done. Hot chip first, now the cinnamon shot. No, that's never guy. happening again. We're always putting Riv up to the test to do something that's potentially dangerous. <laughs> I can do the cinnamon challenge with you. People, people, yeah, people the hot chip, we're never doing that again, though. I, I, I can't. Can you believe someone died off that? Thank God it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Imagine. I felt like, felt like you're going to you have, oh my God, could have had Riv on t-shirts. Bro, I was <laughs> shitting for five days, bro. Oh, my <laughs> God, bro. Chip, man. And the shit was nasty, bro. It was real nasty. We'll and it hurt. It was like... Dark red. Oh, it was really oh, 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 like bleeding. Like it hurt. I would have gone to the hospital. Oh my God. Bro, no, red it, shit. It, I would have been tweaked no, out. Red sh- the bro. only time I had a red shit was after hot Cheetos. I haven't had them since. It was one of them shits that shoot out like a gun. Like, oh, like, it was bad, bro. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, so yeah. bad, bro. It was like five to eight straight, bro. Just that, bro. I hated that so much. So the NBA tried deadline ended today at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Yep. And the total amount of change, trades that were made today and yesterday in total were 18. So we got a lot of trades that happened. Uh, not a lot of them are very impactful. Uh, we could start with, I think, the the first couple ones that I think mattered the most. Okay. So I, I think number one is the Knicks. Absolutely. Trading for Boyan Bogdanovich Absolutely. and trading for uh, Alec Burks. Uh, the Knicks won the trade deadline. It's, pretty, it's as simple as that. class. And Leon Rose got to start getting his flowers as one of the best GMs in the Talk. league. He gave Brunson a huge contract that was criticized. In that same offseason, he signed Isaiah Hartenstein, one of the best backup bigs in the league, and he's playing great as a starting center, too. Then you trade for Josh Hart midseason. Who do you give up? You give up Cam Reddish, somebody who hasn't lived up to his billing as a draft pick yet in the league, even though he's playing much better with the Lakers. Then this past offseason... You sign Dante DiVincenzo in the trade de- in the trade deadline before today, you go get OG Ananobi and Precious Achua and Malachi Flynn. And then just today you get Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. I mean, he's built up this roster top to bottom. And in a league that is in love with star hunting and only going for the big name players, I feel like the Knicks are building a team the right way. And do more things have to go right in order for us to win a championship or get to the finals? Absolutely. But I think we have given ourselves the best chance to do so by fulfilling out our roster. And now we have an abundance of spacing. Boyan Bogdanovich is going to come off the bench for us, at least when OG and Anobi gets healthy and Randall. But I love this move specifically because 
Randall, OG, and Mitch are injured. And now Boyan is in a starting lineup with Brunson, and that's going to keep us afloat in the Eastern Conference until OG heals up and Randall. But having him off the bench with Josh Hart, with Isaiah Hartenstein when we're all healthy, mm-hmm. I mean, this, we have the most depth in the East probably outside the Celtics. Celtics are number one, but then we're right there at so number two. If you want to go straight depth, I mean, you could, you guys could go eight, nine deep. Boston can't really go that far. Okay. And I think that we're the second most dangerous team in the East. I think we're making I'm the conference you. finals I'm pretty pretty easily. I think we're making the conference finals pretty easily. I want to get all on board. Yeah. Who, I, realistically, who is the? We got Boston. Have to respect Milwaukee. Milwaukee, they, they listen. I keep it a stack, bro. They they're, suck. they're looking. That's it. They suck. There's a better chance Milwaukee gets bounced in the first round than makes the ECF. Here's the thing. I don't that, respect Milwaukee. As long as they have Giannis, the game is I have a choker to. outside the first round. Okay. And Giannis, we will put the ball on him. If we get OG on him, right. he ain't doing nothing. Realistically, I Milwaukee and the Pacers playing the first round, bro. Mm-hmm. That's that's nasty for Milwaukee. You I don't have trust OG and then Mitch on the back. Giannis ain't doing nothing. Bro. Again, you have to pray that Mitch comes back. You do have to pray he's that play, he's coming back. One hundred percent. Even yeah, if he doesn't play, back. I still think the Knicks. He's ramping up to get on the court. I love to hear that because obviously you know the impact that he has on the defensive side of the ball. And then you have Isaiah Hardenstein, who's been giving you excellent minutes, subbing in as a starter. You bring him back to the bench. I mean, either which way, you're going to be set in that regard. I want to go all in on on the Knicks. I just need to know what version of Julius Randle I'm getting come playoff time. You have all the depth. You're right. You can get excited. It's justified. This team is legit. It's just a matter of that star power. I understand what you're saying. You guys did it the right way. I agree. I think Jalen Brunson is a star in his own right. You do have a star. But going up against Giannis, going up against Dame, I think that it'll be a harder task come playoff time. We've seen that you guys can go into a series, be underdogs against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and smoke them. You guys have done that. You've shown the capability to do that. But you need Julius Randle to be at 100 and playing at 100 against a team like that. Boston Celtics definitely would be number one for me. But you guys definitely have made some unbelievable moves. OG Ananobi getting surgery. I think they said three weeks until he's reevaluated. Bittersweet, of course, because you guys were rolling with him on the court. Julius Randle, of course, has the dislocated shoulder. But once this team is back, I'm with you. This is a team that can contend. To, to make the Eastern Conference Finals. It's just the Eastern Conference becomes such a, a crapshoot this time of year. With Philadelphia without Joel Embiid, that's another team that you're looking at at a, at a little bit of a disadvantage, although they did make some moves themselves today. I like the Knicks. I just don't know if I can just firmly stamp ECF where we currently stand right now. Because I understand how how things go. People don't treat the regular season the right way. We haven't been seeing the Heat play that great of basketball. But we know come playoff time, suddenly, somehow, they're going to be playing some high-level basketball. That's just the way that the wind goes with the Miami Heat. And the Indiana Pacers, they've also made some moves. They haven't been playing that that, that great concisively. But Tyrese Halliburton, you see the way that Pascal Siakam has been playing <laughs> since joining. The before the Cavs. I don't know why he did yeah, that. And I, and I didn't. Crazy. It's a fact that I completely overlooked the Cuban Cavaliers who have been the surprise team of the Eastern Conference right next to the, to the Knicks for the fact of you, you lost Garland, you lost Mobley. Donovan Mitchell has been playing at a top five level in the league in terms of MVP. He's really been that great. I think Riv would take it a step further with Donovan, and that's fine with me. The Cavs have been an elite team this season. It's not the same team as last year. With all due respect, I think the Knicks are better than those teams. I'm only fearful of the Celtics because of the talent. I think the, the, I think the Cavs could Cavs be in that conversation, legit. but 
the Bucks and Sixers, we had these expectations coming into the season, but we have a 50-game sample size now. My preseason expectations for these teams are out the window. Sixers are, are one thing because you have the Embiid injury. It's, a fact. it's really hard to think he's going to be 100% healthy for the playoffs. He's going to be reevaluated in a month, but it still seems like a long shot. We were talking on the previous episode. We think he should just sit out, get his body 100% right for the long term. And the Bucks, I mean, this went on this five-game road trip. They lost four out of five. They had that really terrible game against the Jazz. They get outscored 40-13 to 13 in the fourth quarter. They lose to the Trailblazers. I mean, uh, they lost to the, the Suns last night or the night before. They didn't have um, Dame in that game, but... To me, the, the Bucks aren't contenders. Like, I don't see a world where the Bucks are going to be able to, to make a finals run. They're defensively, they lack a lot of juice. I know this picked up Bat, Pat Bev as kind of a POA defender. And I think in a matchup against the Knicks, that's helpful. Going up against Jalen Brunson. Going up against the Celtics when your primary scorers are all 6'6 six, six and taller. It, that doesn't really help you a ton. But the Knicks won this trade deadline, picking up Bogdanovich, picking up Alec Burks. Both have been phenomenal for the Pistons. Really the couple of bright spot bets that they've had this season. And you mentioned it, how it isn't been star power driven for the Knicks. And this is something that we have to kind of keep track of going forward because with the new CBA and the second apron, you kind of have two ways of building a team. You could go crazy like the Phoenix Suns, get three superstars, pay them all the max money and sign minimum guys around them and try to figure it out. Or you could go the Knicks route where, to be fair, you sign Jalen Bron- Jalen Brunson at a, you know, kind of below star level and he's playing at an MVP level. It's hard to do that, oh, yeah. but then fit everyone else around him. You know, OG's not making it son. Randall, uh, Dante DiVincenzo is looking like one of the better contracts in the NBA the way he's been playing this past month. So you're figuring out around the edges how to build a team together and they play together and they play with, with defense and toughness and they've been hitting threes. So the Knicks are, are building it in maybe a new kind of fashion that we haven't seen in the past because although the Nuggets did win with Nikola Jokic, it's not like they had that second superstar free agent they went and spent $30, $40 million on like KD with the Warriors, for example. Um, But they're building it with Leon Rose, you know, hitting on some draft picks, accumulating draft picks. Now you didn't, you you got all of these players having up a first round draft pick. Still, you have a boatload of assets to use in the future and you have key contributors who could play defense, who could shoot, (laughs) The Knicks, to me, I said this, I think, two weeks ago. They're the second-best team in the East. The Cavs, the way they're playing, deserve their respect. But I know you said it's a different team from last year. It's hard for me to get that first-round matchup of last year between the Knicks and Cavs, especially the way the Knicks are playing this season, which is better than last year. Oh, you know. Why'd you grunt like that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like his signature thing before he talks. Loki, Loki. I think the Knicks definitely won the day. You know, and I, I... it's interesting because a lot of people, Bogdanovich, Alec Burke, great role players, definitely are going to fit next to Brunson. And the team was already performing at a high level with OG. You know, you can't wait to get Mitch Robinson back because defensively, they're going to be a great unit, especially with Tom Thibodeau. He always, at minimum, produces a great defensive team. So now you got the pieces, you got the glue. Brunson's been playing like an MVP this year. You know, it's really with this team. It's just about Randall. I think everything, you know, you can put all the good pieces together, which they've done that. You know, they brought in shooting. They brought in bench pieces with Dante DiVincenzo last offseason. They brought in all the necessary pieces. They brought in Isaiah Hartenstein as a backup big who's been playing great as a starter but also can be your backup. So they have everything. It's just about, like I mentioned, that second star. Can that second star come in? Can he, you know, change the narrative? He can. This is definitely a team. Excuse me, that's scary. But I, I can't count out the Cavs. You know, I think the Cavs, the Bucks. 
the Knicks. They're probably in that same next tier up. I think Boston is the favorites in the East. You know, I don't think any of those teams should be fearful of each other. You know, I think Joel's saying, I'm not, fe- I'm not scared of any of those teams. He shouldn't be. You know, and I think the same could be said for Cavs. Same, same that can be said for Milwaukee. I don't think any of these teams should fear each other. You know, they've all had their weaknesses. With the Bucks, though, you still got to trust in Giannis and Dame with the Cavs, with the way they're playing, the way their role players have stepped up, the the, the continuity they have. You know, you got to trust in this year that J.B. Bickerstaff has created a different environment for them for sure. this year. Donovan Mitchell has been playing like a top five MVP candidate this year. But also on the Knicks side, you know, bringing in these two guys, you have Dante. You didn't give up much. You know, Quentin Grimes wasn't playing great in his role with them anyways, and Dante has been playing excellent. You know, and then on top of that, you have OG, who's been one of the best defenders in the league. You have a Hartenstein and Mitch combination at center when they come back. It just really puts more pressure on Julius Randle to come out and perform in the playoffs because if he doesn't perform, this team could, you know, not make the Eastern Conference Finals. But I think this time around he's going to perform. Off it, blind faith? No. Has to be. No. Off of he's playing objectivity. This year. <laughs> the smile and the, gets the reason, me. And the reason why. And, and first off, before I say what I'm going to say about Julius Randle, I just want to bring up that it wasn't too long ago where we did. Killing Hayes got released. I know. That's we a did. W. Fuck. You just found that out? Or no, I just realized. Like five it's about ago. time. Bro. Yeah, it happened like so long. Yo, <laughs> and James Bucknight. Yeah. Kai Jones and, yeah, and Bucknight in the same draft. Oh, I don't, I don't really care about that guy. But James. I remember we did a show with Who Politics. It was like a. a through StreamYard, something like that. Shout out, Hoop. And I remember you guys were laughing at me for owning the Julius Randle jersey. And now... What is it? You got the Nasty Award for that, right? That's yeah, I got the Nasty <laughs> Award. And now all the players that you guys were hounding me for not getting the jerseys, they're off the team. You know, RJ Bear's off the team. Manuel Quickly's off the team. And I like that we're going into this direction. Where's your Brunson jersey? I got to get one soon. I definitely got to get one We can one get soon. matching ones. Okay. I, I could. What color are you going to get, though? Whichever one you don't get. I'll give you first dibs. What do you mean? If we're getting matching ones, don't we get the same one? Oh, okay. Respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. I only yeah, meant yeah. that he gets, we both get Brunson jerseys. <laughs> okay. He's I mean, right, though. I don't like getting white jerseys. I, you know what? I just feel like it's too. Get it's stains. Too, yeah, it's, shit, like, yeah. it's just like, bro, I want some color. I get it. The you're white, cooking. you're right. The they, throwback Nick ones, uh, yeah, like blue and this, orange. Yeah, facts. Yeah. I would get a blue one. It's just the white jerseys to me. Some, like, look, white jersey Nick's right there. It's beautiful. It's clean. It's clean. But I, I like understand what you're the saying. The dark blue one. I the like, dark blue one's you know, beautiful. Of course, the away jersey. The I orange like one's he, too. Don't they have an orange jersey? Julius Randle's going to play better because you look at the other playoff series that he's been a part of. The first one against That's Atlanta, they were swarming him. We didn't have no spacing. He was missing shots on his own, of course, but he didn't. He wasn't playing with proper spacing. The only other player that performed in that playoff series for us was Derrick Rose and Alec Burks. This past playoff run, he was playing hurt. He was injured. He had some good games and it sprinkled in. It wasn't entirely bad. And in the games that he was bad, it, the same reoccurring problem was there. We didn't have much space in. And outside of Jalen Brunson, nobody else really showed up consistently. R.J. Barrett has some games, but Emmanuel quickly didn't play well. Josh Hart's shooting was all over the place. Now that we have the proper shooting around Julius Randle, I think he's going to be a much better offensive player, and I think the way he's been playing this year, getting downhill more, is going to lead to him being more efficient in the playoffs. And I think right now what the Knicks are doing is that we have a roster full of winning players. You know, Jalen Brunson's a winning player. For sure. DeFincenzo's a winning player. You know, Look back to this Villanova run when they won a championship. He's a winning player, and he plays like that. OG Ananobi, winning player. Um, 
Bojan Bogdanovic. Not too long ago, I was I, I remember watching him on the Jazz versus the Clippers, and he was playing great defense on Kawhi Leonard, and he was doing his thing offensively. He's a winning player. We got a ton of experience and a ton of guys that will take the load off of Julius Randle to the point that he doesn't have to feel like it's all on him for us to go far. Mm -hmm. I think that Julius Randle can play at an average level and we can still make the conference finals. I actually believe that the only way we make the finals if he is, is if he plays well. I think we can make the East Conference Finals with him not playing that well, honestly. I think what's, in order for us to go to the finals, well? he got to play really well. I mean, if he gives you what he did last season or, you know, the previous two playoff runs, it's going to be tough. If he gives us what he gave us last playoff run, I think we can make the Conference Finals still. Because I think we have Boyan and we got a lot, a lot of other players that can step up. Okay. Are you guys going to beat the Heat? I think we will this time around. Yeah, it really just takes. I'm not even one trying to time. say this disrespectfully. Just takes just, one time for the Heat to fizzle that's out. All, I think okay. to fizzle out one time the first round, be like, "Told y'all, they, they ain't like that." You still gotta acknowledge the Bucks. You have to. Yeah. You do. Now nah, it's and the Cavaliers are actually Randall, really Randall good. needs to play like average Julius Randall. He doesn't need to be yeah. the superstar, you know, crazy number two option. But he can't go out and give you what he did last year. That's gonna be hard to make the ECF. Am I crazy for saying this is the best Donovan Mitchell we've seen? No, Outside is, of playoff, is, Donovan. This is the best. This is the yeah, for sure. Seen. In a regular season, yeah. Because my lord, have mercy. He's Garland went down, and I don't want to say that this was the best thing for him, but I feel like he found himself within this offense. But of course, Garland's come back has still allowed Mitchell to still be that guy. And kudos to Garland, honestly, for allowing himself to take a back seat. Where last year there was a, you knew Donovan was the guy, but of course Garland with his opportunity still trying to get his. But he's really come back and realized, hey. We have to keep riding this hot hand. You see the way that Jared Allen has has been playing this season. Evan Mobley coming back. Obviously, that's going to help your defense. Okoro, which I, I brought up to Riv because, hey, I got to give him his respect. He's moved to the bench, and it's really allowed him to thrive in that role where Max Struess is now the starting three. I, I This is a really good roster. That, that, good Cav, that Cavaliers team is a legit one, not one that I want to overlook. These are the first four trades that happened uh, just within the last 48 hours. So. The first trade was the Timberwolves got Monte Morris and the Pistons dope. got Shake Milton, Troy Brown, a second round pick. The second trade, the Celtics got Xavier Tillman and the Grizzlies got Lamar Stevens, a second round pick in 2027 via the Hawks, a 2030 second round pick via the Mavs. The third trade, the Pistons got Simone Fontecchio and the Jazz got Kevin Knox and the draft rights to a player named Gabriel Procida Overseas from the yeah. Turkish League. Uh, 2024 second round pick and the fourth trade was the Jazz received Kara Lewis, Otto Porter, 2024 first round pick. That was, I think it's the Clippers first round pick. Mm -hmm. And the Raptors received Kelly Olenek and Oshag Baji. So we'll go by these trades like four at a time. So just within these first four trades, which one do you like the most? Mm. The Monte Morris one is interesting. Okay. Um, because I definitely think at least regular season wise, they needed some backup PG minutes desperately. We saw with Mike Conley out the lineup when he was injured, and even when he's just off the floor, the offense doesn't look the same. In terms of like a playoff needle mover, is he gonna move the needle for me as as I view the Timberwolves? Probably not. But I think for like regular season, these lulls they've had offensively, especially in fourth quarters and tight games, um, I thought that was a solid move for the Wolves. I like it. You know, I think you know, Morris being a game manager and Morris being a guy that can hit the three ball and you know, that can be a, a point guard that can facilitate work around the pick and roll, you know, just be a solid playmaker. It's definitely huge because those, those minutes without Conley as the point guard, they'd they be rough. You know, you want to see Ant-Man Ant 
and these guys make that improvement. But now bringing in another veteran point guard, somebody who's you know has that feel for the point guard position, who knows how to play it, I think that improves mightily for them. You know, like you said, I don't know if it's an insane need a mover in the playoffs, but they needed some backup point guard minutes, and this is a, a guy that they got essentially by trading nothing for him. Yeah. So this was much needed, and I, I liked what they did here. Couple of moves. The Xavier Tillman one obviously makes a lot of sense, especially with the way that Christos, of course, has been going through some injury. You needed that backup outside of uh, almost 40 years old Al Horford. So getting Xavier Tillman to be your backup big there, I always say that's what a lot of teams need. There's, the Lakers are definitely one of those cases where I would have loved to move Should've for Xavier first with Drummond. For Tim. I, and that was what I said in the chat. I said the only trade that I would have done was to get Andre Drummond back on the team because we really would have liked that, that backup presence. But for, for the Boston to go and get Xavier Tillman, I thought that was a smart move. And another one, just low-key, just to, to talk about a little bit. Uh, Utah trading away Fontecchio. I hope that this means that we're going to start to get some more Taylor Hendricks minutes. Here we go. I truly hope. And, it's been cooking and, the G League. Just because last trade deadline, we saw similar where Jazz so made some moves. Cooper, buddy. Huh? So has Sharif Cooper. Isn't, wasn't that your guy? Not really, yeah, but no. I didn't, I'm, didn't you make a team to get him on 2K? <laughs> yeah, no, I do that all the time. Got it. Never thought he was going to be this high-level guy in this league. I thought you called him Trey Young. No, we, me and Joel laughed about somebody calling mm, him Trey Young. Okay, yeah. no, I'm just trolling 100%. I just, couldn't get me on that one. No, no, no. no. Uh, you were very straight, very, uh, very quick with your answers. So I respect that. Try to catch you slipping. But... Hopefully this frees up minutes for my guy Taylor Hendricks because, again, last trade deadline, we saw the Jazz make some moves, and then it, saw, it led to Oje Akbaji getting some minutes down the stretch of the season. He actually showed some promise. Uh, and then him getting traded to the Raptors today. I don't know why the Jazz decided to trade him away so soon, uh, but I get it. They have so many pieces. It's never really they the got pick. Exactly. It, that's, that's very true also. But I'm hopeful for Taylor, where obviously he was a top-10 pick. I want to see him get some minutes. I want to see what he's made of. Wow, I thought this was gonna be a, a Fontecchio uh, yeah, no kind way. of thing. Come on. Um actually you I will know, I will make agenda. it a Fontecchio kind of All thing. All right, cool. Because I actually think that Detroit needed the him. Pistons did something this trade deadline where they just said, All right, we're just gonna get like good NBA players and at least well, serviceable guys. But they traded away Alec Burks and Bojan. That was that's why it's they, a tough they look. They got Grimes, though. But too, they did get Grimes. That's dope. a good point. This is gonna sound a little bit crazy, but I, I think Boyan much, much better, but Fontecchio fills his role. Understand. As a shooter, movement shooter, and he's actually a really good defender. He's been an awesome defender this year. So Fontecchio going there, I think he can be in a star lineup for them, and it's going to give them more spacing. Quinn Grimes was a good pickup. Shake Milton hasn't done much with the Wolves, but I think in a in a space where he has freedom, he can play well. Mm -hmm. Although I don't know if he'll play over Marcus Sasser. That's the decision that Monty Williams will make. And I like Troy Brown Jr., you know, just a 3-and-D wing who can space the floor somewhat. Love I think Troy. the Pistons, uh, even though they Excellent. lost Boyan and Alec Burks, they might have gotten a little bit better with mm. this trade deadline with who they got. Listen, don't look now. Pistons, 3-and-4 in the last seven. For, for where they were and when they, they lost the 30 in a row. Oh, the yeah, beat the, the Kings. The Thunder, too. Yeah. Yeah. the Kings week. know I just rode for them? The Kings do have some bad losses. They do. they do. They do. And then with the Raptors, I don't know why people were overreacting to what the Raptors did. I think Kelly Olenek is a, is a really good player. He fits with uh, Scotty He's Barnes Canadian. and his development. Yeah, he is Canadian, he is. too. And O'Shea Igbaji is, Igbaji is Canadian? Solid. No, he's, he's not. Okay. Trading Olenek. first. I, whose first was that? Do you have it was the Clippers said. first. So it's going to be a late first. Right. It's still a first-round pick, yeah. but it's the least. Uh, it was like least them, favorable. OKC. Yeah, there's like four teams yeah, on that protection. I think Minnesota, maybe. Olenek is a free agent after this year? That's the pick that they got from the Pacers. 
Could you remember with the Pacers, uh, they when they traded for Pascal Siakam, they gave him that pick that was the like you just mentioned the the Rockets, OKC, the Clippers, and mm. one other team. Oh yeah, yeah, that might have been something. It might have yeah. been in. It's probably been within that deal. All I, I know is that this pick is not an early first round pick, and this and this draft is weak. So you know the the odds of a, a good player being available in the late twenties in the first round, it's not likely. And Monte Morris, of course, he, could draft though. Monte Morris has never averaged a turnover in his career, over a turnover in his career. That's pretty crazy. And I think with the Timberwolves' turnover problems, with their spacing problems, he provides two areas of what they need. And now they have a point guard they could go to when Mike Conley's not on the floor. So I think that makes them better. You know, sure. and, and I'll stay on topic about the Toronto Raptors. Remember how we were talking on our last basketball podcast how this team should be centered around Scotty Barnes and that's what their goal should be mm-hmm. at the end of the season. Kind of saw that today with trading Dennis Schroeder, getting a guard out of there who Dennis Schroeder does have some ball handling responsibilities on the squad. Now you trade him. You trade for Spencer Dinwiddie, who most likely is going to hit the open market, I can only assume. So now it's really being emphasized. Scotty should, of course, with alongside Emmanuel quickly. These are going to be our two primary ball handlers. Dennis Schroeder, who's been playing well for Toronto Raptors. At least you, you, you traded him. Maybe I don't know if there was picks involved. I think it was straight up Schroeder Just straight, for the two players, Dennis yeah, Schroeder, yeah. Dennis Young. I would have liked to see a pick there, maybe a second rounder. But at the same time, what you tried to do was center your team around Scotty Barnes. And they started the process a little bit earlier than what me and Joel had anticipated, which we thought would be this Basically, just to get, it was basically off Schroeder's contract. That's mm-hmm. it. Well, mm-hmm. what, it was, How it, much it, was he it, getting paid? It wasn't a lot, but they had committed to him and Young for another year or two, Thaddeus Young. And Dinwiddie, they're just gonna, you know, I think buy out or let him go in free agency, they, which is they, gonna be interesting. Dinwiddie was owed, I think, three and a half million if he played like a few more games. And Two Din- for twenty five, that was his deal, and, which is good. Yeah. It's a good deal. And Dinwiddie being a guy at the buyout market is an interesting one because he he's still yeah. is a solid player given in the right role. But like you mentioned, there's a lot of teams under the tax apron that aren't going to be allowed to to mm-hmm. sign yeah. him in the buyout market. The Suns o- being one of them. Oshak Baji and uh, Grady Dick on the same team now. Dope. They played yeah. together. Yeah, in Kansas. Fire. So I mentioned it. Trades five through seven. Uh, the Pacers got Marcus Morris, Cork Moss, three second round picks. The Sixers got Buddy Heald. Ooh. The Thunder got Gordon Hayward. The Hornets got Trey Mann, Davis Bertans, Mike Kick, Draft Comp. And then the other trade was uh, the Pistons getting Daniel House, who's likely getting bought out. And we'll see where he lands on a buyout market. Gordon Hayward, what do you think about him to the Thunder? They needed some veteranship. They go and they get Gordon. The only concern, of course, which has always been a concern with Gordon, is going to be a matter of help. But he's going to help the young guys, of course. I think that that was a solid addition, especially for the price tag of what you got him. Definitely not a bad deal. We talked about Bertans being included in every package just to make contracts work. But then on the opposite side, I think you tweeted this or you texted us about Trey Mann getting some opportunity now in Charlotte. That's going to be huge for his development. But at the end of the day. That could be a dangerous thing, too. Charlotte don't do shit, man. It's kind of true, which is why I'm kind of skeptical of another move that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Let me not get ahead of myself. But Oklahoma City wanted we thought that they'd get some veteran in there. They brought in Gordon Hayward. If he stays healthy, great move for them. Yeah, solid. Um, I don't know if they're going to... I think Gordon Hayward should close with his lineup. You know, that Which means you're sitting... uh, yeah, redacted. No, no, no. The say, other guy. The other dude that we don't talk about. Got it. Yeah, he, his redacted. Ass, redacted. <laughs> uh, he should be on the bench. I think this is a really good move. It's it's weird because 
we've been talking coming up to this trade deadline how the Thunder need like some size, some interior presence, rim protection, and that's not really the move they made, but Gordon Hayward makes them better. You know, being able to have some more spacing out there, he could play make some, he could put the ball on the floor some. He overall, I think, just upgrades this team, especially when you see the deficiencies of Josh Giddy, especially offensively. There, there's really just not much he could do, especially when he doesn't have the ball in his hands. I mean, you see constantly defenses are just saying, Giddy, you could just sit in a corner or sit on the three-point line. We're just going to guard four on five. So being able to have more spacing on the team too, I think it's a really good move for the Thunder. I think this is one of those moves where it's like, it's not what you really needed, but it definitely makes you better. You know, it doesn't make you worse. I think Gordon Hayward's still a good player. You know, I think he's a guy who can, you know, work well in the playmaking department, can space the floor, can get to the rim, you know. And he once you once, like like you said, he provides good veteranship experience, you know, and that's some playoff experience. Yeah, maybe if Giddy's not in the lineup, you can plug in a Gordon Hayward or whatever. Like he's just that's a guy that's gonna make your team better and not make your team uh, worse. The Buddy Hill move. Intrigues me. Oh, yeah. yeah. 40% from the three-point line, 16 points a game. The Sixers well, had a weird deadline. Yeah, they did. But it was like, they didn't give up much. Like, they they gave up a, a lot of second-round picks. It was three, if I'm not mistaken. Three. But in terms of just players, you know, they did just get Morris to Keys, which was nuts, and then they traded him. <laughs> um, so he and then no he got longer, traded again. Yeah, it was crazy. But bringing in Buddy Hield, you know, a guy who, his contract is up this year. So you don't know if you're going to pay him. But I think they're gearing for Embiid return because this is a move that I signals that for me. You know, you bring in Buddy Hill to help this team out offensively even more. And I think if Embiid is going to return, this is a guy that could become really dangerous Hell in yeah. the playoff series. The uh, Sixers now for 2024-2025, Embiid is the only person under contract. Or the only one with guaranteed money. They have Paul Reed for yeah, like they'll pay some, Maxi. Um, of course, you have Maxi. Yeah, Tobias, who knows they bring back. But I say it's a weird free age or trade deadline for the Sixers because we don't know about Joel Embiid. That's number one. They go out and get Buddy Heald. I bet. And then consequently, a couple of hours later, they trade Patrick Beverly. Yeah. I'm looking at this backcourt of Tyrese Maxey and Buddy Heald. They're going to get picked on. Defensively, yeah. I mean, that's but a offensively. really... <sighs> offensively, it's great. It's phenomenal. Buddy Heald could shoot the piss out of the ball, but one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA, period, since he's entered the is league. Maxie a we know We know how great Maxey is offensively, too. Fair. Defensively, I worry. You know, you just got rid of... Patrick Beverly. They also traded Jaden Springer to the Celtics, who had some good minutes last night yep. against the Warriors. Defensively, with Nick Nurse, he's obviously you know a good mind. He has different schemes that he could throw at opposing offenses. They might be getting Kyle Lowry. Okay, that's, no, just, that's, yeah. that's nice, but it's just defensively. As a bench player, that's defensively, not a bad move. this backcourt worries me. It's yeah, great yeah. you got some more shooting, and you need MB to come back, but. I don't know. It, it was a weird. It was a weird deadline for the 76ers because I just don't know what direction they're going in. Are they trying to compete for this season? If that's the case, I would like to have a couple defensive pieces that but it's still, I can use as chess pieces. It still keeps your uh, options open in the offseason to get a star. It does. Buddy Hield, just like Marcus Morris and them, he had an expiring contract anyway. So if it doesn't work, you still have that money at the end of the year to go get somebody else. I think Buddy Hield was a great addition, regardless if Embiid comes back or not. Because I think with him, they at least stay afloat, and they're a better team, and they have better shooting. But I I just don't think that they're much of a threat this year, and I don't think that this move is really a move. Even with Embiid? Embiid's going to be hurt. 
when he comes back. It's gonna it's gonna take some time to come back from that meniscus and pleasant surprise. Really trust it. Four weeks until he's reevaluated. Re- re-evaluated that's what I agree. But reevaluated. Such the word. That's true. <laughs> but I was expecting a lot further along the line. That's true. One month and then we see where he is in his process. I was optimistic that, after hearing that. That also tells us that they're going with a short term approach here. True. That they're not shutting him down for the season or anything like that, which puts in some more implications about his playoff time. Fair concerns. I think it's uh, over for Embiid this year. I do. You know, I, I don't know if he's going to not play. Yeah. But I think that given his injury, if he rushes it, he's going to be playing at maybe 60%. Yeah. And that's not good enough to get out the East. And he's going to risk his health long term for, you know, a team that. They have talent, but I don't know if they're an overwhelming favorite. He's just and they crazy. need him to be at hundred yeah. percent to make a deep playoff run. So the Buddy Heald move to me, if Embiid was fully healthy, I would have loved it. But the fact that I think there are question marks around his health, this is just not a move that to me. I'm like, okay, now I look at the Sixers and I view them differently mm-hmm. because I I just don't think we're seeing a healthy Embiid this year at any point. Thunder is a great move. Gordon Hayward has been an underrated player for a while. Uh, he's a do-it-all forward. He can defend. He can shoot. He can handle the ball. He can pass it. He's a smart player. He now fits with OKC. I would have liked OKC to get a backup big. They need to get better at rebounding the ball. But Gordon Hayward now takes the spot that Josh Giddey now employs. And in the playoffs, I think when they thin out the rotation, Gordon Hayward will get that spot. And you'll have Isaiah Joe playing with Kaysen Wallace. And Giddey might get iced out because – what Giddy does best right now is he is a he is a great entry passer. That's what he is. He's a great entry passer. But Gordon Hayward is a plus passer too, and now they have a wing that can do a little bit of everything. You know, I was actually thinking about it because six for six from three. Oh god, oh my we needed that. God, <laughs> last night was bad. We needed that. Yeah, we need, yeah, yeah, we needed that. My thing about trading for the backup big is the best big that was traded today was Daniel Gafford. He was the best big that was traded today, and I say that with the idea of. Teams understand how valuable it is to have that bench big, like and the they're not going to be willing to. No, he's against who? I'm sorry. You said like the Bulls. He's cooking for time, sure. Though. Most, for that most, playoff most push, definitely. Man. Yeah, that's what they said. Coming. <laughs> I'm for the playing push. That, that will, seed, man. That shit looks say, real good, man. Kenny dropped a video he's today done. already talking about the Chicago Bulls, and he's 100% right. The fact you guys made zero moves today is It's mind-boggling to me. It makes no sense. You guys continue to I have zero direction. I haven't made a trade in 30 months, including I, I, a player. I don't understand. <laughs> is the last trade? Since 2021. They said 30 months. Since 2021, we have not made a move. Was the last trade Vooch? Including a player. Yes. I think so. I think you guys realize how bad you fucked up and said, we can't do this again. That's a terrible mindset. No, I'm just being a prick. I'm just being a prick. I'm just joking. But, but low-key, it's like, nah, they don't bro, Everybody should have been gone. I ain't even going to cap. Like, everybody really bad. Been gone, but bro. part of it is probably like, we made this trade for Vooch. How do we just go and rebuild a year later for when sure. we just trade these assets and young no players? Doubt. I just say in mind with, with t- getting back to, to the conversation with OKC is, there's not many teams that are willing to make their backup bigs available, and, mm-hmm. and there's not going to be a team that's going to be willing to to overpay. Where I think the Mavs even giving up a first, I understand it because they de- they definitely need some help. We're going to talk about that one a little bit later. But again, there weren't there weren't many available, and the fact that Gafford was the best one that was traded today really speaks to how valuable these bigs are in the league. I mean, you're right. At the right price, you got that's where the offer comes from. Yeah. But OKC has like. A lot of assets. 20, 30 first-round picks. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have just gave be... up two for Drummond pretty easily. Two? Yes. I don't know. I can't Ooh, do that. Two is a little oh, Maybe I, a first and a second. Especially because if I'm OKC, I still stand packed. See how far I go with my young yep, squad yep. this season. 
adjust in the offseason when you can potentially make that power move for, I don't want to get crazy here, but their speculation of Donovan Mitchell getting traded, imagine okay, they made see? that move. My point being, they My have Lord. a bunch of assets. They have that 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 flexibility. They have that flexibility Ironic. if they don't go on this run that they're expecting. Of course, they are young, oh, no. but Don don't rush a move. Don't the thing rush about a move. it is that two first-round picks, they still have like 15 left. You know, you, you, I understand, but they have the luxury of being great this I also year. think the Bulls, if you just gave one first-round pick for We're Drummond, they probably would accept OD. it. And they have well, so many picks, you probably have some I think a team did picks. offer a first-round pick and for You said Drummond. no? You guys are hilarious. Drummond was starting the other night. Who was, who was your GM? Some new guys, some uh, AK. AK. AK's still there, right? Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, a, he's, he's, a, a, he's a fucking. Um, I forgot the dude we had before. He's a, Re- a Rensdorf merchant. Ryan, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. whatever his name is. Just mid, mid, mid. You know what the problem is with the Bulls? The fans. You constantly sell out that building every Aren't game. Number one in for like ten years. Yeah. No matter what you we, we put go out to there. A Bulls game, honestly. No, we don't. Like we, we don't. Go. We don't. For the ambiance. I don't want to see. Oh no, those games lit. Those <laughs> games are definitely lit. But yeah, they they constantly sell out, and they're okay with that because it puts money in their pockets. Yeah. They don't care what they're putting out. I mean, Lonzo's been hurt for three years. Zach just He's got working. hurt at the end of the year. Demar now it's a chance Demar walks for nothing. Like mm. you could have got something for him. Caruso, you, you could have got two first round picks for him. You were being stingy. But did you see what they said? What they wanted? They said they wanted Jonathan Kaminga. That, yeah, that, that was hilarious. Not getting that. But you could have found something. There were teams that wanted Alex Caruso. Like, you could have got two first round picks from somewhere. Like, and we don't even have any real young talent to like bank on. Like you got Kobe, but who else? Like Pat was cool, but he's a role player. That's what he is. So who else? Daylon Terry. He's probably gonna get released. Julian Phillips, Patrick okay. Williams. No, I just said he's a role player. Like oh, he, okay. He's a role player. Like Kobe White is. We got lucky because he's on a cheap deal for three years mm-hmm. and he's hooping. So we got lucky there. Very we lucky. don't you guys have developed him though. I mean, you call it luck, but yeah, showing like, that like you're both. able to develop yeah, this but player now it's is like, a good who else is he going to play with? Yeah. The issue is that you guys aren't terrible. But you're not yeah. good, so you're not going to get a good draft pick, which is why it's kind of a miracle that Kobe has it's developed. A, it's the worst spot to be in the NBA. Yeah, we guys, didn't have our pick anyways. You have the opportunity Facts. to be bad. It had to be like top you four. I'm going to keep it a bean. They should have def made a trade. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They, they should have def moved yeah. at least off of Drummond or Caruso. Definitely DeRozan. Like, he's on he's on an expiry. What are we doing with Drummond? Like Drummond has been playing his ass off. I don't want to disrespect him, but like two seconds on five. Andre Drummond, thirty plus. Like, come on, man. It makes no sense to not trade a player if they're they can leave. I mean, Dallas just traded a first for Daniel Gafford. You don't think you could have got? No, I'm saying I would have been cool with two seconds. Like, Uh I'm fine with just getting assets. We don't have anything, so I'm fine with just bringing in. That makes you worse. That's a W. Yeah, yeah, like, but at this point, they want to play in the plan. Hopefully something happens, and then boom, boom. Like, they think they're the heat. It's really embarrassing to me. So the next four trades we'll talk about. Uh, speaking of Gafford and the Mavericks, we'll, we'll This is one of the best talk moves on of them the day, first. honestly. The Mavericks got Daniel Gafford, and they traded away Rashawn Holmes and draft comp to the I'm Wizards, which is a first-round pick. And then they received P.J. Washington and two second-rounders, and they gave up Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a 2027 first-round pick. Got There's now more depth. You got yeah. what you wanted. PJ, PJ Washington. Washington, the needle mover. That's the Finals. needle mover. Let me ask you a question, and I honestly really want your your opinion on this. Which was the better move? I don't know. It was Gafford. Okay, I I'm, think Gafford I'm, for the you. need. Yes, but PJ Washington is a better player, of course. Yes. Um, you think back to where the Mavericks were a year ago with their center spot? They didn't have Lively, and Ricky that's was speaking. That's why right. they mm-hmm. tanked 
to get that pick so it didn't go to the Knicks. They draft Derek Lively, and now you trade for Daniel Gafford. You now don't have to worry about Dwight Powell playing 30 minutes in a playoff series or even getting 20 or 15 to 20 minutes, you know? Now you have Derek Lively and Gafford, and Lively's a young player, so who knows if he's going to be ready for the playoff moment. And that's why you have Gafford. He's averaging, I think, nine points, nine rebounds, two blocks a game, 70% true shooting. He's the perfect fit next to Luka, a great lob threat, a great screener. Mm -hmm. He's a fantastic defender. It gives them more size. And then P.J. Washington, he's just a do-it-all guy. He can defend at a high level, especially as help defense. He's a great weak side rim protector. He's athletic enough to keep up with forwards and guards on the perimeter, on the ball. And then offensively, the shooting is a bit down, but playing with Luke is going to get open shots. Like, that just is what it is. Got to hit him is all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, of course, you got to hit him. So, hey, we said so that last, last, last year, P.J. Washington was averaging 15 points. This season, he's had a down year, but... I just my my concern. I think it's Charlotte is, Aura. It's pretty bad. Over that's there. exactly what it is. It's Except for Brandon Miller. The, correct. Oh no, that guy's that different. Block, he's no, different. He's now, different. Shit was nuts, right? Yeah, like, he glided in the air. Yeah, like, what the he fuck? moved. He moved like twenty feet. In yeah, the air. it was like he was Here's gliding in like MJ. No bullshit. <laughs> it was literally like MJ. I worry. I worry for the ideas. You see how bad Charlotte is, and you understand. Let me not say he's one of the most important players on their team, but for the lack of talent, especially for what he was last year, you would have liked him to at least play better than what he did last season. For him to have it, to him to be down from last season, going to a situation with the Mavericks, of course, new new environment that could be good for a player, but your expectation is to win. And automatically there's pressure there. Not, of course, uh, as going to any other teams, but there is pressure. There's going to be pressure on him, especially to hit these open shots. So Joel, I think, uh, I'm no, sorry, sorry. Joel, uh, talk about Grant Williams. I heard you was hyping him up. It's just a comment. Why did you say Joel and looked at me? I mean, Joel. No, because it's somebody typed well, they it, said, and I never call you that. That's why it fucked me up mentally. Uh, they said, talk about Grant Williams. You hype him up a lot. Me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, Grant, was, Grant was great for Boston. Great. Uh, he, he was. He was for his role. He was great. Like a lot. Don't you remember game seven? Don't you remember game seven? Against I remember the Bucks? game one, two, three, four, five, six. In the what finals? about game seven against the Bucks? He Loki won this game. He won six threes, seven threes, something like that. I didn't. Remember. Did you guys blow them out? We did because he hit. There's overwhelming seven evidence that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that game. That Tatum does better with role players than somebody else. Mm. I don't yeah, have well, nothing bad to say that, about those Dallas boys, man. They're hooping. I'm happy. They are. Oh, kind no. Of. Apparently, you talk about you. Well, that's not true. You said you'd be, you'd be good for Dallas. Well, Grant. Grant Williams, I think, was all right for Dallas. I think uh, the frustrations with him were that he didn't shoot as well in Dallas that he did in, in Boston. In Boston, last year, was 40%. This year, he's down to 38%, so not a significant drop-off. He's putting the ball on the floor more, and that's resulting into turnovers. And I think a lot of those stupid turnovers are the reason why <laughs> Mavericks fans are annoyed and, and defense with him. Too. Defense hasn't been what it was in Boston. Exactly. You know, I was look. I was doing some research. So this year, I got a screenshot ready. Grant he Williams. He was. <laughs> so Grant Williams last year. Because we he knew we were going to attack Grant on shots on shots over ten feet. Grant Williams, forty two percent of his shots in Boston were wide open on mm-hmm. shots over ten feet. This year in Dallas, it was 46%. Oh, okay. So Grant Williams he's open was more. Get, is getting more open in Dallas, but he's missing more shots. And I think that's the frustration with him is that Look. you're getting open shots, but you're not hitting them at the same rate that you were in Boston, and you're getting more open. And it makes sense because Luka has more gravity, and you know teams often opt to double-team him. 
that's a frustration. They got a better player in P.J. Washington, and Grant Williams is one of those players that is tricky to evaluate him when he's on his first contract because we see a lot of role players, they, they play well in the final year of their deal, they get paid somewhere else, and then they drop off. We've seen that a lot throughout the years with you know players that are in Miami, and they thrive as role players, and then they leave Miami, and they're not as good. So I think that happened to Grant Williams. I don't think you can justify paying him the price point you were paying him with the production you were getting. He's averaging eight points, and he can't do nothing offensively when it comes to self-creation. P.J. might be averaging 13, but how he gets his baskets are important to me. I think that P.J. can put the ball on the floor. He's one of four players in the league right now with 100 possessions as a pick-and-roll screener and a pick-and-roll ball handler. He's great at attacking closeouts. He can initiate offense at times. He's a great roller. He can pick and pop. So he's a versatile player, and on top of that, he can play defense too. So I think that was a huge addition. The Mavericks now just got more depth, and they got two players that can rely on to be on a court because this year their biggest issue has been Kyrie has missed games, Lively too, Maxi <clears throat> Kleba. But when they're all healthy, this is an awesome team. Getting Gafford, top seven in blocks, when – the Mavericks have been terrible at defending in the paint. Right now, ranked 22nd in terms of points allowed in the paint. This was one of the moves of the day for me. And like I said in the last uh, conversation where we are talking about OKC and the lack thereof bigs that are being willing to move, they got the best big available on the day. So to me, I'm looking at the Mavericks as definite winners. You you are trying to do the best you can to, to put around solid role players around Luka Doncic. Bringing in P.J. Washington, I do have my reservations, but at the same time, Grant Williams really wasn't that much of a plus for him, but at least you get some versatility on the defensive side of the ball with, with P.J. And again, you get to lock down the interior of the defense, and you have now an insurance policy for Derek Lively, who, like you mentioned, have been struggling with staying on the court a little bit, but you understand the difference that he makes when he is on the court, and now you can flip-flop between those two guys. I think having that backup big is such a underrated necessity for all teams, and the Mavericks fulfilling that role today was definitely a huge move on them. Listen, usually I have my hater hat. There's none for me to hate on today. Dallas made some really good moves, but the Gafford move most definitely is the one that I'm pointing at and saying – this could be the difference. So is, does this trade mean that the bet is off for top six? Oh, no, eight? this isn't moving me like that. Let's oh, okay. relax there. <laughs> Are Let's they eighth right now or seventh? They're eighth. They're a game and a half out of being out of seven. six. And Sacramento dropped to They're seven? They're two out of six, a uh, game and a half. Yeah, Sacramento seven. Okay, okay. Who's uh, number six, the Pelicans? Pelicans, Pelicans and then the Suns are five. That's five. Mm-hmm. Clippers game, half came out. It's a good move for the Mavericks, man. I'm, I like I'm, both moves. I never, you know, I don't hate it. on Dallas. I'm I got, not I got nothing uh, against those boys. I was actually looking at some of my old Luca tweets, um, and I said, <laughs> I said, Luca finally got his rob. This is when they trade for Kyrie last year. I was like, it's gonna get scary in the West. Unfortunately, last year didn't get scary. Sure, now they, now they, no, get no, it, it got scary. It got like, scary. I don't want to fucking watch this. <laughs> the negative way, but now they got a couple more, a uh, couple bench pieces, death pieces. Gafford, who knows. If he's going to start or if it's going to be lively, especially in the playoffs, as you mentioned, Joel, Lively's going to be ready for that moment. I think he should start. But if Gafford's the better player now, which I think he is, um, then that probably makes more sense for the Mavs who are trying to push for a top six seed, try to secure that playoff spot. Some breaking news. You've seen the the, the WWE stuff, right? I see they're going crazy in WWE Cody Rhodes just chose Roman Reigns. Explain that in NFL terms. And The Rock is swinging on him. 
No, he slapped the shit out of Cody. That was crazy. When? In the press conference, they're, they had, they're doing the live press conference in the Las Vegas. The Rock is booed. Oh, dear. Yeah, he is. He's in his yeah. Hollywood Rock arc right now. No, he's in his villain arc. It's up. I'm hyped because he was on Pat McAfee today. And he was like, yo, the Cody Crybabies. And he was like, you have Cody. You have the Cody fans who are cool. But then you have the Cody Crybabies. He was violating. The Rock is, is embracing being a heel. Which he hasn't been a long ass time. Yeah. Cody's the most over babyface, and then on top of it, what's ironic about this now is we're kind of looking at Roman as what are you doing? The odd man out. Exactly. <laughs> who's the guy who has the title? Who has been the king of WWE for three years? The fact that they've made it that he's become the. Just the let me not war, say huh? that's exactly why it's kind of it's kind of weird, but it is going to be interesting to see how they build it up for They're two months. Probably going to do a triple threat match. I don't Explain. know who I told this to, but uh-huh. I was. I was talking to Jess about the Cody Rhodes thing, and I, I told her I think people are overreacting because I think the WWE has a storyline for this. I think what can happen next is that Cody Rhodes is going to face The Rock at Elimination Chamber for the right to fight Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and whoever wins that match is going to fight Roman Reigns. You think so? Or, or unless they do a triple threat at I, WrestleMania. I was going to say, I think it's a, or this is where Roman can solidify himself as the GOAT. Night one, Roman Reigns' main events. Oh, like how Triple Night H and, two. and Daniel Bryan did it back in the day? Yep. But the difference there was that Daniel had two fights in the same night. Oh. Where Roman would main event night one. And the main event He would two. main event night two. I get goosebumps thinking about it. Yo, Roman legitimately can solidify himself as R- Mount Rushmore, WWE wrestler. I feel like Roman Reigns is such a manufactured superstar, man. Blazer, yes. Co- Cody Rhodes got to <laughs> win that championship. You have to watch. He don't even work. The- you could that's fine. <laughs> but you have uh, to watch the most recent promo that Roman cut on I, Seth. I saw it was him. all time great. I work ten times less than you. I make ten times more than you. He has gotten near perfect on a microphone. And it's funny because how terrible he was back in the day. Yeah. But now on the mic, there's almost no one. No, he's awesome. I love Roman Reigns. But I, I remember watching a video about the amount of times that he's defended his championship versus other champions and like, for, it's for example, less. CM Punk, when he went on his 1,000-day reign, because I think he went it was on like his... like 400. Okay. He defended it more times than Roman Reigns has right now, yeah. holding this title. I think John Cena did it, too, in his, like, 08, 09 reign. And I just feel like... It was every month. Like, yeah, yeah the, the title has prestige to it, but I think it doesn't help that every single match that Roman has for the title, he is getting help. And <sighs> he's, not, he's not winning fair and square. I could say yes to that, because mostly you're right there, but... Royal Rumble, Solo Sokoa tried to jump in, and he got violated, and Roman still won fair and square. Usually, that's not the case. Usually, it's the other way around. But you look at the long reigns, like CM Punk. You mentioned how many times he defended. Who helped him out a good amount of times in those matches? Paul Heyman. The Miz with... I'm blanking on his first name. I don't want to say Austin Riley, but I know Austin Riley's a baseball player, but I feel like that's the name of the wrestler. He helped him out a ton, too. So, it's like, if you have a long WWE reign, you're going to have some outside... Help to to help keep this crazy most streak. Groups, most groups, and like the Triple H line. Evolution, they, they had some. He had some help. But bro, his his aura is different in, when he's in the arena. Mid. Nah, it's no. He's so far from. No, mid. I was reading them. Yeah, I, I know, and I was upset because I went to SmackDown and he was not there. See, no, I, <laughs> and I was I hoping that. that he would have came out and because Cody Rhodes came out. At, I'm gonna tell you the story. The SmackDown that I went to, the entire event, it was. Cater to Randy Orton coming back and returning. The main event was the promo that Orton cut about choosing SmackDown. They gave us two matches after the show. 
Cody Rhodes versus, versus Dom. Dom, fast and split. And Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke. That's what it that was. That was the post-event uh, matches they gave us. Cody Rhodes came out, at least got, let us watch his entrance. And, you know, it was, it was a vibe. And then after the event was over. Now, Cody's he, lit. He got on the mic. He got on the mic, and he basically was just talking to the fans and like, "Yo, hopefully all you guys are safe and you guys get home safe." Like he was talking. It's amazing. It's like Roman Reigns at least show up and do a cut a promo or like do an entrance. Like I'm this the only time I'm gonna get to see SmackDown the entire year. So him being buy tickets. Him being bigger than WWE rubs you the wrong way. It's not him being bigger. It's I mean that's that's what he does. He's supposed to you know be a wrestler and he doesn't show up to half of the events. Bro hates half time uh, part time workers. I get that. I respect that. I get that. I respect that too. Bro, I'm 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 gonna be honest. I think like Roman Reigns showing up to half the events is generous. He might show up to less than that. He might. He might. And that's what I don't like. But I will say, he's fucking awesome. No, he is. I I, I like Roman Reigns. I, I do. acknowledge the tribal chief. I wanted to acknowledge him. I was getting ready to. You know why I like also this. say that I acknowledge him? He's kind of turned Paul Heyman into a little bit of a bitch. I, mean, I think everybody does that. Nah, but Paul Heyman, like, yeah, he liked, he really fucked with Brock Lesnar, but he never really made him less than who he was. Like, Paul was always Paul. But, like, he's just like, yes, my tribal chief. Yes, my, like, all right, calm down. You go a little bit over the top there. What did uh, what Cody choose him for? Main event of WrestleMania. Oh, to fight. Yeah, because oh, yeah, last year in WrestleMania, Cody lost to Roman Reigns. So rematch. Yeah. Yeah, there's no explaining this in, in NFL no. terms. No, there's <laughs> yeah, really difficult. None. So uh, I want to talk about Spencer Dinwiddie for a little bit because I know that the Raptors got him, but then they're going to buy him out. The Nets got Dennis Schroeder and uh, Thaddeus Young. Spencer Dinwiddie is a good player, but uh, he rubs me the wrong way. And he always did because I felt like his first stint with the Nets, with the Nets, not the Nets. What am I saying? He was he was always kind of trying to portray himself as the star of the show, and I think that's why he doesn't mesh well with teammates. Mm -hmm. He went to Washington, he got paid, and he stunk it up there. He then got traded to Dallas, and he did somewhat well. But this recent Nets stint rubbed me the wrong way because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but. Jock Vaughn has called out Spencer Dinwiddie post-game multiple times because Dinwiddie would take too many shots. He would hijack the offense. And Jock Vaughn was essentially saying, like, you know, Dinwiddie got to take less shots. I, I want to limit Dinwiddie's shots. He takes, like, 12 a night. And Spencer Dinwiddie got so petty about that that he started taking zero shots. Like, he would go games taking less than four shots a night because of Jock Vaughn's comment and how petty, you know, Dinwiddie got over that. So, it, like, Dinwiddie is a good player, but I feel like if he's in a situation where he doesn't feel like he is one of the main attractions of the show or he feels a way of, like, a being petty about something, he can quickly become a cancer to a team. He's been one of the least efficient players in the NBA, too. I mean, he's 39% from the field, 32% from three. It's hard to have that level of pettiness. His nickname is the mayor. I didn't know that. Never Who's heard anybody ever call him that. So that's why Dinwiddie, I think he's a solid player when he's bought in, but at this point in his career, I think he's kind of like a cancer to a team. In he's a uh, tw 21st percentile in the league in percentage. It's disgusting. It's bottom of the league. If he's going to be a bench piece for a team, that's where he can be serviceable. We've seen him do that in his, in his career, but as a starter, really, we've seen him struggle multiple times. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I know as one of the teams that has been apparently Miami? rumored. That Miami could work. That makes sense, but I feel like there's just nobody who disrespects no, Spo. But that's what I mean. I feel like if I'm the Heat, 
my move was getting Terry Rozier. Mm-hmm. I feel like let's let's keep the roster to the roster. You don't want someone new coming in and potentially fucking things up. I personally would say I don't want uh, Spencer Dinwiddie on the Lakers because we already have D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, yeah, similar yeah. archetypes. Except and Vince is two. still going to be there. And that's what I said. If Gabe Vincent can come back, then he's the third guard that could do something different than what obviously D'Lo and Reeves do. But if we bring in Spencer, we're kind of getting repetitive. Except Dinwiddie's not as good as these two guys. If he's a wing or back, yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, back, the back really of big the backup. by Brer. You need a guard defender. Yeah, yeah, we do. You have wing. Def- you need Which a guard is, defender. Schroeder would have been cool. Do they Schroeder have really would have been cool. They have wing defenders. No, we oh, do. Yeah, yeah. We you do. Vando. Yeah, you, they Vando, Torian's not that great, but he's a defender. LeBron, when he a, wants have, to. Like, Vando's not great at guarding it, guards. I'm just thinking playoff settings. Like, Vando's tough to put out he's there. Not, yeah. I think I he's not. I would he's, say great. Who? Yeah, but you want him Vando. on your, you want him on your wing more than your guard. Yeah. For sure. But nine out of ten times, we do give him that assignment. Yeah. That's why you need a guard defender. You need both. Yep. I understand what you're saying. So if you had Schroeder. That was great. That's really what I wanted. Schroeder was a great really guard. He's a great guard. He's he just is. as fast. You know, he's twitchy. He's annoying. Just like Pat Beth. That's why it kind of pisses me off that we signed um, Gabe, Vincent. Gabe Vincent instead of uh, Dennis Schroeder. Because mm-hmm. Dennis, he already has shown in Laker gold that he can play really good basketball <laughs> when we need him. <laughs> Laker gold is funny. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks that we let him go because that money could have easily been his. I'm going to read some Super Chats and we'll finish off these moves that happened. Ricky goes, world's hottest gummy, Riv. I think he's alluding to the... They got a hot gummy? They do have a hot gummy. That shit is hot. You've had it? No, but I've heard. Let's do it. Corey goes, thanks, y'all, for a good listen during my 12-hour shift, gentlemen. Hey, 12-hour pain. That sounds like security work. Sounds like nurse work, honestly. Security used to be like uh, 16 hours, man. God, when I was working doubles. security, it was it was like eight hours. Nah, Y'all worked twelve. I used to know the doubles used to be you go in at three, you don't get out till seven in the morning. Oh, get the fuck out of yeah. here! Yeah, then you I come back the, next I day. I was doing the sixteen hour shifts. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Where, where would you do all day? Well, you I literally just night. watch basketball. Any head? Sit on a computer. No yeah. head. Huh? No head. Like they don't lob in head for working sixteen hours. Maybe it's a pen. The, the guy's like, the boss. I'm a guy. He's got to figure that out. You'd have a pen on you. No, this wasn't. I wasn't doing the pen. You, mm. you know, they kind of noticed. I used to me and me and Joel used to work same shift. When he, um, <laughs> they Joel was in the front. I was in the booth, and I used to fall asleep in that booth. No, no, I used to fall asleep. There was in that times booth. where I used to go and put in my ID card for the gate to open, and the river would be like, "That'd <laughs> 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 be fucking slump, man." Those are the times, though. <laughs> Those 16 hour shifts are brutal. They were tough. That's what bro. I'm saying, bro. I'm gonna need a little bit of, you know. Especially when it was cold outside, bro. <laughs> get this guy out of here, bro. Imagine being in a booth and it's freezing outside, so you gotta keep putting the heat, heat on, but Trust it's, me. it gets too hot. I've done it. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, it's, it's terrible, bro. It sucks. And you try to sleep in that shit, you try to get comfortable in the booth. It's just not there, man. Kill uh, moves goes, what team took a W or L by not making a move? But we're, we're gonna, gonna get, get into, into that, yep. you know, after we finish off these moves. So don't worry, kill moves. And Brandon Rapone goes. Hey, guys, B-Rap here, loving the show, and your reactions to these trade deadline moves. Not sure if I missed any Sixers talk, but like the moves they made, how about you? Any future merch drops, question mark. All right, so let's answer the last question first. We're definitely going to be working on Season 3 merch job. Me and Joel have been in the lab. We have a couple ideas. Rip, We're what do we have to do to get into these meetings? <laughs> <laughs> they, they just text each other on the side. Yeah. Nothing in the group no, chat. I, nothing. Him, listen, I, you know, I don't care about that. I do extra work. I'd like fun. to get some input on design, see do what you guys are rocking That's with. That's a fact. Usually, the only thing we're looking at right now is we have an idea of the, the logo that we're going to All go I want to add is beanies. I think okay. We're about to do a summer job. So we we don't are going to do a summer job. So it's either going to be T's or Cruz. 
Crewnecks? Yes. Like this. Okay. That's but our logo. I think I think tees. I was to say for summer, I think we could do tees and shorts, and then for the fall, we should do crewnecks. That's one thing. We'd have to look into a vendor, see if they have a certain uh, type of tees, because there's graphic tees that you and I have that they're thicker quality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those are the ones I definitely were, were thinking about. Look, we're giving ideas away. It's, it is what it is. But thicker quality t-shirts that are like, you can actually have graphic tees. And so then you can wear them out. And I feel like you can feel like you're wearing a high quality shirt. Mm-hmm. That was my idea. But the crew neck, I mean, you can't go wrong with a crew neck. Like the Mojo crew neck is it's tough. gasoline. So well, right now, this is Nike. Right now it's February. We can do another drop in March. Yep. So if it's in March, uh, it can be crew necks. Mm. Exclude. We gotta. I, we don't want to oversaturate the market with all this stuff. You know what I mean? We just did one. Take take a calm few month break, and then we gotta hype it up again. Man. March March is so quick. It's turnaround. Boom boom. It's true. It's gotta be like every once in a while you gotta get in. We only got sixty. You know what I mean? You gotta we should, feel, we should you gotta do like a exclusive. seasonal shit. So exactly. Like three, exactly. Every three months. So May, May or June. Yeah. Sounds about right. That's all I'm gonna input. Not okay. crazy. <laughs> Have fun, Appreciate guys. Yeah. And we talked about the Sixers, so hopefully you heard about that. So yo, somebody, James Springer, you're hype. It's a solid move. I mean, is he ever going to play? Probably not. But that was the thing. He's not really going to play much. Well, why did the Sixers trade him? I don't know. I don't know. Twenty one years. You guys old? gave him a pick, right? Uh, so I gave him their second oh, pick. Second. Yeah. Cash was it? Cash? I think it was just second. And uh, Banton, I think. I only say that because defensively, obviously, he's got it figured out. Offensively, he's, really, he's, o- he's only twenty one. He's, he's twenty one. He's under contract next season too. It's like I get it. You're twenty one and you struggled offensively. Like, hey, at one point, are we going to figure it out? Sixers fans were sick. They were like, not. They happy. were pissed off. They're like, they just gave them the new Marcus Smart. I'm like, I mean, okay. he could have took Patrick Beverly's spot. That's exactly. That's why I was That's like, when fact. they moved Pat Bev, it was like you got Springer. Then they moved Springer. It's like, ah, I don't know what the fuck. They're he's doing. young too. You'll take that. Yeah, good. not for sure. Literally good nuts, Especially, uh, yeah, no. because like, you know, Pritchard's been playing really well for us, but he's small. Keep him know, away so from the Sixers is what I yeah. really mean. If he's going to get picked on uh, in the playoffs, like that's another piece you could throw out there. The last important trade that happened is that the Suns got Royce O'Neal, David Roddy, and three second rounders. The Nets received Jordan Goodwin, Keita Bates-Diop, Chemezi Metsu, mm. three second round All picks. All the guys you hyped. The and the Grizzlies era, received... 2030 first round pick swap and Yuta Watanabe. What Oof. happened? Hey, listen. They're just trading minimum salaries. <laughs> Jordan Goodwin, Yuta Watanabe, Keita Bates. The guys that him and his buddy, John, Should we call it Joel Trio? <laughs> Joel Trio. They were hyping the these three J-Square guys Trio. up. <laughs> now they're gone. The Nets realize how valuable Goodwin, <laughs> Bates, Diop, Met, Met, Chemezi Metsu is that. They let the Suns go get Royce O'Neal. I mean, Royce O'Neal was a huge addition. Wouldn't you guys? Agree? I think. Yeah, I think Royce O'Neal. Yeah, then all the dudes they sent out for sure. I'm a little. I'm. I'm a little um, aggravated. Not aggravated, but I'm annoyed because this, this Nets got Royce for two first round picks. Was it two? I thought it was one. I think it was two. But nonetheless, oh, it was definitely two. one for yeah. sure. So Goodwin, Bates, Diop, met two first round pick. That's what they're. That's the value. Uh, sure. Who the hell is getting a first round pick for? They, they didn't get the first <laughs> round pick. They just got them three guys. Don't sleep on K to base Diop. He has some great defensive possessions for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I think I had to close enough. out some games. Good for him. I felt like they could have got a little better. So you know, Royce Diop. was going for some things. Could have got a, a, a first, but you know. I think no. I think for the Suns though, getting Royce yeah. O'Neal, I think they're that's going to be their sixth man. Probably probably their best player off the bench. He could start. They gave, I mean, they gave away half their bench today. No cap. He could start. I mean, the second best five man lineup in the league this year has been Booker, Bradley, Bill, Grayson Allen, KD, and Nurkic. Shooting 37% from the from three, 40% from the field is kind of Can ugly. you believe they turned down two first-round picks for Dorian Finney-Smith? 
I think that shit's fake, bro. I'll be honest. There's no way that shit could be real. I mean, they've been turning down a lot of dumb Unless shit. it was like some heavy, like top There's just no way the Nets have turned down this much. Like yeah. three first round picks from Mikel, yeah. four, two for Finn. But like also, if it's fake, who are they trying to fool? Like, do they think someone's about to come with three first round picks for DFS? Yeah, Let me ask know. you a question. Am I crazy for saying the Nets are low key winners today? Oh, we'll get into that next if you want to say that. Oh, but they, I thought that was for teams that didn't make a move. No, I think it was just, no, it's just, it was just trade deadline just winners, winners, losers. Right, listen, I I like this move for for Brooklyn. They get three first round picks. Uh, Royce O'Neal, obviously, like Red mentioned, you traded a first round pick. Obviously, you would have liked that. But I, I I like what the Nets did today. They made some some moves for for the future and getting three second round picks. Just getting more assets, especially as a team that lacks strong talent. Just having any type of draft capital is always going to be a positive for me. Royce O'Neal was not going to move a needle for the the Brooklyn Nets by any means. So I, I'm 100% on the side with Brooklyn here, but Phoenix makes sense too. I mean, you need you need some solid role players. Royce O'Neal can do that, fulfill a role for you, especially after moving off of those three guys that really were not providing much use for the Phoenix Suns. You made you realized that early on, at least you know you you adjusted here. The, he's he's dogging. He's dogging. <laughs> I saw I saw it was like 10 and 11 and 29 points. Yeah. What is he on now? 31. Okay, he just got a two. He just made an and one. Tom, he's okay. He's for nine from three. Yeah, no, nah, he's insane. He, he took them highly comparisons personal, man. And that's insane. Hadley has four points. No, I understand. Uh-uh. We're back. All right. So he clears. So my list was garbage? No, I liked your list. I liked it too. Um, I thought like if you just, you were condensing it to just this season. I yeah, that's all You had Hallie over yeah. stuff. I did. I had Hallie at four. I thought, yeah. I think just this season. Condensing into this season. I thought it was. A, I think the only one I I I, I would have switched was Trey with somebody else. I did actually. Yeah. I ended up putting Trey over Maxi. Yes, that's what it was. But uh, yeah, your list was fine. But end of the day, Phoenix has to fulfill the roster and 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 fill the roster. I should say around having Kevin Durant. Devin Booker and Bradley Beal surrounded with great role players or solid role players, and that's exactly what they did today. Yeah, now they have seven players off the uh, on the team that I trust in the playoffs, and not trading Grayson Allen. Thank God, thank I, God. I never thought they were going to do well, that. But why that even came out into the public eye is ridiculous. Obviously, he's been shooting the ball on an insane clip. You want to keep guys like that, maybe for the idea of trying to get someone of that next caliber player, which is the only thing that can make sense to me personally. But obviously. Them making this low-key of a move smart. I think the most underrated part of this deal was uh, the Grizzlies getting a 2030 first-round pick swap, which is the Suns. Mm-hmm. Um, They're going to be ass in 2030? It's a possibility. There is. Yeah, yeah, six years from now, it's not going to be KD or no Beal. Yo, big brain thinking right there. That's a fact. Yeah, it's a possibility. This can turn into something <laughs> six years, huge. Shit, six ugly. years down the line. Yeah, can. That's why trading those picks so far in the future is always so scary. It's risky, yeah. I mean, look what the Nets did when they traded uh, for Pearson. I think the Grizzlies talking. are basically deciding that they're sending a lot. They sent Adams out. They sent Tillman out. They they're pretty resetting. much, yeah. They're definitely making a or reset. Re, you know, retool, retool, yeah. reset. One of those things. They, they want to get Alexander Saar, which would be huge. You know, I think him and uh, Jaron down there would be dope. But I do think they're still going to have a wing problem. I think they need to figure that out. They need to figure out the guard Vince situation. Jr. He's been good. You need a little bit more, though, of course, you know, because they only had Brooks la- two Brandon last Clark year. coming back next year is going to be big for them, mm-hmm. though. It'll be okay. He's a good pl- role player for them. He's solid. Yeah. He just hasn't played in fucking two years. It's been a well, the last time he played, he was pretty damn good for them. I only say that alongside of Jaron Jackson, where Jaron Jackson needs that that other big body type so he can He's do whatever he wants. Though. But he can fulfill that center role where yeah. Jaron can still play the roamer. Losing Stephen Adams, I mean, that that was just... I just think the with, the next to Jaron, you need an elite rebounder. 
and you need a guy who you know who's a brick like down there. I don't think Brandon Clark is that. TG Jackson. He's not that, but I'm saying. No, he's been solid too. He's another guy that they're making a top priority, giving him minutes. So, yeah, you you got to. I advocated for GG, man. The Sun's been winning, you know, since uh, what we're looking at, like beginning of January or end of December when everyone's unhealthy. They've been been playing winning basketball. Yeah, you know, they're the Suns, man. I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah, what do you mean by that? They win. That's what they do. They They win. Kind not kind of. You're a Suns fan. They won last year, made it to the second round. The year before, 60 plus games. Year before they made it to the finals. When they up two well in the finals and lost. Yeah, they do. They lost but four they, they won games. to get to that point. Oh, okay. Didn't that? everybody get hurt? They were at, that was the most injury riddled year. I don't know they if it was the and most six in their last twenty two games. There. That's sure, that's sure. pretty damn no, good. They, they just played whoever was in front of them. No, I respect that. You know, same play. way the Bucks did with the Nets, and you know the Nets would have won, but you know they got injured. I don't care about that. I'll tell you what, <laughs> some of these wins are Mickey Mouse. Biggest winners and losers. Um, I, I don't know how you think the Nets won. I think they lost. They they stood pat in general. But yeah, but in I am fine with it because they got rid of someone who was trying to deteriorate what they had going on in Spencer Dimwitty. I'm not looking at. Oh, this. I'm not mad at that. He sucks. No, my point. My <laughs> point. I'm talking on the day you you bring in Dennis Schroeder, you bring in Thad Young, you you add. I mean, continue adding to the superstar all star uh, role player team. Yeah. But you get some future assets. You don't make any drastic move that one, you could just make a bad trade and, and trade someone too quickly, like a Cam Johnson or Mikhail Bridges, who obviously they've said consistently that they have no business in trading Nick Claxton, hanging on to him. They didn't make anything. They didn't try to overextend themselves and make any drastic type moves. That's why I look at them as winners. They got rid of someone who was deteriorating what they had going on. They bring in one of the guys that plays with the most heart in the NBA and Dennis Schroeder. I firmly believe that. I, I look at the Brooklyn Nets and I think yeah they 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 got better. Well, I hope because I have a bet with Riv about a certain regular season standing. So I, I bet hope. with him too. I'm winning both. The Atlanta Hawks one. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be. They, listen, they kept on Jonte Murray. In Chicago, we're we gonna be up. Yeah, Chicago. <laughs> the thing is, I don't dislike Chicago. No, it was Even just with it was, this it, bet. It, I still it, don't dislike. It was a them. mid versus mid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm still hoping Atlanta finishes better than For them. Sure, of course. But the two teams that I felt like lost were teams that stood pat. So the Bulls, the Nets. The Bulls have not made a trade since 2021. But the Nets didn't stand packed. They did, but they didn't, much. Make, they didn't make any yeah, mo- like did. real life. But what moves. did you want them to do? I'm curious. I would, everybody, I would have traded Mikael Bridges for the picks that oh, the Rockets are trying to give me. I don't know about that. The Rock. I mean, teams have been offering the Nets four to five first round picks for Mikael Bridges. Uh, that's allegedly. If that's true, agreed. I think that they should have pulled the I trigger think there. At, at minimum, though, he they're getting offered at least three firsts for Mikael, and uh, the Rockets have been interested. And if I was the Nets, I would have traded Mikel for the Nets picks back straight up. Mm-hmm. And that would have been good enough for me. It, it Not trading Dorian Finney-Smith, I think, was was a loss, too. Like, yeah, you got rid of Spencer Dinwiddie. You're bringing Dennis Schroeder. You trade away Royce O'Neal. All the players they got back from the Suns are probably not going to play in this rotation. Agreed. Uh, so, really, you just got Dennis Schroeder in place of Dinwiddie. It's an upgrade, but... The Nets are still where they're going to be. They're Fair still going to be mid. And I think if you don't have a direction in the NBA, that's the worst thing to have. Mm-hmm. Not a direction. And they don't have one. My only thing is, like I said before, I didn't want the Nets to rush and make a move. If the rumors are true and, and they decline two first for Dorian Finney-Smith, L. Most definitely. But trading Mikael, who obviously hasn't been that same player last season, when they declined three first-round picks for him last year, they looked like geniuses because he was playing at an insane rate. This season hasn't been that same offensive player. That's understandable. But you don't want to trade someone's 
if the value was the four or five picks that, that, that was rumored, again, I can understand, but I don't know if that would be the case that the Rockets would just be so willing to give them all their picks back that they got. I remember the Ro- the Grizzlies had an offer last year. Because if I'm the, if I'm the Rockets, I see what's happening with the Brooklyn Nets. I'm not trying to trade their picks unless I'm getting a bona fide star. Well, Mikel Bridges is an all-star caliber player. All-star caliber, but again, with, with the Nets, this with season? the potential for them to go down bad. This season. In general? No, but I think he's like close to it. You know what I'm saying? High-level role player. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, but he now is giving you like 20 a game. I think he could legitimately score well, 20 a game. Well, it's because of his opportunity. No, I feel like if he goes to another situation, he'll he's like 18 plus still. I still think he's an awesome player. Yeah, okay. 18. Okay. Like, I think he's grown his game. And like, I don't know if a team's trading four or five first for Mikel. The Rockets There's are... There's no fucking way. The Rockets are in a weird situation because it's not like they're trading the Nets picks back and they are in this rebuild mode themselves. I think... Shingun is a young building block for the mm-hmm. future. So mm-hmm. they already have their franchise star, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, Jalen Green would most likely stay. Amen Thompson. <laughs> all three, if you ask me. Amen Thompson is there. Cam Whitmore is there. Like they would add Mikel Bridges to already the foundation they have. He'd be the fourth guy. They forget I, about I Jabari. They, they need to, need Do they forget about Jabari? Like, no, he's been fine. He yeah. has been. And Mike, Jabari. I forgot Mikel about Mikel would be the fourth guy there. Yeah, like if, if the if the Rockets offer Fuck Fred? Uh, Fred's like short termish. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. We're yeah. talking about the long term guys. If the know. Rockets offered the Nets Tar Reason and their picks back, if you're the Nets, are you taking it? Yes. yes. Yeah. I'm not even thinking twice I, about it. Like, like, again, I, feel like the Nets, I feel like the Nets could have gotten the Rockets to nudge, but they didn't want to trade Mikel. Mikel's untouchable. The for Rockets got to be smart and hold Being the, untouchable these picks. Is crazy. Yeah, agreed. The Rockets have to be smart with those Nets picks because, again, they could be extremely valuable. And they could use them to get a player better than Mikael. And I don't think the Rockets need to accelerate what they have going on here. Like getting Mikael, you're going to get better, but like you're still, are you even going to make a top six seed? And now your pick gets a little bit worse. I think for at least one season, the Rockets just develop these young guys, give them minutes. Because then you give Mikael minutes. Now some of these young guys that you want to give minutes not going to be available. And like Drew said, you have the you have the ability, kind of like thunder light where you have a lot of good young players but you also have a ton of draft picks coming up too don't make that move that is going to possibly limit you in the future when you could use these draft picks for a different dude for sure the bulls uh, i think oh, lost biggest losers yeah, yeah, yeah. Biggest haven't losers. made a trade since 2021 we're gonna bulls warriors who's worse of a loser no it's easily 100 percent. no bulls. question in my mind the bulls. <laughs> <laughs> not even thinking i don't about even it. think the warriors lost I'm torn on the Warriors because since Steve Kerr has realized that Kaminga is a dog, they've been playing pretty well. Having Kaminga, Draymond back, Wiggins has been a bit better. We missed like five games with that death thing. That's That's true. Death thing is an insane way to put it. But um, that lineup with having Kaminga there and the way he's been playing. He makes it so much worse when he does shit like that. Kind of, but I understand. I understand. Is that on me? Death. Uh, let's just. But we let's couldn't move. just walk past it and he always. I was going past that. it. I just made a quick comment. That's all. I'm laughing That's because all. I'm uncomfortable. I'm just letting it be known. But at the same time, RP. I did right have on. the Warriors on my losers list just because. As they stand now, they're not contenders. And if you have Steph Curry and you're not contending, what are we doing here? Um, but Kaminga's been balling. You know, I think that's the biggest W, and maybe that's why they stand, they stood pat because they saw his development and didn't want to interfere with that. But still, you have to make a move. I know maybe Wiggins has been a bit better than he was earlier in the season, back, but I don't know if I've seen enough from Wiggins to be like, okay, this is the lineup we're going to roll with. Like th- This is the team for the rest of the season. I would have liked them to make some sort of move, but also you have to find a partner there who was out there they could have acquired. It's not like there was some big-time guy that got traded Thank today. God you guys didn't get Caruso. I'd been Dumb sick. The two teams oh, that are okay. done. Oh yeah, fuck the you, Warriors, Riff. the Lakers, they're done. They're done. Why? 
Wait, wait. The Lakers are done. But why? The Warriors are done. What do you mean? Oh, why? like this year? Yeah, we're cooked. Yeah, we're, we're toasted for sure. We're you think, bad. You think you're gonna make the playoffs? He's gonna, gonna hit us with ones? the yeah. IST, and then we're you know, good. The, the IST teams he's supposed to be. I'm one thousand percent okay with us not making a move today. Okay, I'm genuinely all right about it. I, again, like I said, I would have loved the big, but watching the teams that that acquired them and the players that were traded, there were not many available. You need offense, brother. Again, <laughs> D'Angelo Russell has been playing. Awesome, but this is like we Austin can't, Reeves. Can I finish, please? It's just we're just I'm, we're taking awesome. D'Lo's last two three weeks and being like, yo. Th- so this when you do something for, for a month, it, it moved the team. When you they do something, when you do something for a month, are we just gonna say it's an accident? My brother, we have like seven years of D'Lo. Like, bro, you take a shower every day for a month, right? That's a good on you. But you. one day you don't take a shower, you're, you're nasty, you're dirty. I wouldn't say that. But Wait you take minute. the shower the next D-Lo day. Hasn't been, but this is the opposite. D-Lo hasn't been consistently <laughs> taking a shower what are you for seven about? years. Hey, D-Lo, D-Lo, oh, D-Lo, D-Lo took a shower this month, and he has it for the last yeah, 12. Yeah, he's That's been in and out of the shower for seven months listen, now. Seven years listen, now, bro. Listen, D'Angelo Russell has been doing much more than taking a shower. The brother is as clean as possible. He's been playing out of his damn mind. For, for uh, honestly, Is he doing it in the playoffs? This. Hey, listen. Same way that I keep the energy with Julius Randle, I'll keep it with D'Lo. I'm not going to go off blind faith. He's just been playing some excellent He's been basketball. Phenomenal. Not only scoring, but also facilitating. Austin Reeves is getting in his mood. He's been feeling himself. He's been playing some excellent basketball. You would know all about that. Of course, Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis. We're going to be all right. LeBron James, 39 years old, still playing at such a high level. This guy's over here throwing a pizza party over <laughs> Steph Curry Masterclass. Respect it, though. Uh, got to be. What am I going to cheer for? Rui Hachimura. Would love to see him get incorporated. Jared Vanderbilt. This is where I, I have my concerns. Jared Vanderbilt. Gabe Vincent, are they going to be healthy? That's where I would be okay with my moves if they come back and they are healthy because we know Vanderbilt and how important <laughs> he is on our defensive side of the ball. But again, Brother, just, I wish you made a couple moves it's just over. to have but some what would you options. Rather, what you said all that to, to lose in the first round. Like, yeah, yeah, you said that not, last year. Yeah, no, yeah, legitimately Noted. might be Noted. a first-round exit this year. Noted. Like, no trolling. Yeah, I might be first-round yeah. exit this I've heard this you before. Like no, this is serious. You got a chance. OKC, I think you're cooked. Cooked. We've beaten them twice this year. We've beaten them twice this year. Okay, okay. So you value the right. My point is you're cooking us off the regular season where you're saying we're cooked off the regular season, correct? I don't think you guys yeah. are making. You're not Stay making quiet. a WCF run. Stay quiet. Goofy. I'm not gonna lie. If the Pelicans played John, they would beat you on a series. Why? Because they're better than. Did we not play a in season oh. tournament? Lost them by twenty. The Suns would beat you on a series. Right, I could get with that. I could get with that. Too. I that. Even though that too. we we have the head-to-head record with the Phoenix Suns, they've only beat us once. This That's because they've been healthy. They, they were they haven't, they they haven't been healthy. That the one time they were healthy, Bradley Bill had a fucking massive. You guys have some good wins, but over 500 teams are still not that good. What do you mean? Over 500 teams. I could look up your record. It's not that good. You have some good wins against like the top echelon teams, but like right, even the, the decent teams. Pull it up. I'm interested. Um, you wouldn't beat the Mavericks. I'm not worried about those frauds. They would play oh, in the play-in right now. That'd yeah, be exactly. One not, game. Remember when he said the Timberwolves would beat us in the play-in last year, and what happened? He did. Then Rudy Gobert didn't. That's his fault. Oh, no, no, not him. Jaden McDaniels. It's his or, fault. Or, or somebody stunk it up. No, Jaden McDaniels is going to play. Game. No, most definitely. Talk, they still we don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about that. Somebody stunk you know it up. I like that Torian guy. Torian Prince was there. He did, arrived. Didn't OG no, Torian <laughs> Prince. Come on, Anthony. I got your legacy. Yeah, Let's go. <laughs> didn't OG school y'all on this already? He did other things besides school. Now this, yes, we got a rebounding pass defense. Really good on him. I respect you're, uh, him. You're 14 and 18 against teams over 500. You're 13 and 7 against teams under. Okay. That's not bad. 14 and 18s, it's not good. It's not bad. It's basically where, what you are. It's yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. It's tied for seventh best. And how, many those, how many of those games were okay. the other team healthy? Uh, I can't see that. Because the Suns, twice, they weren't healthy against you guys when they played. Mm-hmm. I know we play in the in season tournament multiple times. Yeah. Oh, I will say this. Um, 
you made a valid point. And they're counting the Pacers in that. They they beat the Pelicans in the instant tournament, but Pacers I think don't count the now. Pelicans are a different oh. team now. That was He's not a game that counted. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's not a game that? that counted in the, oh. the regular season. The Pelicans are a different team now. They're a good basketball team now. I know. I think they're playing. I, like I, the don't, I don't know if I I think that the Lakers match still. up with the Pelicans. We do. They don't have a big to, to really bang with us. They don't. And they it, got it, wing and That's a though. tough matchup for Zion, personally. Yeah, this is and with this yeah. team we yeah. really haven't seen like this against the Lakers in the playoffs. I'm most definitely not worried about the Pelicans if we matched up. Well, you shouldn't I, be worried. About, I just think that, uh, you shouldn't really be worried about again, anybody. The teams that I'm, I'm let me not say scared. Absolute ceiling is the, the second round for the you guys. Team, okay, I the teams that I'm, I can get with that. Good for you guys. The teams that I legitimately worry about. WCF, we don't win a game again. It's the second round. Yeah, keep chatting. That's the second round. Last time we met up. That's the second. What happened? You won. Scraped you, won you guys games. off our court in twenty, and yeah. then you went See out ya. there and you embarrassed <laughs> you the West. 14. You didn't, we didn't win a embarrass. game. How did, you how did we game. embarrass the West? You didn't win a game. You know it was embarrassing to the West that a team in the plane made it to the WCF. That's embarrassing. Well, Happened the Heat the went two. to the finals. Exactly. Agreed. So both Agreed. both conferences are embarrassed. Yes. Oh. No, because Denver no, you know won what really the title. got embarrassed the regular season. That's what got Denver embarrassed. didn't allow those frauds to beat. Hey, them in the and that's why didn't get a game. They didn't get a game. I respect the Denver Nuggets. That's the one team I don't want to see. I don't want to see Denver Nuggets until I get to the WCF. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 Clippers, the, the Clippers are another team that I do respect. Suns? Most definitely. I'll see them. No problem. <laughs> I, I will Who say. Who do you think these Lakers are, bro? Like, LeBron James, yeah. Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Torian Prince, Jared Vanderbilt, Gabe Vincent, Rui Hachimura. Because the regular season's irrelevant. Just naming names. It's irrelevant? It's irrelevant. You got to get to the playoffs somehow, some way. And as long as you we know, do, like 80% of the teams who win the finals are the one seed. Okay, so. That seems kind of relevant to I, me. I understand what you're saying, most definitely. I don't think you care. But <laughs> I don't, because last year we saw an eighth seed go to the finals. It. It's not going to happen every year, you know that's, bro. An, that's the anomaly. But it happened like you're that. an anomaly. That's, that's you're the an anomaly. anomaly. So it happened in the same the year, so an anomaly. anomaly. So yes. it happened in the same year, yes. in, in two different conferences, yes. anomaly. Yes. No, oh, eighth really? seed going to the finals is the anomaly. I don't know the track record of seven seeds making well, it to the playoffs. Well, just started. So we can be fair. How many seven seeds had LeBron James and Anthony Davis? In the history of of NBA, well, basketball. one of them didn't they lose to the Suns? That's true, but AD got hurt. Good point. Two things can and happen AD in a year. AD was killing. We were up two one. Good point. He dropped thirty back to back. Two he, things can AD. happen in a year, and it can still be an anomaly. No, no, obviously, it's food. In the 2018 NFL playoffs, Nick Foles made the Super Bowl with the Eagles, and Case Keenum made the NFC Championship anomaly. with the Vikings, <laughs> and Blake Bortles made the AFC Championship the with the Jaguars. The uh-huh. 2018 was one of the worst quarterback play for the NFL playoffs, and why we haven't seen why that. Why are you respecting Big Cock Nick? That's what I'm wondering. He was awesome. But Case Keenan made the NFC championship. And he wasn't awesome too? Awesome? I wouldn't say awesome. He has one of the best throws in NFL history. It was a great moment. Was he awesome though? I I don't know. Against New Orleans, he was pretty good. And then they got smoked. They got smoked by Philly. But they were were favorites to win. They got smoked bad though. Do you know they were favorites to win? They got smoked bad. Do you know the Eagles were underdogs in every game they played that round? And then Blake Bortles was a quarterback for a team that made the AFC championship game with the Jaguars. And Blake went head to head with the Killer Bees and won. Okay, just gotta respect an the play when they do it. Though. It's an anomaly. Nobody say we're not. Who's saying that we're not respecting them? We're just saying it's an anomaly. Uh, when's the next time that I two? When's the next time that two two teams that are in the plan are making a conference finals in the NBA? Only reason why it would be an anomaly in football, especially as a recent, is because Patrick Mahomes has has ran shit. Uh, but outside of that, we've seen bad quarterbacks go to the Super Bowl. Rex Grossman went. My my goat. Who, Those are anomalies. Again, Peyton Manning was not good. We went to the Super Bowl, even though Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning. Were you guys a good seed, though? It was, no, we were number one seed because our defense was elite. Yeah. But those My, are anomalies, though. But it happens. Just, but it's an anomaly. You think it's going to happen like, two years in a row? Dilfer went to the, court, to the Super Bowl. Banking on it is I'm not, ba- I'm not You think it's going to happen two years in a row? I'm just saying you guys are writing us off 
Because you guys are just gonna. I mean, we're going against the statistics. You're going against. Is, is that anomaly. is that what you want to do? Is that what you want to do? Be a statistic? Is that what we want to go off? Of What's statistics? the Lakers ceiling this year? I'm sure. What WCF? What's wrong with that? <laughs> so that's your ceiling. You Our ceiling can finals. be a championship team because we have LeBron James, Anthony Davis. No, it can't be. Why? Because you don't last have year, if, we, if LeBron nuts. James was healthy, hey, oh, who knows? LeBron James was not healthy in that series versus the Nuggets. You may, you may be winning Drew, two more games. You're, you're digging. You're digging a, a deep, deep What do you mean? Hole. Every game was close as fuck. And then what did the Joker do at the end of every Legend. game? Now he got it. He got it. I'm never. Just, never like, AD can the, do nothing with it. In terms of, uh, in terms of but LeBron James, we need the LeBron. The one, two, and three seed have won 97 percent of championships. Okay, you are There's going against this. One four seed and one six seed to everyone. You take your three percent. We'll go with the 97. Is that what you want to do? Yes. That's the side you want to be on. Yes. I will be a part of the 97%. If I'm wrong, you just look like a genius. I'm, Let me ask I'm you a question. <laughs> Why did you pick the Heat versus the Celtics last year? Because the Heat completely owned their mind. But the Celtics are number one. Yeah, but the Heat owned their two. mind. No, they were the best team going into the, the, into Heat the playoffs. The Heat owned their though. mind. That was three, that was two, three rounds later, What's by number, the way. They're number, they're I didn't, the I didn't pick the Heat to, to start off. I didn't pick the Heat to beat the Bucks. That was like two, three games but after the they were finished. Anomaly, bro. No, no, Why no, would no, you no, do no. that? I went against the Anomaly. you believed it. No, 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 no. It's different. Because you believed it. You're saying... In February, you think they can go to WCF. I never said in February the Heat can go to the WCF. Last ECF. year, the Lakers were worse. Last year, the Lakers were worse. Were you? Most definitely. I, but you also, made, also, more you also made moves at the deadline to fix your problems. You guys yeah. didn't you make look, any moves You looked good year. after the deadline. We did, really definitely. good. Uh, we had our moments. We had our moments of looking really good. We played really good basketball towards right the end of the season. Again, Over the last like, really 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 25, 30 games last year, you were damn good. The last part of the season, most definitely, we played well. So based on what you've seen this year with the Lakers, you think you're a great playoff team? Like you'd be a great playoff. Oh team. no, not of what I've seen this season, but I know what I believe. <laughs> Wait, so if you're not gonna be a great playoff team, how are you making no, WCF? He's saying what what we've seen as I of mean, right we're now. going off what we've seen. You're going off a of blind faith. No, when we've seen the Lakers lock in and season tournament, best team in the league. Oh, what we've also what we've <laughs> also seen. No, these November games, bro. Get, get, oh get it out of here. We got we got to ban it. We got to. Oh, ban but it. you guys go undefeated at home. I'm supposed to be moved. They have the best team in the league. I mean, okay, of course. I that's know more that. than like a four-game sample size. We're like 22 and three. And what happened last time we saw you guys at home? You smoked us. Um, my point what being is... when you were healthy? Irrelevant oh, on the road. <laughs> oh, imagine that. He's trying to talk to me about a team when we had LeBron James and AD, but not talk about when we didn't have LeBron James and AD in his home it doesn't court. matter. Right, it doesn't matter to that him. That one that doesn't Austin matter. The one that's fits. healthy matters. And the guy that he's saying won't show up come playoff time gave him fits too. Who? Respect Angelo Russell because oh. he absolutely balled on he your did. punk ass. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Am I supposed my, to be moved by My whole point being is... Bro is moved by D-Lo. My whole point being How is this going to end, Riff? How, how is this D-Lo shit going to end, bro? Like, we read ends, this story bro. a thousand times. The now funny, the, chapter, the last chapter is going to be different all of a sudden. The funny thing to me is, you guys said the same thing to me last year. Called me crazy. Called me delusional. Called me biased. You got it last year. Went on a little bit of a run. But you're losing faith again this year. And why I feel so comfortable I'm not losing. Chair. I never had faith to begin with. I'm not <laughs> losing. Now, beginning That's why you, you, I'm not losing any season. You, I did have a little you, faith. You, you, I'm not even thinking about. They won the offseason. They, they, they had a great offseason. Off and, and the guy who was one of the reasons why we won the offseason has played like five games. I'll keep it a sec. Gabe Vincent comes back. doesn't change the outcome of your season. That five games we need the defense, He looked like though. shit. We need the defense. Do we all think, outside of Drew, that the Lakers lost the trade deadline? Are they one of the losers or no? They definitely should have grabbed somebody else. Oh, yeah. They, what I would you want us to do? All right. We'll start with you. What do you want the Lakers to do? Just some sort of, like, even a guy like Jane Springer. Good defender, different move. What do you want to do? Big or guard defender? That's crazy. Who we've gotten? You could have got Drummond. You could have got Tillman. Uh, you could have got Drummond. You could have got Gafford. If if the if the the Bulls wanted uh, two first round picks, you blame us for saying no. 
I don't no, think I the Bulls asked for Okay, what did you want us but to do? But you didn't even attempt. Dorian Finney-Smith, I think, would have been a good move. Why? What do you mean, you why? Need a, I think you need a wing, You need bro. a wing defender. He's a wing, and he's a defender. Jared Vanderbilt's there. He, he can't play score. He can't shoot. That's... But his jo- his job is to play defense. But in the playoffs, he doesn't gonna play because we on, have shoot. D- the problem who, is who's going to get picked on? No, 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 no. D'Lo is for sure. No, 100%. fine, that's fine. Austin Reeves also I'm, I'm is getting picked not on. Not really. Yeah. No, 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 never no, no, no. On, Austin Reeves is getting picked on. No, he hasn't been that good defensively this year. I understand that. But you guys are telling me offense. All you've said is offense, offense, offense. And no, the defense, first thing you I think say defensively, to me is defense. you guys can lock in. For I know, sure. but offensively is an issue. And I still think you need a backup. Because what have you need a backup big too? I I'm, I agree with that. I think that Christian Wood deserves more minutes. It's just and I feel like you could have packaged Rui's contract and a, and a pick for somebody. Vando last in the playoffs averaged sixteen point five minutes per game. You tell me you couldn't get Gafford. No, he did not play against. The they Nuggets. said they sent Rashawn Holmes Why? who doesn't play in a first round pick for Gafford. You couldn't get Gafford for first. Yeah. Do I want to do that? Are you serious? You're not going to Donovan Mitchell. You don't give a fuck about the picks. I'm not. I'm not even thinking about Donovan Mitchell. That report's an, it's ridiculous. Why do you care about picks, that bro? Came out and I don't want to hear that. That's not a saving grace to me. So you're. So hold up. He's holding on to so a pick can, from 2027. What he won't Lakers, even be there. What are the Lakers gonna I was do then? Go to New York. Because <laughs> LeBron is 39 years old. So yeah. that means no. That team don't tweet don't make me. a move now because you're gonna make one in the offseason. No, don't make a move now because again, understanding if. if you trade one of these picks. LeBron is 39 years old. The way that you talk about that 30-30 pick, uh, 2030 pick swap, if the Lakers do that and LeBron James isn't on the squad in 2030, our team's going to be ass. Yeah, but, but you're are the, you you're not going to want to have LeBron. Yeah, yeah, you have LeBron. It's different for the Lakers no, are doing it the Grizzlies that do it. Uh, my point being is this team that we have this year, minus, of course, Dennis Schroeder, no Lonnie it's Walker. It's not a championship team. We, we, Dennis Schroeder, a Q pickup. Would have loved that. That's I, again, if Alex you, Caruso, get him back. Would have loved that. Oh my God, you're there's really so, there's dudes out there. I would have loved Caruso. I would have loved Dennis. I think pride would have had to been put aside for both of those moves. One more than the other. Alex Caruso, of course. I would have been okay with trading the first for Caruso because he's an impact player. He's a legitimate defensive star. And Finney Smith is not an impact player. He's in his own way, but I just know that with Caruso. He's already fit with the Lakers. I've seen what he can do with the Los Angeles Lakers. 3 and D player, can can handle the ball. He's a different case for me. Dorian Finney-Smith is a solid role player most definitely, but I'm not giving up two first rounds for Dorian. No way. I just don't understand the logic here because the Lakers are clearly not a championship team in my opinion. I understand. LeBron James from. is older, so you need to, As I mean, as messed up as your future is going to be, you need to go all in to try to, Get a championship for LeBron. LeBron. LeBron is very wary of that, and that's what he was pushing for this entire time. But my reason why I am asking you guys this question is, legitimately, what what should we have done? Because it's not like other teams made moves that we, we should have. seven names. But again, though, no, none of those players were moved outside of, outside of Daniel Gafford, which you guys didn't even mention. So I mean, you don't think Royce work. O'Neal would have been a good pickup? Pick up? Oh, Lord. I don't know. I guess. Role players are good. I'm never going to be upset at them, but it's not something that we desperately needed. The, the Knicks gave the Pistons, Fournier, Flynn, Grimes, and Arcanadio for Boyan and Burks. But who Tell could, me the Lakers going to do better. Who could we have traded that is of value for the Pistons of the future to have potentially gotten Bojan and Alec Burks. Who's the value for the Pistons here? Quinn Grimes. Grimes is Quinn Grimes piece, has been maybe. terrible. I agree, but, but you traded him low. You traded him at his lowest value. Yeah, yeah I think 
But you came up. You came up. Max Christie or Jalen Hood Shafino probably it's have some not value. that value of QG. QG is his value is in the dumpster. I'm right? telling you, as this as Max Christie who's given us some decent minutes from time to time this season, and Jalen Hood Shafino who's shown nothing. They're not QG. No, no. Max Christie is is not that far off though. Like in terms of what their archetype, he's undersized. Player. Unfortunately, Max Christie he obviously can defend. What is Quinn Grimes? Can shoot. Grimes is also. But we size. haven't seen anything from yes. Christie and Jalen. On a why. consistent Grimes, basis, we've seen where something. Grimes last season yeah, yeah. from the all from the trade deadline on was a sniper, and he fits with them. Even and a defensive been, beast. Look at what the this season he's look been at underwhelming. What the Thunder gave up to the Hornets: Trey Mann, Bertans, Mike Kick, and Draft. Tr- Trey Mann's kind of the Gordon same. Hayward. It's the same kind of conversation. They don't have. But that. Trey Mann has. I mean, I think he's shown just as much as like a Max Christie. Would you guys have he's laughed at us nothing. if we got Gordon Hayward? Oh, the Lakers getting another injury-prone piece. No, I thought it would have been a good player. To but get who would we have got? <laughs> who would we have given up to get him? I mean, that, that's up to the front That's office. why I say you have <laughs> to think. not up to me. You have to think. But okay. <laughs> Bro, so the same my job. I'm just telling you. <laughs> now, see, but that's where you lose me. No, but I'm just, I'm looking at the my, players but, that were trading. You're saying, who should you, you have gotten? Kelly Olenek. Joel, I, Kelly Olenek. I'm, fine with, that. I'm fine with that. that. Kelly Olenek, I'm not. I said when we had our conversations early on, I wouldn't have been mad at you Kelly. Definitely you definitely could have got for a low price. You could have gotten from Tecchio? I, again, I don't know if these are. I are, forgot who got traded for him. The reason Kevin why Knox the reason why and a second I, round pick. And second, yeah. brother. The only reason I say this brother. is because you want Max us to Christie trade in a players. Second get you that. N- yes, maybe, Max maybe. Christie in a second Probably. gets you that. Zero moves, bro. That's what I'm saying. My point is with the way that the roster is and the who the players are. There's really nobody that we could have gotten that would have drastically changed our position. Like if we would have traded Rui Hachimura. Who would we have gotten that would have been better for him? Because you've made Austin Reeves untouchable. I think trading Austin o- Reeves has been playing very well. Trading Austin Reeves for Boyan and Alec Burks, it makes you better. I'll fucking throw up if we made that move. <laughs> Does it not make them better? It doesn't change much. It, I really it don't think it changes. Austin Reeves, have better, you been watching what I, Austin Reeves has been doing lately? I would keep Austin. I would probably keep Austin. Jesus too. Christ. Not for those two. It makes and the better. contract that he's on is great. <laughs> it is, is a great he's contract. He's not moved by Austin Reeves. He's not moved by Austin. Austin is the few like, you young players who are You flip-flop on Austin too much. You're losing me. I haven't even talked about him in a long time. It has been a minute. It has been, yeah. it's been a while. I mean, it's not, talk it's about not, the Lakers. Listen, I think Austin Reeves is a fine player, but... Third best uh, player in championship team. I mean... The only the one that I will hear you on, which is what a lot of Boyan teams need... Boyan is a better need. player than Austin Reeves, bro. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's a better scorer. He, he's a better shooter. He's a better defender. No, he, three level, he's a three-level scorer. He is a three-level scorer. He is. And then you add in Alec Burks. I mean that. I'm yes. not trading Austin Reeves for yeah because you made him an older player. But he's young. He's <laughs> oh very God, young. He's, he's on a great five. contract. That's young. That was also, crazy, by the way. In the NBA, it's, it's not that young. For what he's is producing young. for us, especially for the Lakers, twenty five is young. Yeah, Joel, that was nuts. Twenty five is young. Twenty five is young. Come on. Twenty five is hitting. You know, this year is the Lakers team as constructed isn't winning a championship. So whatever needle move they would have made at the deadline would not have put them over the top. We would have liked to seen something just to give you a different look, a different piece to throw on the playoffs, but. I, I mean, I hear you guys there. on the backup big role. That's definitely what I wanted the most. Christian it, won the playoffs too. I think Christian deserves more minutes. Team, I think Darvin messes up there where he does not play Christian that much, and it's because of the defensive side of the ball. And I get that. I feel like we've seen Christian Wood, but when he plays, he's been good for us. Yeah, I'm That's just, the I'm only just reason. Like, I'm just saying, me. like a playoff setting. That's all I'm saying. Oh, shit, I wish we would have got Drummond. So Reeves, sixteen and five at twenty five years old. You have Drummond. Like, oh, the other untouchable the fourth the option second, on the team. I'm going to now. No, second team. But, how, again, untouchable when you're n- naming Boyan and Alec Burks, with all due respect. Boyan is better than him. Like, Austin Reeves is so clear of QG, it's not even funny. Right now, yes. Yeah. 
I, I'm not, not disagreeing with you but at all. But that's the highlight piece of that trade and what got you guys those two guys. Okay, but that's that's what I'm telling you. Like the Knicks, the package they gave her for Boyan and Alec Burks, Austin Reeves wasn't that most great. definitely was not getting traded for Bojan and Alec Burks. Okay, you're even if it's not Austin Reeves, I, again, I don't. I'm I don't, thinking that's why I asked you the question because there's said, not pieces on the Lakers to it, get them. I said it earlier though. The package that the Knicks gave up. To go get Boyan and Alec Burks. Yes. It wasn't that great of a package. The The Lakers could have probably put some something similar or just as good to go get those two guys. The only one that I could think of off the top of my head would be Torian and Gabe to get them. That's really it. And a young player. It had to be Max Christie or Jalen Hushafino. Even if and Max Christie, I think... Uh, bro, Quinn Grimes, his value shot down it did. crazily. But you trade him at his lowest. Yeah. Which I because think is an L on your part, but it does get you another back. loser. Because the, the, the comments, the comments are saying let's move off the Lakers. The comments saying let's move off the Lakers. Can I give you guys another loser? Now this is a team that I don't know if there's a move out there to make, but I think the Sacramento Kings, where they are right now, where they're not in contention to win a championship, but they got some good players. They got some good young players. They got some good veterans. They have a good mix of guys, but I still think they need to make another move. The deadline piece probably wasn't out there for them. Maybe it's in the offseason, but that was one team I was like, can they get a little something that maybe they could get them comfortably into that second round? That that was one team yeah, I thought could have made it. It was move. interesting. I tweeted about it. I thought like the Kings are in a funny situation because they have a lot of good players. They have a lot of good young players, good vets. They have their two stars, but that that third guy is waiting in the midst. You know, it could be Keegan Murray in a couple years. You know, it could be Malik Monk for stretches, but it's not a consistent third guy and I don't think he was available because you know Siakam went you know they could have tried for Laurie but I don't think they have the draft capital to get Laurie Laurie yeah and and Laurie would have been huge for them but that's another team where it's like they're waiting for that third guy you know and for me a loser was the Pelicans I think not getting the center position figure it out you know I think Jonas Valanciunas he's a good player but I don't think he's the good player next to Zion I think a guy who can stretch the floor who could play on the perimeter who's also a really good rim protector that's somebody that would be huge for the Pelicans you know especially coming off a win they just beat the Clippers you know a good win for them but I still think that roster is a little funky you know has a little weird lineup mismanagement Mm -hmm. but I do think if they would have went out there and they would have got a solid five that can complement Zion or just trade out Valentino's get a defensive big that would have been huge for them so that, that that was definitely a loser for me and of course the Bulls the Warriors are losers but at the same time there wasn't a move out there that would have made them like they didn't want to give up Kaminga you know Wiggins has little to no tra- trade value right now yeah. Clay has no trade value so who realistically there wasn't nobody to really get out there for I thought Drummond would have been cool maybe try to get Caruso but if they're asking for Kaminga I no wouldn't way. have done it for sure I think the Warriors are waiting for the summer I think they're waiting for the summer to make a big move. They have Chris Paul's big contract. They're kind of going to probably tank the season, which is terrible. Steph will be 36 next month. So, all right, cool. If you, you know, hope to God he can do this again next year. But he probably can. Probably for sure. But you don't want to do put that wear and tear on a guy that of that age. I but get it. For sure, you know. And then, of course, Draymond's getting older. Clay's getting older. But I think, you know, you had Chris Paul's contract. Which was thirty mil, you know, a big contract. You could have made some moves. You know, you had you have Brandon playing at a high level as the backup point guard. Kaminga's turning his role. I, I I wouldn't mind keeping Wiggins and Kaminga and trading Chris Paul, Moses Moody, who you barely who was injured and you barely play anyways. He's inconsistent and trying to get something else. But I I understand where they were going with it. Cowboys hired uh, Mike Zimmer to be their DC. Nice, I like that move. Interesting. I, I, move. I think he's better than Dan Quinn. I want them to get Rex, man. Yeah, think better than Dan. That. Yeah, Dan Quinn is predictable on what he runs. That's why, and it gets it gets uh, figured out. That's mm. why every top offense scores on him a lot. 
Lakers, man. 30 minutes. No, it wasn't that Probably bad. Like 15. Which is calm, which is what you expect when I get I talking know, about it. It's really loud when we're talking about the Lakers. All this for a ninth seed. Is no, I just only say, you guys were telling me we should have made a move, but you are guys not, telling them me and the Heat are kind of like the same? To make. <laughs> yes. The heat, where are the Heat at right now? The Heat are like, like seven. seven, seven eight. Yeah, they're seven. They've lost like but just six like of their last Last year, eight. both these teams low seeds make these crazy runs, and now but it's the like, Heat last year, they, they trolled throughout the regular season. Uh, maybe the Lakers do too. I don't know. The Lakers should have made a move, bro. I really feel I understand what you're saying, and if we would have made a move for a backup big, I would have been fine. Got Jane Springer, us staying packed again, I'm okay with. I really am. I mean, you could be okay we with. We have it, good players on this roster, but I think you guys should have definitely we just need to try get to improve a little bit. I just I well, find that was available. Bro. I find difficulty finding Shaver's teams set. that would have taken <laughs> Gabe Vincent, especially with the unknown that he is for the rest of the season, whether he's going to come back or not. Uh, a Torian Prince, I feel like with the way that he's been playing recently. Keep him personally. He's been knocking down the three ball. Obviously, not that not this great defender, but we needed shooting. We keep him. Keeping Rui makes sense. We've seen what he can do offensively when he's given the the adequate minutes. It just would have been tough to formulate a package personally to get someone that would have made a strong difference for me. NBA trade deadline winners and losers. Riv, I want to start with you. So my winners, of course, I think Philly was going to be one of my winners just for getting a player like Buddy Hilt. You know, I think bringing in that sniper like that. It's huge, especially for a team that lost Joel Embiid. I'm sorry, I got, I got, I got to get out of this because Steph is on. He's going too crazy. He is, he's, he's going too he's crazy. He's just going nuts. I was but, uh, yeah. mesmerized. Yeah, I was. I, I, like it was getting felt up the table for sure. move a little bit. I yeah. was like, whoa. Definitely shook it. Um, little, little wet in the pants for sure. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> that's going on. Yeah, but um, getting a player like Buddy Hield, I thought was huge. And then of course, unfortunately, I don't like this team. But Phoenix. You got to put them as winners because bringing in Royce O'Neal, a player that can stretch the floor, a player that can play defense, that is huge. And then, of course, my biggest rivals, you know, the Knicks. You know, I think they were definitely winners of this deadline, the biggest winners, of course, the easiest winners. Just get more depth for a team that looks primed to make a big run in the playoffs. You know, you got Randall, you got Brunson as your one-two punch. What do you have else? You got Mitchell holding down the line defensively. You got his backup. Then you got role players in Dante and Josh Hart. Now two more role players that can come in and they can space the floor. So those are my winners. Did you say winners and losers? Yes. All right, and my losers are the Chicago Bulls, the biggest losers in the last three to four years. Um, they have not made a move since August of 2021. They've been one of the Terrible. most sellout arenas in the NBA for the last five to ten years. You know, and with a team that has a lot of players that they can get good value for, they tend to not do anything. You know, you got DeMar, who's an expiring. You got Crusoe, his expiring will be next year. I think he has one more year after this. You know, you got Zach Levine. You couldn't find anything for him, and then he's out for the year again. You know, that definitely hurt. You got Kobe White on a cheap deal. That's probably your best move of the last two, three seasons, getting Kobe on a cheap deal, and now he's looking like the second guy. Maybe he can jump the one at MIP. It looks like Maxi might run away with it, but Kobe is fast approaching that award with the way he's been improving. And then guys like Drummond who can get you, you know, small things like second round picks. But I think a team that just has a lot of assets and didn't do anything at the deadline, similar with another loser I have, the Brooklyn Nets, although they did give up Royce O'Neal, I feel like you had to pick a direction. And both of these teams are the most directionless teams in the NBA. They don't want to be bad, but they don't want to be great. They just want to be stuck in mediocrity. And I understand the Nets point a little bit more because they don't have their 2024 pictures. So they're trying to compete, to compete, but they just can't. They don't have the talent. With the Bulls, they don't have it either, but you have a lot more talent, in my opinion, a lot more star-studded sure. talent than the Nets that you could have got back some things and you didn't do it. Plus, like, 
you have a you have a rising star in Kobe White. You know, with Cam Thomas, he can be a rising star, but the yeah. minutes are inconsistent. You know, he doesn't have a defined role. Kobe White has taken the role from DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan has given him the keys. You know, he's looked like he's going to be the vet. You know, he's there when he needs it. Kobe White looks like he takes over the role, and it just feels like the Chicago Bulls are just happy with getting money in their pockets, selling out, and being me- mediocre. And that's just a disrespect to Michael Jordan and the, you know, the late, great Derrick Rose, you know, how great he was in that in the Derrick Chicago Rose Bulls is still here. Late, great, crazy. Nuts. <laughs> but <laughs> late, late, great because his career, you know, it's in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I, I got you, bro. Got the vision, I'm cool with that, bro. Th- those are my losers, uh, Bulls and Nets. Uh, my winners. You're like, you were there. What happened? Or was it happened? My fault, bro. <laughs> Holy I, fuck. I stayed mute for the Lakers topic, so, you know, I feel like. Yeah. I'll remember that, Dells. Next time you talk a lot, I'm going to tell you shut the fuck up. He doesn't talk a lot. He doesn't. Unless it's about the Ravens. No take Dells. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, my winners, two obvious ones. I'm going to go with the Dallas Mavericks. The move for me that I loved the most was Daniel Gafford. 22nd in points allowed in the paint. The Mavericks go and they address that, bringing in a guy who's top seven in blocks on the season. I love that move. And, of course, getting P.J. Washington, just some versatility. Although, haven't seen the same offensive player in him this season as last. Of course, you just need some versatility. And you move off Grant Williams' contract. That's huge. And, of course, number one winner has to be the New York Knicks. Bojan and Alec Burks added to the squad. I think that they traded QG a little bit low, understanding that he hasn't been playing great basketball this season. We saw how great he was last year towards the end of the year, but you bring in a great three-point shooter, three-level scorer, and and, and Bojan, of course, Alec Alec Burks is one of the more underrated bench players that there are in the league. You you bring him over to the squad, and it really shows how much faith they have in Jalen Brunson. That That's really what it emphasized to me, that they believe that they have someone that can bring them to contending for a championship in Jalen Brunson. That's really what this trade deadline meant to me with the New York Knicks. And then losers. This one's tough, but... I'll be honest, we haven't mentioned them at all. That Atlanta Hawks and the Orlando Magic, two teams that just decided to do nothing today. And I look at the Orlando Orlando Magic more so with the idea that they need offense. They're not a good offensive team. They need a guard that's going to consistently score for them. Understanding that Markel Fultz most likely is not going to be on the team with the Orlando Magic going into next season. I would have liked them to try and upgrade at the point guard position. But again, uh, to a degree, I can understand trying to wait and wait for the right move. But you already saw so far in this season, hey, we can make some noise. We're, we're not a bad team by any means. We just need that guard that can connect all of our pieces together was surprised that they weren't more aggressive in that regard and Atlanta Hawks holding on to DeJounte Murray where we've seen them be a middling team all season long haven't been a great defense solid offense most definitely but deciding not to make any moves was shocking to me I I do look at these two teams and and feel left underwhelmed I got three winners four losers my winners the New York Knicks Won the trade deadline. They should be comfortably everybody's second best team in the NBA, in my opinion. They're better than the Bucks. They're better than the Sixers. The Cavs are a conversation, but I trust them more in the playoffs. They just smoked them last year. My next winner is going to be the Oklahoma City Thunder. Getting Gordon Hayward, being able to have him in closing lineups over Josh Giddy, who offensively, offensively is a liability, who on offense teams play four on five because they're just going to let him sit in a corner or somewhere on the wing and say, if you want to shoot, go ahead and shoot. And my last winner is going to be the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic got help. P.J. Washington, Daniel Gafford, they still got Tim Hardaway and Kyrie Irving and all of these dudes. I mean, this is a legitimate team in the West. This is a team that Luka Doncic, who is a young LeBron James, your words, not mine. This is a team that should be able to make a WCF run. This is a young LeBron. This is a team that should be able to make a finals run. I absolutely loved their trade deadline. My four losers. I have two kind of in the same tier. 
the Warriors and the Lakers. You have Steph Curry. You have LeBron James. I understand wanting to protect your future some, but the Lakers have already given up a boatload of draft picks. If you have to give up a couple more to, to upgrade this team with two firsts for Caruso and Drummond, does that get done? I'm not the GM, but that's something I would have put out there to try to upgrade this team. The Bulls are another one, as you guys mentioned, just a team that has no direction. And the last one I have is a loser, but I don't think it's quite their fault. The Sacramento Kings. I think the player they have to get is probably in the offseason where more guys are going to be available. But that's another team that... They're not good enough to make a WCF run, and they're way too good to be in the play-in or even worse, a lottery team. Right now, they have a lot of good players, but they still, I think, need one more third star to put them in the contention with the top four teams in the West. Now, you were sarcastic there about the Mavericks, but I'm it, dead it, ass. Young it's LeBron. funny that you LeBron could, made you, the finals by this point in his career. Luka is so great that you could end up being right about that take, even though I, you were sarcastic about it. I, yeah, Luka is so great that you can actually be right about that. Now, he's so good that none of the starters for the Knicks are playing tonight, and they're up 10. The Mavericks are up 10? Yeah. Or the Knicks are up 10? No, the Mavericks, bro. Nice. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Worry about the Lakers, bro. Worry <laughs> about the Lakers. You know, hey, last time we saw the Mavericks, what happened? The Mavericks Ky- blew a Ky- lead. We smoked them. Uh, the, I'm thinking about the time before then. then. Oh, so you lost twice? No, no, no. We lost that game that he's talking oh. about. Yeah, yeah, they lost. I'm just saying. <laughs> the Mavs are better than the Lakers, bro. Okay. Mavs are better than I don't Lakers. know. Every day keeps going on and on and on. Kaminga's better than Pascal. It's, it's funny how with, with Luka. Jesus Christ. <laughs> now I just watch them guard each other. It's funny. Pascal's been I playing. Mean, oh! Yeah, he's better. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's the better. funny thing about it is Pascal has been playing pretty damn well for the Pacers, honestly. The Mavs are the eighth seed. Lakers are the ninth seed. Right there. The Warriors are 11. Right there. Yeah, something like It's that. right there. It's right it's there. right that there. Right there, man. It's funny because Luca gets like a couple good role players, and now it's like, oh, WCF. He has all the help. You're the one who told but, me PJ but, Washington's a needle mover. But yes, yes, he's a good player. He, he got PJ Washington. He, he, gets, he makes that, the, that was the needle was just moving. Hey, Tatum, didn't say Tatum wrong. gets four all stars, and they're still going to not win the bottom. What does Tatum have to do with this? You know what? When it comes to Dallas and Luca, Tatum just jumps in. Oh my god! Just when Tatum Luca comes. Yo, you notice that they be twinning on ATX? They love each other. I do love them. I had a problem with something that Drew said about the the Knicks and Quentin Grimes. Am I the only one who noticed that when the Knicks traded Emmanuel quickly, Drew said you traded him for too low a value? Here we go. And then he's saying you're saying the same thing about Quentin Grimes. What were we supposed to trade Quentin Grimes for? Hey, I said I like the move for the Knicks. I said I liked it. I said I understand fit. I think Emmanuel Quickly's a young player. I would have liked to hold on to him. However, QG. But we got OG for him. Okay. No, for sure. Most definitely. It's all good. No, Dante's been turning. Remember remember what I told you about Emmanuel Quickly and how he's easy to replace? We literally just replaced Emmanuel Quickly like that easily with Boyan. Different type, but yeah, I get you. Yeah, but but we got a score. No, the replacement was always there. They just had the move IQ. I'm not going to lie. Dante's been on some shit, bro. I'm not going to lie. With Boyan and and Alec Burks, our bench right now is better than before. I'm with you. I'm with you. So what were we supposed to trade Quentin Gross for? We traded him too low for his value. He I was just, asked I just this mean year. in the sense of you traded him when he was playing bad. That's the only thing so I... So we're I, supposed to wait for him to play good remember to Remember how you had him untouchable all season long? Yes, Ooh. and then this year he was QG. garbage. This year he was garbage. Like how quickly we turn on players is my point. No, he was shit, bro. He was garbage. No, he was not good. I, agree. I don't think they can't wait. No, no. This team is this can't. is the best Knicks team of our life. And Jalen Brunson's like surprisingly nuts that we on have the to older say that. side. It's a fact. I can't I, wait to magically see Quinn Gross play better to trade him. Again, my, my Tyson. Oh, you're saying the Pistons side or other way around? No, I'm saying the Knicks. I understood. Understood. 
I don't know. That team in 2012 was tough, though. They had Tyson. He just won DPOI. Uh, J.R. Smith won six men in a year. It was a good team. That was a good-ass good yeah. team. That The team that lost to the Pacers? Yeah. That team we, was good we as we fuck. We were talking about it for a little bit. I said, well, I said this is the best Knicks team of our life. I'm, this might be better than I, that team. I think so, maybe. That's close. That one was really good. They had Melo. It was really starting five dependent. No, they had kid off no, the bench. No, we had J.R. Smith. I'm, I apologize. J.R. Smith. We had Steve Novak. There's some guys. Oh, Steve Novak. Sniper. He was a good shooter. Most I think this team is deeper. Yes. I think this team is deeper. It is a for deeper sure. Team. Yeah. They have they got a lot of similarities. I'm not gonna lie, the team then was better. You think so? Better. We'll see how the playoffs go. But we why? just lost to the because it was better. We had Carmelo Anthony and Tyson Chandler. Jalen Brunson. Carmelo is, is what do you say? Nah, talk. Talk. Wow. The way Jalen Brunson's playing this year, bro. They lost me. I'm just Drew, kidding. They, Jamal, I'm kidding. Me. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Dell's got caught. I'm, 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 <laughs> not, got caught. I'm not catching Del, shit. Dell's got caught. Have y'all seen what Jalen Russell doing? Do you remember what Melo was doing that year? He, he led the cooking. league in points, didn't he? Yes. He, yeah. That was the year he gave. Bro, I'm not surprised. He ain't even stick up for Paul Pierce, and that's a franchise <laughs> hey, legend. That's more about JT than Paul Pierce. That's low key. I mean, he, he, he wasn't. Was himself. The, poll, the poll was pretty clear. They said JT was better. But, it was, was like 60, 60, 30. It was like 70, 30, bro. She was bad. You told me Jalen Brunson's had MVP no conversations. I didn't say that. <laughs> you could argue that he's been the best guard in the East. For sure. Yeah. Maybe you can argue it, yeah, but I don't think he's an MVP conversation. What's so you hate, that you hate Jalen Brunson's like team? I Wait, don't you think MVP pick. conversation is top 10? Yeah. <laughs> you don't think Brunson's been top 10? He could be top 10. Okay, okay. I think he has a better chance than them guys in Phoenix. Well, uh... Can't have both of them up there. Jokic. Let's just talk about the West, right? SGA... Luca, Kawhi, yes, mm, sure. Kawhi, Luca. Is Luca more of an That's MVP four. candidate than Jalen yes. Brunson? Yes, I think because so, of the low. What? Hey, his team's a top three. Jalen Brunson's more of a candidate seed. than Edwards. Oh yeah, oh, okay, I agree with that. I agree. Uh, yeah, I just, I, made that be known. <laughs> I just made that be known. You know, now Luca's been OD. I'm and just the saying East, they're winning. Giannis. Yeah, Joel Embiid. Embiid when he was healthy, so he doesn't count. I guess right now it's tragic. Donovan. Sound and Mitchell, they're a higher seed, you know, so for mm. the time being, where it's at, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I think those are it. Those are pretty much it, unless we're missing somebody. I don't think Sabonis? we're missing somebody. I think Kevin Durant should be in a conversation. I said only one from Phoenix. I don't think you get both. Okay, Kevin Durant's in a conversation. I think you could put KD up. What about AD? God, you're a ninth seed, bro. <laughs> like, but Luke is in this conversation. They're the eighth seed. <laughs> it's not, yeah, oh, you got you talk to me. You, got you just me. tell me. You're going to get one. I, I'm taking AD. Imagine Defensive if, side of the ball. Ima- mean, imagine if LeBron James missed 20 plus games this year, where the Lakers would be. They wouldn't. Kyrie has missed Jesus 20 plus Christ. games this year already. Last year, he got injured and we won games. Yeah, but I'm talking about this year. This year, yeah, you should imagine that. I'll I'm tell you what. This 2012 Mello and 2024 Jalen Brunson is close. Statistically, this, this, right? This shit is you're, not you're a clear one by you're any killing means. Me. You're wow. they're killing gonna me. They're right going to end up with damn near the same record, too. You're killing me right now. I love this. I love this. Has he not brought back New York? He's the king of New York. Yeah, Melo brought back New York. He, he did, did too. Yeah, he so did. I'm saying it's comparable. Do you remember the year against the Bulls, the, the back-to-back threes? I'm that saying, was that I'm saying, who's, the, remember who's the only one that showed up for the Knicks last year in the playoffs? You're cooking. Come on. Like, let's let's respect Jalen Brunson. They're in the same conversation. Respect fucking Melo. I am, oh, but you got crazy. You got crazy. Like, this is a conversation. No, because you don't, I think you don't remember that year Melo was Melo, like, Melo, Melo balled Melo. out. So is Jalen Brunson. Listen. And he's doing it, it. It's more difficult for Brunson to be doing this. How you figure? He's smaller. Six foot. Oh, the league. The, the league now box. is That's easier to doing. score. That's, That's all I'm doing. It's efficient. The league now is easier to score. I'm, I'm, I'm on to all three. I'm Whoa! Not. You just looked up numbers. You don't even remember Melo that I, year. I do remember that year. No, he, they balled out. That was the year. Bulls were the one seed. That was D Rose year. Yeah, we got him. Well, D Rose heard that year a lot. 
I, but he played. Yeah, we you, guys, the, you guys had 12 games on him. Well, we were, we were <laughs> different. We, were, we had Joakim, Bulls. We were different. Carmelo Anthony, it was no question he's a legitimate, legitimate superstar in the league. Is Bronson not? Legitimate superstar? Superstar? No. I love this. I no. love it. I'm, I'm just turning the Brunson. I love it. I'm, 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 conf- I'm just confused because what what did Melo do to clearly put him over Jalen Brunson? He did not make a ECF. He did not make a think, finals. Uh, different times. I think Melo was top 10 that, that year. And he had, he had a WCF. And you told me on the last episode that Jalen Brunson is better than Tatum and he's top 10. Oh, that's something you got to take up with him. I, I didn't say that. I don't know what we're doing here. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I, didn't, I didn't say that. You said that? I never said Jalen Brunson was better than Tatum. I said Jalen Brunson is playing better than him. He's been arguably top 10 player this year. Yeah, he's playing at a great level. Yeah. But Carmelo that year was a top four player. Hmm. This is what happens. Top Dell four? starts ta- making takes, and I tell you what, I'm moved. Dell starts making takes, and he's blatantly wrong because Carmelo Anthony, when, when he walked this into the league the as a rookie. This the first ACF of your life. When, okay, we have to get there first. I'm I'd be saying, happy. I'd you, be ecstatic. Let me ask you a question. You if, he does comfortable. It, if he does it, is he the best dick that you've ever seen in your life? It's quite Alvar, possible. Alvar's yeah. okay. told me he's the best thing he's ever seen in his okay, life. Let me say you want to know why? Oh, you want to know why? Hold on, Joel. Before you go in yeah, your ring, because I, I right. can tell you about to get angry. You about to <laughs> this. Before you get in your bag. This year, Amari Stoudemire was supposed to be the number two guy. He was hurt. He missed. He only played 29 games. Julius Randle, also hurt. Yeah, Mello, oh, this Nobina, year, averaged hurt. 29 points no, he a was game. amazing. Seven rebounds. Led the league in scoring, assists. correct? He was shooting 40, yeah, 44% from the field, 38% from the three-point line. Not a game. was. He was on some shit. That's all I'm going to say. Mello was... It was in his bag, man. He had Raymond Fell and Earl Barron. I don't know who that is. Earl but, Barron, uh, yeah. yeah. He, mm-hmm. ah, this team, yeah. I don't know what it is that I got to come on this podcast and defend older players, even he though Carmelo should be in our even though Carmelo should be should be in our era. But Carmelo Anthony came into the NBA with the Nuggets and was already an All Star level player. Oh, with the Nuggets, he was one of the top five players for a decade, and they made the conference finals in two thousand nine and only lost I to Kobe Bryant. Are you lying? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> was he top five? Was he top? Would you say top ten? Um, you know, you said top five for top a decade. Five, top ten, yes. Right, top, yes. Top, yes. Ten, top, top ten. Top five confirmed was not a fact. It was always varying, though. He's yeah, was always varying, in a yeah. conversation. There we go. There we go. There we we go. knew because you had LeBron, you had Kobe, you had career. I like they, they, they came into the NBA <laughs> and threw KG KG after 07 Carmelo was better. Yes, yes. But yes, I'm not Carmelo talking about Melo's first decade. Jalen Brunson and Melo came in as two completely Carmelo, different Carmelo, prospects. Carmelo Anthony with the Knicks, Dope. we started out great. Now, I will say this. He left Denver. We traded the house to go get him. He so it, it, ruined our, it ruined our depth on the team. But then the year after... We made the second seed with Carmelo Anthony with Iman Shumpert, Tyson Chandler, Amari Stoudemire was injured that J.R. year. Smith, we had Raymond Felton, guys, Jason bro. Kidd, J.R. Smith off the bench. This was one of the better teams that I've seen yeah. in my life as a Knicks. If, if any Knicks fan tells you that this season is more entertaining than that year's Knicks team, they're wrong, bro. I don't think he the, said entertaining. The, the, Knicks, I, no, I the Knicks that All year. All he said was <laughs> The Knicks that year. What the, what was two things that was popularized? Carmelo Anthony, the three-point celebration popularized. The, 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 Steve, the Steve Novak discount That's double tough. check for State Farm. This one's better, though. This is this is top one. That was good, too, though. This is original. But this shit right here was top one. It's the greatest ever. What were the expectations for the Knicks going into the season? Ooh, 
we we were this better than our expectation. Guy. We were better than our expectation for sure. Because the year you know, before you made the playoffs, right? You I lost will in the say, first round. I want to say we we the that year that year we disappointed. We should have made the conference finals. We Losing faced to the, the Pacers was a L. Speak up. Yes, we oh, should have beat the Pacers. There's no doubt about Roy it. Never looked like Jesus Christ. But in that series against the Pacers, Melo was the only guy that consistently showed up in that series. Nobody else consistently showed up, and. Sounds the, like Jalen Brunson last the year. Reason, the reason why Knicks fans might favor this era of even Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson over Melo is because how the Melo era ended was terrible. Oh my God. But how the Melo era ended wasn't his fault. He shot 42% from the field in this uh, this Pacer series. 22% from PG, three. Lockdown. Gave, that was, we got 28, but this is ugly. Brunson was better. That, that was PJ lockdown. No, PJ, PJ lockdown. No, no, no. Brunson last year was OD with no one else showing up. Unbelievably great. This was, this was PG Unbelievably great. To be fair, great. no one else showed up for Amari <laughs> yeah, yeah. too, but... Amari was, I mean, not yeah, Amari, he was the only one that he showed up. up that year. And yeah, in the yeah. first round, Carmelo Anthony was, was amazing. The way the Knicks tenure ended for Carmelo is, is the reason why a lot of fans, Knicks fans, hated Carmelo. Let me ask you an honest question. Honest question. Uh, was Brunson last year better in the playoffs than Melo was this year? That 2012 year? Yeah, I don't have a problem saying he played better. Was there any year in the playoffs that Melo played as good as Brunson did last year? WCF. I'm saying Denver. outside, in, in New York. In New oh, York, oh, in in New York, York there was only twice. one year that we made it out the first round. But in that first round of the playoffs, Carmelo Anthony was awesome. Check his numbers. He was awesome. Against LeBron. No, that's, LeBron? he's saying different year. No, no that, this 20, that year, I'm saying the 2011, 2012, the year before. First round. First round exit, yeah. He, was Melo was LeBron, right? Um, was it? I don't know. Well, it sounds like Boston. no. They played Boston. They played Boston. They played Boston. My fault. My fault. Played we Boston. played Boston in the first round. He, he put up twenty eight, but the deficiency was disgusting. Eh, Melo get it how he get it. Because Kobe deficiency. It's like Jalen Brunson, man. It's how the era ended for Carmelo Anthony Wait, because you played the Celtics this year. We played the Celtics in the first round. First, the year before. This is 2012, 2013, correct? 2012, 2013. They played the Celtics. Got it. They won. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. The no, because I'm thinking 2012. Automatically, I'm thinking no, about the Celtics playing the the Heat. In 2011, 2012. They correct. Played the Heat. Correct. Got it. That's when like did the no, I'm thinking the Celtics versus LeBron, though. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm sure. thinking. Got it. Like I said, the era where Carmelo ended poorly, but that's because Phil Jackson messed up our team. We had a yeah. roster out there of Langston, a starting lineup of Langston Galloway, Alexi Shved, Carmelo Anthony, Lou Audmanson, and then KP. So they came to Chicago. Our, our team was terrible, and Phil Jackson ruined it. That's why the next tenure were mellow. Ended sourly. It did. Right now, we're in the middle of the, the roller coaster oh, yeah. for the Jalen Brunson era, but we have no idea how this is going to end up. We don't. But how are you, you just, do you feel optimistic? Yeah. I love the Knicks and I love Jalen Brunson. I'm, I'm the only one that told y'all Jalen Brunson's going to be a star with the Knicks. I didn't know he's going to be this good, no one but did. I knew he was going to be an all star player. I'm just confused because you've been telling me and you've been tweeting it, they're walking to the ECF. They should go to the ECF. I, I, the same, some, the same, the same, the same way. Someone this, didn't do that. The same way that Knicks Cleveland team is up thirty. Uh, they're destroying the Nets. The same way the twenty twelve Knicks should have made the ECF them, and they them. disappointed. We don't know. We don't know. I think the Knicks should make the ECF. I think they should make. Any, it. I think anything less than that's disappointing. There yes. is a strong chance they do. Yes, and I hope they do. They should make it. Right. But I'm not going to so disregard too. the player Melo was. Melo, Melo was a legitimate superstar in the league. Jalen Brunson's been a borderline top 10 player this Mel year. Carmelo Anthony's one of the greatest offensive players in the history of the game. It's, he's, one it's of the, he's one of the best scorers, most definitely. Scores. Scores, for sure. Scores of the game. For sure. The offensive Melo. was a little nuts. I'd love to have you on the podcast. Just because offense, you know, they like to think about passing. Scoring. It's, it matters. He's a lock. Does, definitely. He was a Engine. lock. Yeah. We're not going like Melo was like just averaging assists. I'm not. I'm not saying that the passing. Was, he was, was a good overwhelming. Passer when he wanted to be. But I'm saying 
he's definitely, when we talk about the top 30 offensive players, scores in the league, Carmelo is always going to be on that he, list. He's told me multiple times Jason Tatum is better offensively than Carmelo. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. What do you I'm, think about that? <laughs> do you really believe that? You do. Sure. Yeah, I, you do. You sure. It's not as skilled as him. It's, it's, it's not as skilled. He's Off, not I a, said offensive, though. He's not as skilled. Because no, you got to think take passing. On the block, no. though, you know, Melo get. He's not as skilled. Block, I mean, there's very few. Skinny. There's very few. Shit, Melo never averaged 30. That's all I'm going to say. My God. Hey, that was actually strange. I thought he, he did. did. No, I don't nah, think 28 was his highest. 29. 28.7, yeah. Oh, we got it, here, got man. it, got it. My apologies. Try to disrespect him, giving him that point seven. You know? No, yeah, we got a round. Bro. Truck no. in the U.S. of A. I'm disappointed in the Bulls. They could have made a trade. No DeMar trade, no Caruso trade, not even a drumming trade. What the hell are they doing? Wish I could tell you. Wish I can tell you. Wish we could have an interview with their front office. He also goes late, great. Wow, I was like, when D-Rose passed away, ran to Twitter to see the R.I.P. Rose. <laughs> <laughs> You've had two wild comments today already. Hey, man, this is me. You know, that's why they love me, man. Just up next goes Drew, my LeBron follower. We still on top. Let's go. And it's his first super chat to us. Appreciate that you used that on us. Chris Bass goes, I call the Hawks GM agent double seven. Zero good trades, zero GM skills, seven days spent sleeping a week. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't like that one. Okay. CRB goes, Joel Moran, your NBA takes concern me. Right. Might be just as bad as Skip Bayless. Get yeah. me on the show and I'll give you real knowledge Yo, takes. Good service, Drew Riv, you guys are my fave. Love the show. Oh, I'm back. I'll see my way you, out. You can get added to the list once you start making some takes like you just <laughs> did today. I'm back, man. Yo, that Joel makes his first take. Yo, I'll tell you what. Check little it. nuts. He's been, he's been loving the Knicks this year. I respect yeah, the Knicks. Yeah, you yeah, should. I was, the first I, one, I was the first one to say they're going to the ECF. No, another he take. He said Bucks not contenders. Correct. That's oh, a take. That's three takes. That's a take. Knicks, ECF. Yo, Bucks damn, you're beating allegations. You're beating allegations. Fuck this it, NBA season. Riv, take us to your academy. Give us the two things you want to talk Lock about. In, Riv. Oh, man. You know, no I, first comments. of all, I want to I want to give a shout out to my brothers, man. I, I, you got to find brothers in the world that motivate you as much as they do. You know, they've been pushing this for a while. You know, Joel <laughs> texting me on the side, Drew begging me in the car, Dells keep asking, when, when, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? But uh, today I'm going to talk about Rob Dillingham and the Caps. You know, and I think Rob Dillingham is the first guy I'm going to talk about because a lot of the noise has been, you know, this draft being weak and this draft not having that star power. But I don't think it's weak in the sense of as a – a, a, a ton of good players. And I think this is a role-player draft. I think you can get guys that are good in the uh, first 10 picks just as good in the late. You know, And I think Rob Dillingham is getting the hype he gets because, unfortunately, this isn't the star potential draft. But what's impressed me about him is his speed, You know, his, his handle, you know, his steady improvement throughout the year. You know, he's a creative ball handler, the guy he works well in the pick and roll. Um, his burst after you know that screen is, is really good. His pull-up shot is great. He, he he has a peculiar game where he can come off the bench, he can do his thing, he can start, he can do his thing. You know, Kentucky has a collection of guys that are potentially going to go to the draft this year. You know, they got a European that I unfortunately cannot say his name. I wish I could. I'm not good at names. You know, then they got Reed Shepard. You know, Antonio Reeves is a good player. You know, Justin Edwards was supposed to be the prime guy for them. DJ Wagner has been uh, gearing it up lately. But... Rob Dillingham has been the guy that's kind of been the guy that's popped in that little rotation because he's the guy that has, you know, the scoring upside, the microwave ability, the playmaking has improved on every possession, you know. He reminds me, and, and me and Joel was talking about this last week, you know, we saw, I saw a lot of Brandon Jennings, Darius Garland and him, Lou Williams, like he has that type of speed, that type of looseness with his handles, you know, some guys dribble it loose and they can get it back, you know, the different type of handles. But I think... 
Rob, he's interesting because I think in a regular draft, he might not go top five. I think because this draft lacks that star power, he might be able to go top five. And in this draft, it's very different and hard to kind of find a place where a guard like that can go somewhere and can just do his thing. You know, Darius Garland, love him to death. He kind of got lucky. Cleveland didn't have a point guard. You know, he went there. You know, he had one of the worst rookie seasons we've seen. Got better the next year, you know, but they... They brought in, they had Jared Allen. You know, they brought in Evan Mobley. They brought in big men that complimented his game, which helped him improve, of course. You know, so there isn't many, and I, and I tried really hard, there isn't many spots in the league that kind of really fit for Rob Dillingham. You know, I thought about the Spurs. You know, I think if they, they might have two top 10 picks, in case Toronto doesn't fall that bad, they might have two top 10 picks. Isaiah was supposed to be the one to go in front of Rob, but Rob has been gaining traction. He's the better shooter, better scorer, in my opinion. Isaiah just has an NBA body. You know, he's much stronger. He's, I think he's a little bit quicker with the ball, especially in transition. But Rob, I think he can go to San Antonio, whatever pick they have. You know, that could be an option player with Wemby. Playing with Devin Vassell, that could be good. And they need a point guard. You know, they need a point guard. I thought of Washington, but I'm really scared for any rookie that goes to Washington just because they don't have a real foundation over there. They haven't had any real development. They, they're, they're most tenured player there. I hope I said it right. Nope. Tenured. Tenured. Uh-huh. Fuck. We were close. Close, for sure. It's Denny Advia. So I, I like and he's Wish young. He got traded yeah, he's today. he's really, really young. They just paid him. So I don't I don't know. I don't I don't want him to go there. Another team I was thinking of was Utah. They don't have a point guard. Keontae George has been getting minutes at the point guard spot, you know, and I think bringing in Rob with a team that has Laurie, and I think he'll still be there next season. You know, they got Taylor Hendricks. I don't know if they're going to, you know, they're going to keep Walker Kessler. They got a lot of guys there. That could be a team that has been great with development, has been great with putting guys in position to succeed. You know, Rob Dillingham, that's a place that he can go to. But I think Rob... He's in a he's in a he's definitely in a in a difficult spot because there's places he can go, there's places he cannot go. There's times where in this draft, you know, NBA is all about the situation. I think Rob's game definitely fits a lot of situation because he can be a microwave scorer, but to be, to reach that star potential, that potential that really puts him in that all-star caliber place, I think San Antonio would be the place or Utah. But, you know, shifting over cuz I remember we had you had a little conversation where you were hyping up the Knicks. And then Drew was talking about the Bucks. He was talking about Indiana. And I just found it funny that the Cavs never got into the conversation. Oh, what the fuck? You know, please let me talk. It's Trevor uh, Academy. Yeah, it's, 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 you're not invited. Well, I got to uh, sit down and learn, buddy. Jonathan Isaac blocked Wemby, by the way. I was insane. What the fuck? What? Yeah. And oh. Wemby was up there. Kaminga just did one of the greatest lobs I've ever seen, by the way. He's one of the greatest. Also, Miles Garrett won Deep Boy. Oh, okay. Shout Stroud out. Rookie Wait, did I pick Miles to win Deep Boy? Might have. Oh, my God. If I did, I won. Um, yeah, but to talk about Cleveland, you mentioned the Knicks as having a deep roster. The Cavs have a deep roster, and I think Darius Garland and Evan Mobley's injuries kind of gave them their blessing in disguise because J.B. Bickerstaff had to go He had to go deep into the rotation. You know, he had to go really deep, putting in guys like Sam Miro, if I'm saying his last name Sam correctly. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dean Wade coming up, him being a 3-and-D player. You He's know, a solid ball Isaac Okoro developing that three ball and being, listen, this is no joke. He's been one of the best defenders in the league this year on the wing as a guard defender. You slept, man. Against second unit players, I'd hope so. No, he he plays. He he guards. Please don't don't sleep. The continuity there has been there. And I think J.B. Bickerstaff, he's talked about he doesn't like to go 10 deep. He prefers to go 9 deep. But with the guys that I mentioned have been playing so well, you know, he might have to go 10 deep. And when Garland, he's getting back. He's getting getting his, his reps back for sure, you know, dealing with an injury. Mobley. Him being five or six from the three-point line, him getting the stroke back, him being more aggressive when they come back. The Cleveland Cavaliers are a dangerous team, you know, and I think they're different from last year because you need 
You need adversity. Sometimes as a young team, when Donovan Mitchell got there, this was a young, fresh team that just lost back-to-back games in the play-in. You know, they lost in Brooklyn. They lost the team to Brooklyn. Then they choked in Atlanta or at, at Cleveland. I forgot where it was, but they choked against the Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young had a masterclass performance. So this team is dealing with that. Donovan Mitchell gets there. They make the, the, the splash move. We didn't see it coming, of course. Donovan Mitchell heads over to Cleveland. And this is a young, fresh team with no adversity, no experience, kind of just going away. And they kind of had a great regular season last year, you know, playing well. Garland was well. Donovan Mitchell was well. Jaron Allen was great. Mobley was in DPOY talks. Then they go into the playoffs, and they kind of get their ass beat. And I think that was the wake-up call they needed. And even then, they seen in the beginning more adversity. You know, Darius went down. Mobley went down. This team was banged up in the beginning. And then Donovan Mitchell just put on his backpack and said, I'm one of the best players in the league. Let me remind y'all what playoff Donovan Mitchell used to look like. And he went out there. He improved his playmaking. He's locking down on the defensive end. Offensively, he's just been on a tear. And I think that's what they needed. But they also needed role players to step up. I mean, this team is just, the adversity has only made this team better. And I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are legit. I think we can remember last year, and and that's why I didn't, give too much pushback when Dell said, um, you know, last year is still in your mind. Because I think last year can 100% be in your mind. I think you can definitely look at last year the way the Knicks handled them. Randall didn't play well. I believe that that series, he was very much either hobbled or they just locked him down. And the Knicks just completely destroyed them. I think you can look at that, and that can be a real concern. But I think you can look at this team, look at the role players that they have around them, look at the guys that have improved. Okoro, Sam, Niang, like Max Struess as a play. Like this team... They don't miss a single miscommunication, a single coverage. Like, they are locked in defensively on damn near every single play. They are there at every moment. And then on offense, they know their roles. And when you know your roles from guy one to guy ten, that makes it so much more easier on the offense end to get to your spots, uh, work with the star player. The only concern I have for them is how Darius Garland's going to operate. You know, he's been coming back. He's been on uh, minutes restriction as of late. Has been playing up and down. You know, starting this year, he didn't, the three ball wasn't there, but he improved in the paint as a finisher in the mid range. He's been shooting at an elite rate this year. It's just all about that three ball. If Darius Garland can be that number two guy for them, if he can get into his game and be that complimentary piece, I believe they have the role players to make the ECF. I truly believe in Cleveland Cavaliers. I think they're a team that's legit. They've been slept on a lot because last year is still in a lot of people's minds. But I think the Cleveland Cavaliers, one through 10, they have a deep roster, they have the collection of shooters. They have the two-big-man lineup that can give the Bucs trouble, that can cause some trouble for other teams like Indiana, like the Knicks. And I think offensively, with Donovan Mitchell playing like this, if Darius Garland can figure out his role and be that complimentary number two guy, I think the Cavaliers can go to the ECF. Mm. I like Talk it. Shit. I like it. I like Rob Dillahan. Only reason I'm not answering is because he took a shot at me for not acknowledging them when they simply just were a list of the teams that I was going over. You didn't acknowledge Screw them. Screw you. I said, oh. Probably the third or second best team in the East. You could argue they're the second best team in the East. Them and the Knicks been on fire. Bro. 15-1, 16 They have the fourth best net rating against top 10 teams. Only reason why he can eat me is because we literally just had a conversation about the Cleveland Cavaliers yesterday. Whenever we went to the basketball game, I said, yo, bro, the Cavaliers, they're here. You said, oh, you're back on? I uh, did, we did, we did, we did, we did. Because it, it took you a minute. It took you a minute. <laughs> I had to see them do it, and they were fu- they've lost one game in their last 15. It took you 15. Well, obviously, we haven't spoken about it in a while, but they've been on an insane tear. Yeah, because you were done with them. You thought yeah, there was so no you. way. You also did, too. I remember your tweet. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> that was always yeah, you, I'm not asking to be on the train. You can't. I'm not on the train. I'm just acknowledging you, I don't that they're need playing to well. 
Oh damn, that's kind of fucked up. Nah, you can honestly, I'll I'll, I'll whip it out right now. Mm. Go crazy. Wait, what? Yeah. Why? Fucking suck me. Will Anderson, <laughs> uh, defense work of the year. Texans got both. Nice. Damn, yo, he clutched that. Just like award. the Jets, man. Last yeah, year, I'm a Texans that fan. Award. Yeah, it's yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. New man. Browns. Browns were an agenda. I want CJ Stroud over Jalen Hurts. Yes. Easily. Like as, as a fandom, yes. And no, just players. Like you think the he's fandom? better than Jalen? Shut up. We'll yes. take it. We'll 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 take it. CJ's better than Jalen Hurts, hmm? like player for player. That's what, oh. I, that's what I thought he was saying. No, no, as a fan. No, I'm more upset at the fandom than the player. No, I mean, not. I'm I've not. never been a Hurts fan. He's an Eagle. Eagles. I'll be honest. If I was an Eagles fan, I would treat Jalen Hurts like he walks on water. I cannot do that. Like you did with Russell Wilson? Exactly. Okay. Doesn't always end well if you do that. I didn't even exactly. treat. I never treat. Like I you never, did with Zach Wilson? Yeah, one's way well. fucking worse. It didn't NFL, end well. That was, if you notice, <laughs> NFL is a little different. I don't treat anybody on my favorite team like they walk on water. It's a little different. That's true. Hey, I don't. I don't. I don't give nobody any like Smitty. Well, I mean, the thing like, is, like, the, to be fair, the Bulls Smith. never really what about, had. What about like, Lane? Jason Kelsey loved them. I don't treat them like they walk on water. Be honest, Jason Kelsey can do no wrong. No, Lane can do no wrong. Both also of them. true, but They're they both really don't. First ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah, but you walk know. on water's neck. No, the only guy I, I, I treat like they walk on water do is we Justin Jefferson. Garrett Sauce. I treat them like they're fucking amazing. But how many times do they really? Sauce. How many times does he really fuck up? Not often. I I understand that. Bro, you had Jalen. You have Jalen Hurts as your quarterback. He's better than I'm, Joe Burrow. I'm showing sure him respect. Probably not. This year, I've become <laughs> a lot more nicer. You have. The second you bought in, he started being bad. Yeah, maybe I should stop. You see, that's a fucking I wish issue. Right there. Actually, you know what? <laughs> Stay over there. The only guy I treat like that is Jettis. But my fan, my my team, the Eagles, I I treat everybody with respect. But I also I don't like because it's not the same emotional attachment to the NBA. You know, I am a fan of the Eagles, but it's not the same emotional attachment. So you know, I think it's fine if you you are more of a fan of CJ Stroud than Jalen Hurts, bro. I am. I'm, yeah. I'm and they they not. No, that yeah, I don't think I don't yeah. think it matters. I'm more much. a fan of Josh Allen. Than I mean, listen, uh, whatever Hurts. we say shouldn't impact you. Oh no, it never does. But just know you're a bitch for it. You're oh, more of a I fan mean, than jo- of Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. Well, that's, yeah, that's my favorite player in the NFL. Yes, Imagine Josh Allen. Three quarterbacks more than your own. It's not three. I'm just assuming there's another two. What other quarterback do I like? I don't know, Justin Fields. Oh, there's only two quarterbacks like more than Rodgers. But Holy don't shit. don't you like a quarterback more oh, than your own quarterback? You like two or more than Russell Wilson? No, Patrick I like two or more than Rogers I like uh, what's his name? Be honest, Fields. Uh, Rogers also uh, Jared Stidham. You don't like Zach Wilson, but before He's like fine. No, I still like, take Russell. He's also never good. It's my quarterback. That's a good point. You're saying last year you were more of a fan of Russell Wilson and Tua. Last year, Russell Wilson, I, I treated him like See, I, I was getting a gift question. from God. I don't want to be an idiot. Tua, Tua had the high highs, so it was, yeah. it was, you know what I mean? Like Russ last year was never. Russ is my quarterback. Yeah. He's literally my quarterback, whether I like it or not. I feel like you're known more well, for being be. a Tua fan than because Russell Tua's Wilson fan. 30 yes. times better right now, 30. sadly. I don't know about that. 15? 10? I think it's dropped. 10? 10. Okay, whatever. Still 30 is a, a little nuts. 10 times, still a fuck ton. 50 mil. He's getting paid so much. Yeah. I was talking about Tua. He's not going to get 50. 45. I don't he'll get so. 45. He'll get 40 minimum. Happy. He'll get 40 minimum. Daniel Jones got 40. He'll get 40 minimum. Yeah. No, that's... No, no, no. 45 is the bar and minimum. Probably. Yeah, Daniel Jones... But honestly, I don't think... like They were circulating that he's going to get paid soon. I don't think it's this offseason. So you're going to go into a contract here? I think so. God bless. What more, I guess, playoff wins, right? You have to. Because regular season's got all the numbers you want. Yeah, brother, to. it's over. Oh, don't you? <laughs> Tua sucks. Yeah, it's just so easy to be a Josh Allen fan. Right? It is it's so easy. You, you know, it's funny when CJ's better than Tua already. Probably he was yes. better than Tua. Week four. You know, you know, it's funny when his okay. guy starts when to struggle. Lost. 
He tries to take shots at your guy. How it's so easy to be a fan. How of am I taking shots at him? He's amazing. The number two quarterback in the league. I was Josh Allen fan. It's not his fuck. fault that he's a fan of an amazing player. Like if it was so easy, I would fu- I would just immediately be like, like, like yeah, Josh was elite Josh. every year. He was ass at one point. He was, he was at, no, he was two. You chose to you chose to root for mid. Again, but there's you do choose that. You choose that a lot. You've okay, done it a lot. Daniel Jones. You know what's funny? He, he's, he's been a Tua fan since college. Yes. And college Tua is a fucking since dog. Since day one. So if anything, you're the real Glazer here. Josh Allen with the fucking Wyoming. Yes. Tua okay. with Alabama. But you waited until he was in the league and he showed you that he, he was, was great. ass. No, I waited until he was in the league and he was garbage. Well, all I know is that he you was loved a Josh him. Allen fan before he was in the league. And you was a Tua fan when he what was made top you like Josh the world. When he was no, I was a Tua fan when he first was chosen to play in the national championship. Came in at halftime, replaced Hurts, and then after that, top five. I mean, in college, he was. It was tank for Tua, and he was left-handed. It was what, it was love at first What sight. made you love Josh Allen? Because he didn't have a lot of fans coming Ma- to college. Madden, Madden? yes, okay. Madden. You, you like downloaded a draft class the year before you. One, no, Madden. it was he, he was his rookie year, and me and my brother we do this. I told Joel this. We, I did this with Mahomes. We pick a face of a rookie, we grab him up, change his name, make it ours, and then <laughs> Wait, we just. Why, go. So Josh Why'd you pick River Josh Brown? Allen? You don't yes. look alike. <laughs> I see it. No, he had you the, saw Christian he McCaffrey had the, said he that had the Cam and Brock Purdy look alike. Cam the, Newton? Same thing with Mahomes. Mahomes, had, like, Josh had, like, a 99 throwing power. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, because the rookies were like, who was that year? That was, um, what year was that? That was uh, Darnold. Darnold and shit. I didn't yeah. want to be them. So, Riv, Baker, CRB Darnold, asked Josh, you a question. Frozen. He goes, dear Riv, should I keep faith in my Warriors or should I give up? I've been a Warriors fan for over 10 years. What the fuck? They have four rings. You're fine. Yes. Give up. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I think it, it, oh it depends God. on what he's asking. Give up on the season? Yes. The season's Nobody over. Nobody has any loyalty it, anymore. It's okay, but I think you yeah, can look the face at... face of it, too. This if, fucking if, guy. If you have Steph Curry, you have Draymond, think about this. The season's over. But next season, maybe, you know? Trump in the Corey USA Joseph? goes, <laughs> Mo Wagner just dunked all over Wemby. He wanted us to know that. For he sent a super chat. Mo Wagner? Mo Wagner, yes. Oh, sweet. So, top 10 players of the Super Bowl. We can now transition to this part of the episode. Before we do that, uh, shout out to Prize Picks, which is our sponsor. You see on the top left of the screen, we got the code, code PAS, to get you a 100% deposit match up to $100. This weekend, it's the big game. We're going to give you guys our demons and goblins, some entries we have for prize picks. It's very easy to download the app, it's available in over 30 states. You go to the App Store. Download prize picks, sign up using your information, and then when you deposit, use our code PAS and you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. It's fun. It's a it's a it's like a game. You just pick on player statistics. You go more or less, and you can do up to two to six entries. You can't do just one. It's two or more. Yep. And based on these demons and goblins, the demons, it gets you higher odds, which means that you get a bigger payout. And the goblins are lower odds, which means a lesser pal, but you got better odds to win whatever you enter. So, yeah, use the code PAS and download prospects. Link is in our bio. On to the Super Bowl. I want to start off with this, just something quick, just breezing by this. Can I also talk something real quick on prospect that yes. kind of just pissed me off? Yes. They took out Jake Moody for one field goal. Should have got him. Damn, I'm pissed. They knew it was a lock. It was a lock. That's a lock for sure. Now it's two field goals. Mm. He could hit that, but one was such a gimme. You have to take over two, so he has to three? He has, no, he has to two. It's oh, okay. one, it's 1.5. One, oh, gotcha, gotcha. One That's is more good. than Jake would be missing field goals. That's right? why, yeah. Which is why I felt good with one. Yeah. One was for sure. 
Bro, a couple of weeks ago, you were the one that showed me the Harrison, Harrison Bucker, Bucker one field goal. <laughs> I look at those every week since then. Yeah, that was, That's that was, a that come up. Nuts. Week one next year, guy. Remember that? Yeah, have to, have to. Top ten players in the Super Bowl this weekend. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. What are we? What are we doing? Not going from ten to one. Well, I mean, no. what's the suspense with number one being? Let's Mahomes? go one to ten. One should, to we just, can we just, should we just do one list? We should do one list. Because doing four lists too many. You know. All right, I mean? so we all agree one is Mahomes. What the hell Mahomes. did I put in this work for? Uh, I think two is easy for me as well. CMC. CMC. Christian yes. McCaffrey. I do have yes. CMC also. Three is Chris Jones. I have Chris Jones at three. Oh, my God. I have Travis Kelsey I have at Travis three. Kelsey. Shit, I have you're Kelsey, right. I have right. Kelsey at four. I only have Kelsey because in the playoffs, he's, he's taking it to all the level. They're, they're, they're flippable. I'm Travis cool, Kelsey, cool Kelsey has Kelsey passed Jerry Rice records in the yeah. playoffs. I'm going to put Kelsey at three. I'm thinking Kelsey three. Cool Chris Jones four. Mm. Or Trent Williams. I have Trent Williams at four for me personally. I have Trent Williams mm. at four. Yo, talk... We're here. Nah, just, we're having the same list so far. So those are just me and you? Uh, put, if you could put Trent at four. That's fine. Are you, uh, Trent's fine at four. All right, number five. Chris Jones is here. Sneed. You're going to be upset at me? Sneed. Oh, we haven't, put, I, Chris, I, we haven't I, put Chris Jones here yet? No. no I, I have think, Nick Bosa. So far, the top four is Mahomes, CMC, Kelsey, Trent Williams. So five is going to be between Bosa or Chris Jones. I, I would put Jones. If you guys have Chris, I would have Chris I'll Jones. I'll happily defer. Have I have Chris Nick. Jones. Obviously, we know his I highs. I think I'd put Sneed. Over Bosa? Yeah. Oh, Lord. It's three to one, buddy. No, Chris Jones oh, yeah, no, no, most definitely. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could put Sneed over over Nick Bosa. I, might, I, have, I, have, I, have, I would have Bosa next. Yes. I might put Sneed. But, but you know, if you, I get, if I you also went Chris Jones over Bosa? Yeah. Is it for the run stop? Or is it just you just think he can get to the... He's just more of an impact no, player? No, Chris Jones this year has actually been one of the worst run defenders yeah, in the okay, league. Okay, I was wondering. But it, it's because in the regular season, uh, he had no incentive to. Uh, so he was giving up on run plays. Pretty much right. because he didn't want to get injured. I mean, also, it's translated to the playoffs. They haven't been that successful. No, in the playoffs, he's been awesome. I'm just saying in general for them. Yeah, but in the playoffs, Chris Jones has been awesome in like his run gaps and stuff. Like He's been very disciplined. In the regular season, he was terrible. Because for his career, he's always been a great run defender. That's why I know he is one. Correct. But yeah, he's better at affecting the game, in my opinion. And that's why I have him over Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. I think Nick Bosa, his aggressiveness can lead him to being undisciplined in the run game. And that's been a huge liability with the 49ers defense. Chris Jones, just an interior defensive player, I think, in this day and age, has more impact. I understand. Especially because he gets to the quarterback at the way the at the amount that he does. I'm happy with that. Uh and then six, we're going Bosa. Cool with that. Six has to be Nick Bosa. Seven, now Sneed. seven I have Sneed. Cool Number seven, seven is Jerry yep. Sneed. Okay. Number eight. Are you guys are gonna hate this. I have Brock here. Oh, I have Brock, better than Ayuk. Brock's not my eight. top 10. I, and I know this, and which is why I felt like I should go first. I know neither, none of you guys have Brock Purdy in your top 10. I don't I, I know adjusted. if he adjusted. I adjusted. No, I, I adjusted. When he was taking a shit. To me, Purdy's at 10. I feel like Brock has to be here for the fact of we when we see him play at his best, we understand that the offense follows suit, and that's when we've seen the San Francisco 49ers at their best. He's the quarterback. But exactly my point. But we've seen him play at that level. <laughs> I don't mind him at 10. I have him at 10. In terms of their success rate, they're right underneath the Kansas City Chiefs in this playoff run so far. So obviously we've seen Patrick Mahomes. He's been at a. He's definitely been better than Brock, but I'm just saying in terms of total offense, dropback success rate, he's right underneath him. I believe that Chiefs are at 54. He's at 52, if I'm not mistaken. second half should move the needle. But against the Packers, too, also in the Fourth ring, quarter. he had a great drive. There's also a stat out there that uh, for every four dropbacks, Brock Purdy has a negative play on one of them. 23% of his dropbacks, there's a negative play. It's a negatively graded play, which would be the highest amongst any quarterback that had 200 dropbacks in a regular season. I, I don't think, with at least what my eyes have been telling me, Brock Purdy, for the entirety of these playoffs, has, has been that good. I think he's put the ball in harm's way a lot. 
And when I think about best player, because if this is a if this is a list on of who needs to play the best for their team to win, Brock Purdy is, is in the top two. ten because he can't be terrible. He has to play well. But we talking about pound for pound, who's a better player? I look at where you rank in your respective position. Mm-hmm. So Fred Warner is at the top of his class at his position with Roquan Smith. So I think Fred Warner, um, respective to his position, is better than Brock Purdy at his. I have Fred, same thing I, with Ayuk, yeah. and same thing with Debo. I, I, I have the clarify. receivers next. I have I have Ayuk and Debo. I have Ayuk eight, Debo nine. If you want to put it the other way, I'm cool mm-hmm. with that. I got the same. List. I just want to okay. clarify. I apologize. It was one after the other when it came to dropback EPA. The Chiefs are at two point nine two nine four. The San Francisco 49ers are at two four zero. So when it comes to success rate, the Chiefs have been more successful than the 49ers. But I do have Debo Samuel on my list. Brandon Ayuk was just the, the name off because I had respect for Fred Warner. Who Debo over Kittle? I personally have Debo Kittle over Kittle. Kittle would be my first name off. He'd be 11. Same. If I had to, if I had to do that. I have Ayuk and Debo 8 and 9. Mm-hmm. That's mine. And number I, 10 to me is Fred Warner. That's Yes, I would have the same 8, 9, 10. Fred Warner got fried. Versus the Lions. I understand that. But for the entirety of the season, I'll be remiss if there's been another middle linebacker. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm Which not is why I'm game. keeping respect to him. And I feel oh. like Brock has been... Although there are moments where you'd want him to play better, especially that first half against the Lions, I still think for what he's given us all season long, I'm going to give him that respect. Hmm. Brock to me is 13. I would have McDuffie and so then George we, We'd have to decide between basically, do we have both receivers in the top no, 10? Uh, would you have again, Ayuk and Debo? I'm, I'm outvoted. I'm fine with, no, D- I'm, I'm fine with uh, Ayuk and Debo at 8 and 9. Okay. I, I don't mind Kittle. So 10 is based between Fred or Brock Purdy. That's what we have to decide. I, can't, I don't know if I can give, I don't or know if McDuffie. I can give Fred. McDuffie's cool. I have McDuffie off my list, uh, just off, right underneath Brandon Ayuk. Um, again, the only difference with your guys' list and mine is I have Brock. That's it. But I understand. I'm cool with putting Debo. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm cool fine with Debo. Putting, I'm fine I don't know if I can give you Fred over Brock, though. I have Brock eight on mine, so I feel like me, just my two cents, I would like him to be in our list, but I know you two don't, and I know he does. McDuffie over Brock? Mm. McDuffie's been awesome. I, I can't put him What's, over. Right. <sighs> this an offensive lineman, but Creed Humphrey over Brock? He's no, the no, best no. center in the league. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Not Left crazy. tackle center, it's... It's a little different. Trent's just like the best. In the Although world. Jason Kelsey has a huge impact, so does Creed. I don't know. Is Creed better than Jason? Now, yeah. Now, yeah. Well, now that he's retired? No, no. I'm talking oh. about like this Jason past season off of what they had. Like, Creed is better. His first Wait, team all oh, pro Creed's, was Mickey Mouse? Creed's better than who? He was still great, uh-huh. but just not the best. Creed's better than who? Than Jason Kelsey Jason. right now. Oh! All right, we'll talk about that another time. Um, You're saying you're putting Fred over Brock because he's the best at his position? It's one or two. Does I positional mean, value not... Matter though, because QB is way more important than linebacker. Just, I don't know. It's just which is why I had best Brock at players eight. in the Super Bowl. That's the, the reason uh, I had him at eight for the 49ers defense. What Fred Warner does mm-hmm. is just as valuable to their defense as what quarterback is to the offense. Just as valuable. Ooh. Yeah, like uh, Fred Warner, what he does to his defense. Just he, he's calling just, out. There's no. Let's yeah, not get caught in semantics. He's calling out. Caught in semantics. I understand your sentiment. He's the it's quarterback of the defense. Va- correct. Yeah, it's it's not not because you look, you okay, look 100%. at a guy like Roquan Smith. Before he got to the Ravens, they weren't a top five bad. defense. defense he got good. there and they became the first ranked defense in the league. Fred Warner has that type of impact with the 49ers and how he commands the middle and the intermediate area of the field. The, the Niners are one of the best defenses yeah, yeah. against that area in SNR's part but, due to his zone but coverage them playing them, That defense playing in the playoffs does that not warrant you to not put them on this top 10 list? Because they haven't the been The defense great. hasn't been that Believe good. it or not, no. 
it's been a little bit better than what has been it's been all right. Advertised. It's been all right. I think their pass defense has been getting a lot more disrespect than probably what it sure. actually is. Yeah. Their run defense is not good. It's not good. Um, but really I feel like their pass defense, the way that they uh, played against the Packers, I'd the even, if, we get vo- if I get voted, if we get, well, we are not actually not going to get voted off. Um, I mean, I'd two, even two. put in George Kittle or McDuffie. McDuffie is number three in the amount of times he blitzes as a defensive back in the league. A lot of the pressures that Steve Spagnola dials up is with McDuffie. And then he's one of the most, uh, he's one of the best players in coverage. He's a leading coverage. So you're talking about a, a cornerback who is in a leading coverage and then He's pressuring the quarterback, which is leading to negative plays on that side. So, so is Santos said, uh, "Where's Ronnie Bell?" <laughs> I did see that. Um, so McDuffie for sure. But, I, I felt like just like he was an All Pro. Did you also see that without Amenahu, they blitz a lot, but they don't get home that often? They blitz like maybe like four percent more. Yeah, they don't get his home as often with the Amenahu. Without that, him, mm-hmm. yeah, that doesn't worry me though. I'm fine with McDuffie. I, I don't care. Uh, I would have Fred over McDuffie. I would have Fred over McDuffie also. Uh, but I'm again, fine. the only difference say, in our I'm list. I'm fine with Fred. I'll I'll uh, conchief. Okay, three one. So what's that? The top ten is Mahomes, CMC, Kelsey, Trent, Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, Legarius Need, Brendan Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and Fred Warner. That's disrespectful to Brock, but whatever. I just you don't want to have like thirteen. I don't want to have the thirtieth Brock Purdy debate argument. I'm truly sick of those, so I'll concede. That's, this is where this is where the Brock Purdy, this is where I divide, where it's like best players in this game is where I can't have Brock and then no top five, no top ten conversations. The players in this, we got all pros all over this place. You know what I mean? We got Hall of Famers all over pro. the place, with all due respect. Huh? What? Say again? <laughs> truck in the USA made Not his truck list. In USA. One Mahomes, two CMC, three Trent Will, four Kelsey, five Chris Jones, six Bosa, seven Sneed, Eight Ayuk, nine Warner, ten Samuel, eleven Kittle, twelve McDuffie, thirteen Purdy, fourteen Rice, and fifteen Creed Humphrey. It's not a bad list at all. Having Rice over, he has Rice yeah. over. Rice Humphrey. a little high. I don't know if I'd have him over Humphrey. I wouldn't have him over Humphrey either. I think Rasheed Rice. I feel like all season long has been That's underappreciated. Underappreciated. Yeah, slept, man. We were here. Yeah, we were here. Yeah, I was here with Rasheed Rice for sure. I've been here, man. Um, we were just saying once he breaks out, once he breaks out, once he breaks he out. He always broke out to me. It's just happened in my dreams. Now oh, it's, yeah. now it's a reality. <laughs> What's he going for on Sunday? He's going to have a Definitely eight receptions, 85. Okay. So you're taking, you're taking the more on prize picks? Oh, when do I not? You That's said the other day. He's always a more guy. I said that one time. I did. But <laughs> no, nah, I think he's going for an 80, eight receptions, 85. It's going to uh, be interesting to see how they defend um, Kelsey and Rasheed. Understand Charvarius is a fucking put Fred legend. Warner and uh, Kelsey? If they do that, Kelsey could be Super Bowl MVP. And that's no slight. The greatest ever. That's no slight. I just think that the, he could just have an unbelievable game. It's going to be Mahomes if they win, obviously, because it's Mahomes. Kelsey it's really just goes. pulled the Jimmy Butler. Playoff he time and waking the, the fuck up. up. Like, yeah. the shit, he just woke up and was like, I'm ready. Yeah. That's what the entire Chiefs team just yeah, did realistically. It's just, all right. I hate Robert. them. It's disrespectful, man. To who? To what you just said. The defense has been this elite all Def- year long. Defense has been elite, okay, undoubtedly. Jesus Christ. The offense, though. Offense. The, offense the, the offense was, was never terrible. It was it 11. Good. It no, was ranked it took, 11. It, it, it went, wasn't good. It took a stop. You could we admit that 11th was a little we did, we, did the, we did the Chiefs offense against playoff teams. They averaged like 18 points per game, 19 points per game. In the regular they season, one playoff team. They, didn't, the they, didn't, they, they didn't run Travis Kelsey on routes as often. He was injured a lot. 
He was also up they the they limited his snap count a ton, and Smart. now he's unleashed. He's paying off. Yeah, now they sat uh, load managed, bro. Yeah. Now fifty seven percent of the targets very highly goes to Rice and goes to uh, Kelsey. I understand, but so this team has been else. an elite team all year. They haven't. They beat one good team, but they were an elite defense. And if they you got an elite defense, you got Patrick Mahomes. There's no shit talking them anymore. They're in the Super Bowl. They Sure, I'm just saying the regular season. Sadly, they got it. A little shaky. When is shaky oh, we can start man? on the Chiefs offense versus 49ers defense. And, and Dells, let's start with you. Uh, what do you think about this matchup? Uh, how do you think the Chiefs offense can exploit what the Niners are doing? And how do you think the Niners can counteract whatever they do? I'm curious to see what the 49ers are going to be willing to give up to this Chiefs offense. Because throughout the last few seasons, we've seen defenses allow Patrick Mahomes to take the underneath stuff, the short stuff, saying, listen, we're going to play a lot of too high. We're not going to let you get beat down the field. But this playoffs, Mahomes has been throwing it down the field 20-plus yards, more than he has basically in his entire career. The The only year that's comparable is 2019. This season, 8.7% of his attempts are 20-plus yards. The last three years, 7%, 5.7%, 6.8%. And that 2019 season I mentioned was at 8.9%. And just the way Mahomes has progressed, of course, year one, he was damn near the best quarterback in the league. Now he's undisputed best quarterback in the league. And it's not Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. It's Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady and Joe Montana. This is the type of dude he's become just in, in, in year six. And the mental progression he has had, I think he even said in an interview, it took him to his second or third year to really understand defenses, be able to read them in the pre-snap adjustments. He has every trick in his bag, right? It's hard for the 49ers when I'm looking at their defense, if I'm trying to get be their defensive coordinator, try to get into the mind to figure out what I would do against Patrick Mahomes, there's no easy fix, right? There's no blitzing like you did against, uh, well, not them, but blitz against Jalen Hurts, right? It, there's nothing that obvious that there's a super big weakness on the Chiefs offense that you could just straight up exploit. Um, if you play zone against him he's been great against zone in the play in the postseason if you play man against him you basically have to have a spy there because he's one of the best scramblers especially on third down extending drives extending plays and the one area that I think he could be quote-unquote exposed or really the one area that he struggled with this season was against the blitz in the postseason he completed just 62 percent of his passes only one big time throw per pff and an 80.7 passer rating to be fair, in the regular season, he was really good against the Blitz. 10th highest passer rating, 72 touchdown interception ratio, 3% turnover worthy play rate. But the one area he struggled all season long, regular season and postseason, is when he's under pressure. Now, it's difficult to pressure Patrick Mahomes as is just because. Uh, even though the offense lines me a bit more banged up, but he's just so mobile inside oh, yeah. and outside the pocket that you can get pressure on him and he's able to escape it and find guys downfield and, you know, make these crazy throws that we've seen really throughout his career. But this season specifically, especially in the playoffs, he's only completed 45% of his passes in a 68 passer range was under pressure. So the 49ers way, if you want to somehow limit this offense or be able to hone in on Patrick Mahomes, you have to get pressure there. The thing is, it's difficult to do that. Now, with the injuries to their offensive line, with Tooney being out, I think there's more hope. You could just send four and get pressure there. But I just know Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are going to have an answer for that. Yep. I just know they're going to be able to, whatever they're going to send at him on the defensive side of the ball, they're going to have an answer Regular season, he struggled against the, the Blitz as well. Five touchdowns, eight interceptions, 20th in passer rating. But if the 49ers want to limit Patrick Mahomes, and if they want to win this game, I think they're going to have to send some sort of exotic blitzes where they're going to have to figure out a way to 
blitz Patrick Mahomes in a way that maybe the Niners haven't shown on film this season, which is going to be difficult to do. We have basically four or five months of film out there. It's going to be very difficult to do. And when you do blitz him, if you do not get pressure, you are screwed. So when you send more than four guys, you have to get him under pressure. If you're able to make him uncomfortable in the pocket, that's when we've seen, especially in the regular season, he have those mistakes. So it's going to be very difficult to do. It's easier said than done, but that's the one area I see for the 49ers defense to be able to attack this Chiefs offense, send some exotic blitzes, get him under pressure, try to force a turnover. It's going to be a very, very interesting game if you ask me. I'll say this. Joel hit a lot of hit a lot of topics when it comes to when it comes to, of course, Mahomes and the success rate when he's faced against certain defenses. But I'm just going to talk about the offense generally where of course, EPA-wise, they've had a lot of success in this postseason. And when it comes to dropback success rate, they've had a lot of success this season. But I talked about the, the Niners' defense, their pass defense, and I feel like it's been getting a little bit overblown about how bad it's been, where right now in the postseason, they rank fourth in terms of dropback success rate of 43.9, basically 44%. Number one is the Kansas City Chiefs at 41.3. So they've been better, the Kansas City Chiefs, but not that far off, there is the San Francisco 49ers. Where the San Francisco 49ers do struggle is stopping the run. We saw Aaron Jones do it. We saw David Montgomery do it. We saw Jameer Gibbs do it. And although he did have a fumble, he obviously was effective early on in that game. The one thing I will say that is a weakness, if there were to be one on this Kansas City Chiefs team, would be their rush offense in terms of efficiency. Where Isaiah Pacheco, when we talk about prize picks later, I'm going more on the touchdowns. I think he's going to be able to get into the end zone because they're going to be able to move the ball early on in this game. I do believe so. We've seen the Niners to be a second-half team in these playoffs so far. The Chiefs have proven to be a second-half team throughout the entirety of the career, but throughout the entirety of Mahomes' career. But this season more so, it's been establish your, your game early on, like we saw against the Ravens, like we saw against Miami early on in the season. Get your points early in the game. Hold defensively for out the for, in the second half. Of course, they would have like to score in the second half. They're not trying not to score, but we've seen them successful in the first, not so successful in the second, but the defense hold. In this matchup, we've seen Isaiah Pacheco be able to do a job, but not overly successful, where on the ground, they've only had a success rate of 31.2. And if you look at going up against the Niners, I think Pacheco still will be able to have himself a solid game. I do expect him to get into the end zone, but... At least there's one thing that you can hold on to if you're the Niners' defense is, hey, Patrick Mahomes has been really good this postseason, but we have the players on the line to pressure him. Mahomes is still going to be able to evade. He's still going to be able to to do his normal scramble, uh, evade pressure, move for a first down. I don't have concerns about Rasheed. I know that Travis Kelsey is going to have himself an amazing ball game, especially with the way that he's been playing. I do have my concerns about this Chiefs offensive line, but I had concerns against the against the Baltimore Ravens with their offensive line, and that proved to be a non-factor as he only got sacked once in that game. So, it's going to be a tough matchup for this Niners defense, especially if Pacheco gets going, because if Pacheco gets going, then it's really all hands on deck if you're the San Francisco 49ers. But the key, like Joel mentioned, 100%, is to make him as uncomfortable as possible. That's the key every time you go up against Patrick Mahomes, but we've seen teams so often fail to do so. I think the key is Nick Bosa needs to be a game changer. We need to see Chase Young have his best game as a 49er this upcoming Sunday. 
but I still believe that the Chiefs will be able to put up a good amount of points on this defense. I think that it, it won't be it won't be as difficult to come across points, obviously, against the, the Baltimore Ravens. But I think the Niners' defense is just slightly better than what it's been given credit for so far this postseason. But do anticipate Patrick Mahomes to have a solid game. The Niners' defense concerns me. They concern me because Steve Wilkes is predictable. How they line up defensively, they're a four-down front defense, which means that there's only going to be four defense linemen on the line of scrimmage, and they're going to have their three linebackers back with their defensive backs behind them, four of them. They're going to be in a lot of base defense, and what happens when you do that is, you know, if you have four defensive linemen on the line of scrimmage and you have five offensive linemen on the line of scrimmage, you're leaving bubbles in these gaps for running backs to run through. And because of how hyper-aggressive these defensive linemen have been, Nick Bosa, Chase Young, they're susceptible to run to the outside. You saw the Packers get them on that. You saw the Lions get them on that on the on the touchdown that Jamison Williams scored on. So I think that they're going to have a tough time stopping the run sure. this year. They rank 28th in EPA per run. On pin and pull runs, they are very susceptible. They're 30th in adjusted line yards to the left and 20th to the right. This is a terrible run defense. And I think while they will attack the middle of this defense, I think that if they don't have Joe Tooney, it's probably going to be better if they go to the outside because you're going to run into Hargrave and Armstead, yep. and they can probably overwhelm one of the guards. But when you have five versus four, you can double-team one of those guys. So there's just gaps in this run defense that just the way they play – the foundation, their philosophy, they allow a lot of big-time runs. So I think that Pacheco actually has a, a case or a dark horse case to be one of the best offensive players in he this should. game. He has a strong chance to do so. And um, I look at the Niners' defense. I think it's predictable, and I think right now they're lacking in, in getting pressure. 80% of the time, they're only sending four. So they're not blitzing. They're rarely blitzing. You know what they're going to do. Whatever they show post-snap, I mean, whatever they show pre-snap, they're doing post-snap. They've only blitzed on 7.7 dropbacks like all year. You know, they're, they're not blitzing much. They trust their four-man rush because oftentimes their four-man Makes rush sense. overwhelms offensive lines. In the playoffs, they have a 37.2 pressure percentage, which would rank 12th. And a, in the regular season, they had a 7.2% sack rate. In the playoffs, it's been 2.3. They have not been able to get after the quarterback. Now, one of those instances, you're facing Jordan Love, who doesn't take sacks, and then you're facing Jared Goff, who has a great offensive line, but Mahomes, who is historically great at not taking sacks, I think it's going to be tough to trust your four-man rush to get home on him and to get pressure, and the Chiefs this year are number one in pass block win rate in the NFL. I do worry with some of the matchups. I think Bosa can overwhelm Jawan Taylor. Sure. I think Chase Young can get a, get it, get the better of Donovan Smith. He might be starting on Sunday. I just, think he will start still. You know, like Nick Allegretti is going to be playing for Joe Tooney, and you're going to have Hargrave or Armstead on him. You know, there are matchups to be had on this offensive line, but I think they're going to do a great job at chipping and just giving Bosa different looks and different blocks. So you just buy Mahomes that split second of time to uh, allow passes. Nick Allegretti, he he subbed in for Joe Tooney last week, and he was terrible. He allowed four pressures, a sack. He wasn't good, and it was a big reason why. They weren't able to get their offense going in the second half. And then against the pass, I think how I envision the Chiefs going out there is I think they're going to go out, out there in heavier personnel. I think they're going to run a lot of 13 personnel. They're going to try to really 
run the ball on San Fran, but they've also been great at passing out of those looks because compared to the playoffs and the regular season, Travis Kelsey has been used more as an inline tight end, and that has allowed him to be more of a pass catcher um, on these play action passes or just getting the defense into a base look so he has mismatches. And considering the, the 49ers play a lot of zone defense, I just think that Mahomes is going to carve that apart. I think when you look at Mahomes, the stats versus where he is on the spectrum of how great he is don't correlate because there's no doubt in my mind that this year Mahomes is better than when he had 50 touchdowns. So he's better than last year as well. Mahomes has matured so much in his process and mentally that we know he can be a game changer, but like the Ravens in the second half, they didn't score. He also was being super cautious with the ball. Because when they needed a first down, he made that play to MVS, which, you know, the gravity of Travis Kelsey allowed that to happen. But Mahomes, when the chips are on the line, he's going to make a play. And I just think that right now he knows the defense that he has on the field. He's just being smart and not having negative plays. He hasn't had negative plays in the playoffs since dating back to last year, pretty much. And I think that Travis Kelsey now in the playoffs, he's been unlocked much more. He's been averaging more yards yards run per route in the slot and in line as a tight end. Uh, the Rasheed Rice matchup concerns me a little bit, actually. Makes sense. Because 27% of his routes come from crossing routes. And when you play a zone defense, you're not running away from a particular man. So on those crossing routes, you're running into Another spaces in where mm-hmm. players are in those zones. And I also think that if they man up on some occasions – if Charverius Ward is that matchup, I think Charverius Ward is just going to get the better of that. So Rasheed Rice in this game worries me, uh, but I, I think uh, if they can, if they're able to run the ball well, I think a big part of this game is going to be screen passes. The Niners are one of the worst defenses against screens. I think they're going to get a lot of screens out to Pacheco or to the boundary to Rasheed or to Kelsey. I think the Chiefs are going to run the ball. They're going to incorporate a lot of quick and screen passes. And Kelsey in those vacated zones, I think he's going to do a great job of sitting down and just finding a, a lane for Mahomes to throw into. I think the Chiefs offense is going to have a really great game against the Niners on Sunday. I, I don't feel comfortable or confident in this Niners defense at all. Based off what I've seen in these playoffs, I feel like there's just a lot of holes there that a, a more mature play caller and quarterback they'd exploit. I don't think that's wrong to say. You know, I think we just watched Mahomes put on, you know, elite game managing performances against the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens. You know, two, I want to say two different type of defense that provided two different type of game plans, and he pretty much exploited both. You know, granted, he didn't score a lot in the second half of either games, but like you mentioned it, which is extremely important, not many turnovers. Not not really, no, no turnovers, no turnover-worthy plays, you know, just not putting the offense in terrible positions, you know, just being the perfect game manager while also giving you a hint of some game-breaking plays, some big-time moments. And I think that's what he, he's going to have to do, and I think he's been doing that, you know. And I think it's easy to say, you know, we have Mahomes, the <clears> offense <throat> is going to be fine because, truthfully, that's all you have to say. He's shown you that over history that if you have Mahomes, no matter who's out there, he's going to be great. They're going to run the ball. I think that's just like the easiest thing to say. They're going to run the ball. You're going to see a lot of Kelsey and mismatches. Mahomes making short routes, plays. Like, it's not going to be – I don't think they're going to have a shit ton of big plays, but there's going to be a lot of third and fives, good one, second and sixes, like those type of plays. And I think with this Niners defense, what we saw from the Lions game is that there is a lot of holes, but at the same time, their, their run defense is very vulnerable. You know, even when they do – 
hop out of uh, zone and they go in the man, sometimes they're still not good. You know, so I think this Chiefs offense can have a day. I think to stop this Chiefs offense is for the Niners to have a complete perfect offensive game. I think they're going to have to, that, that Niners offense is going to have a lot of pressure because I think this Chiefs offense is going to be able to score at an efficient rate. And I think defensively, the fact that they can stop any offense in the league, the Niners are going to have to play perfect ball in the offensive end. They're going to have to limit the, the Brock Purdy is going to have to limit the turnovers, limit the turnover worthy plays. He's not, he's not going to be able to take sacks. Like he's going to have to be, more perfect than what Mahomes has already been because I think this defense for the Chiefs, it just gives you so many opportunities. It gives you so many leeways. And even though Mahomes hasn't made any mistakes, even if he did, this Chiefs defense is just so good. They put you in pretty much perfect position that they can stop any offense in the league right now. So I think with Mahomes and Kelsey, like Pacheco is it definitely should be a dark horse because I think him running the ball, you know, he's going to have to go up the middle, hit the sides. But I think Mahomes... It's kind of going to have one of those games kind of like when he played against the Chiefs. Like, it is going to be big-time statistical, but you're going to look at it, against watch the Ravens, it. Ravens, you mean? No, no, I'm talking against the Eagles, pardon me, in the Super Bowl. Well, it may not be the statistical dominance, but if you watch it, he had a great game. You know, he was able he was to— perfect, Yeah, he, he, he had a great game, and I think a lot of, a lot of pressure is going to be on the Niners' offense, but I think the Chiefs' offense will be fine. Do you think that the Niners' offense is going to struggle? there's definitely opportunities for it to struggle. If the Chiefs get out to an early lead and now they have to pass consistently and now CMC is not going to be able to be as much of a, as relied on as much, I think that, yeah, it can struggle. Yeah. Uh, that's where you do have your worries because the Kansas City Chiefs are the number one defense in terms of uh, dropback success rate in the postseason so far. There, sorry, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, if we want to get into the 49ers offense yeah. or Chiefs defense, um. I think regardless of game script, the 49ers offense is going to struggle. These last two weeks, the 49ers offense has been far from perfect, and they've been able to win just because straight up I think they've been more talented than the opposition, especially when we look at that Packers game who was, I don't want to call them in over their head because that's discrediting them, but when you look, especially coming into the season, the expectations for the Packers, the expectations for the 49ers, of course, Jordan Love breaks out, top 10 quarterback, and the conversation changes. But these last two weeks, I have... They've won, but I haven't really been impressed or moved to the point where I'm like, oh, yeah, Brock Purdy is ready to go up against Spags in this defense, and he's going to have himself a day. So regardless if the Niners get up early, the Chiefs get up early, I think they're going to struggle. And the number one thing I'm looking for for the 49ers offense versus the Chiefs defense is Shanahan versus Spags, right? When we're talking about, when I was talking about at least the Chiefs, it was how is Patrick Mahomes going to have success against the Niners defense personnel-wise? But to me, this is coaching because you have... Spags, who blitzes the most out of basically everyone in the league. And you have Brock Purdy, who has been one of the best quarterbacks against the Blitz in the NFL over these last three games. Against Tua, this against talking about the Chiefs defense, against Tua, he was pressured or he was blitzed on 28% of dropbacks. Tua struggled. He completed four of 11 passes. Against Josh Allen, he blitzed on 29% of dropbacks. So about the same. Allen had a lot more success. He was 8 for 11, got the ball out within 2.2 seconds. Against Lamar, he blitzed by far the most. Four, 43% of his dropbacks, and Lamar struggled. Completed less than 50% of his passes. He held onto the ball way too long. 3.4 seconds. Look at Josh at 2.2 seconds. A lot of that was Lamar running around, running around, trying to find somebody. Wasn't able to do it. But Brock Purdy against the Blitz this year. Second in completion percentage. First in yards per attempt. First in passing touchdowns. First in passer rating. So you really have strength versus strength here. Where Spags is able to 
come up with these exotic blitzes and probably show stuff that Purdy hasn't seen so far in his NFL career. Spags, I think, has solidified himself coming into this postseason as one of the top defensive minds. But as we stand now, probably the best defensive coordinator in the NFL. The Chiefs blitz at the fifth highest mark this regular season, had a 63% success rate, which is third best in the NFL. And then you have Purdy and Shanahan, who were one of the best against the blitz. It's going to be tough, I think, even though Purdy has been able to have success against the Blitz. I think this is going to be different. I don't look at this as the same. Purdy is first across the board in all the statistics. Spags is going to do his thing, but Purdy is going to be able to beat it. These last two games have really shown me that I don't know if Brock Purdy and the 49ers are ready for this moment against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not going to go ahead and spoil my pick, but that's how I feel about this 49ers offense right now. I think in the middle of the season when they went a little 3-4 game losing streak, I was like, I'm just going to relax. It's October. Let's figure it out. They looked really good down the stretch outside that L against Baltimore. But then these last two games in the playoffs, this is where I wanted them to show me the most consistency, having the most success. Brock Purdy being able to consistently be live up to those moments because this is where where we are now it's the Super Bowl right it's not time to talk about Brock Purdy well he's Mr. Irrelevant second year seventh round pick all of this that goes out the window now you're in the Super Bowl going up against a dynasty against the best defensive coordinator of the NFL you have to be damn near perfect to be able to beat Kansas City and and the Chiefs we saw last year Jalen Hurts was perfect outside of one play they lost by three points that one play whether you like it or not if that doesn't happen they probably win that game So Brock Purdy has to be damn near perfect, in my opinion, to be able to win this game. There's a different side of the ball. I'm sure Drew and you guys are going to be talking about the run game. But to win a Super Bowl, to beat Patrick Mahomes, you're going to have to have success throwing the ball. I have my worries about Brock Purdy in this matchup. I understand where you're coming from, Mr. Delimart. I understand for the fact of we've seen the Kansas City Chiefs limit the MVP of the league. He just had his worst game of the season or I should say most disappointing game, I should say, because he had his moments of playing good, but also he left you wanting more. Josh Allen had himself a great game, but when the Chiefs' defense needed to step up, they did. Uh, against Tua, masterclass by that Chiefs' defense. No no way around yeah. it. Um, and yes, Pretty Tua good. didn't play good. So at, on top of it, Brock Purdy has had spurts of high-level play. No consistency outside of the second half for the Detroit Lions, but... There was still an entire first half where he didn't do anything over the top. I, I think that interception, yes, it's on the it's on the stat sheet, but got tipped at the line, went right into the defender's hands. But he didn't do anything to to help their situation in the first half outside of that that first possession where, of course, they, they missed out on some points. Against the Packers, he didn't play well until that last drive of the game. And now you're going up against the best defense in the playoffs. Uh, number two, I'll, I'll put the Baltimore Ravens because I think they had an excellent showing personally, uh, only allowing 17 points to the Kansas City Chiefs, falling short. It's a, it's unfortunate that your offense couldn't do more for you, couldn't capitalize more on their opportunity. But there is a path for success for the Kansas City for for the San Francisco 49ers, and that is Mr. CMC, Mr. Offensive Player of the Year, in two games, four touchdowns. I mean, he has done. An unbelievable job of backpacking this offense when need be. In both games, they were trailing. They did not go away from the run. They stayed true. They kept giving the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Averaged over five yards a carry in the first game versus the Packers. 4.5 yards per carry against the Detroit Lions, whose rush defense is great or has been really great this season. I look at the Kansas City Chiefs. If there is a weakness, it is the rush defense. Where we look at the rush defense for for the Niners, it is worse than theirs. 
but who's right right next to them in terms of success rate? The Kansas City Chiefs. I do anticipate that it will be a little bit different because we know their secondary is so elite, talking about Kansas City. And if the Chiefs get out to a lead similar to, to Baltimore, I do worry about how is Brock going to be able to overcome in this moment. It is the Super Bowl. But again, we've seen him in two games back-to-back trail and be able to rise to the occasion. It's just different when you're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. But I do anticipate that this offense can have success. I don't believe that it'll be a complete shutdown. I feel like that's disrespectful to Kyle Shanahan, understanding that he is one of the best play callers in the game. And that's also disrespectful to CMC. There's no way to take CMC out of the game, whether it be getting work in the passing game, of course, screens. We know that they run him on routes too. And he's going to be effective as a rusher so long as they stay true to the run. I said this to you in the car, and I firmly believe this now. CMC needs to touch the ball 30 times this game. You made that trade two years ago for this moment right now. If you win this game, he should be hoisting the Super Bowl MVP trophy. That's how firmly I believe they need to rely on Christian McCaffrey because this matchup, if they were to win, is destined for him to have a great game. They need him to be their best player if they want to win this game offensively. I think Brock obviously needs to play great in his own right. You said that earlier. It's 100% true. It's it's a matter of do you trust Mahomes to play well just well enough to, to outscore the the Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. That's the gamble you're taking. Usually it's not quarterback versus quarterback in these situations, but that's kind of how I've come to view this game. Am I going to gamble on Patrick Mahomes, who we all know my feelings on the Kansas City Chiefs, we know my feelings on Patrick Mahomes, or am I going to gamble on Brock Purdy, who he's been pretty damn good in these moments, but is he that? That's what that's what I've kind of had my, my back and forth struggle with, where I know Brock has to be the most important player on this team because he... He is the quarterback. He is the most valuable. But I do believe CMC in this game, if they want a chance to win it, he needs to touch the ball 30 times. Well, I think that uh, for the Niners, when you go up against the number one thing is uh, taking away CMC, or at least trying to limit him. And I think um, in these first two playoff games that the 49ers have had, McCaffrey has averaged half a yard before contact per rush with a 16.7% success rate. Uh, they haven't ran the ball particularly well. I felt like the Packers and the Lions were selling out on the run. I don't know if Spags is going to do that because I feel like for me, I'd rather let you rush for eight yards than leave one of my corners one-on-one and you get an explosive 40-yard play down the field. I think the most important thing in this matchup is something that Dell has mentioned. I think it's, it's how Brock Purdy handles the blitz, how this offense has answers for pressure because all those stats, him being number one versus the blitz, they're all fine, but you can blitz and not get pressure. And when you blitz and you don't get pressure, that's when Brock Purdy is, is really well. His two most pressured games were against the Browns and the Ravens. Those were his two worst of the season, arguably. In the playoffs, Brock Purdy has been pressured on 44% of blitzes. He has a 29.1% success rate on those versus... You said Browns and which one? Ravens. Got it. And 72.4% with no pressure. So Brock Purdy, when he is getting pressured on these blitzes, he there's just no off, there's just no answers or enough time to come up with answers on the fly. And I think the number one thing for the Chiefs to do is to design blitzes that gets Brock Purdy on the move and out of the pocket. Because if you have Trent McDuffie coming off a corner blitz unblocked, then he's chasing down Brock Purdy 
for as great as Brock Purdy has been out of structure in moments, he's not going to outrun Trent McDuffie. No. So he's going to have have to either throw it away or he's going to throw it into harm's way if there's a defender right there. So I think that right there, the, the how the Niners handle the blitz to me is the single most important thing of this game because I think Spagnola is not going to load the box up a ton against the Niners. I think he's going to be very cognitive of the fact that he doesn't want explosive plays down the field and you'd rather die by a thousand cuts than a couple slashes. So I think uh, that's what I have a feeling Spags is going to do versus the Lions. The Lions sent a defensive back blitz nine times. They got pressure three times against Purdy. And on those uh, pressures, he was negative 0.16 EPA. So he wasn't very good. And I feel like something that can work against the Niners is that they play with a lot of condensed formations. And when you play with condensed formations and you're not spread out on the field, you make the defensive backs that much closer to get after the quarterback. And what Steve Spagnuolo does the best is design free rushers unblocked to the quarterback. So I think that's going to be the single most important thing for the Chiefs. I do think CMC has to have a great game. Like I think he has to rush for a buck 50, two touchdowns for them to win this game. I think this is not going to be a great passing performance from the Niners. And I think the defensive backs on this team match up very well with Snead and Ayuk. I think that's going to be a dogfight. I think McDuffie and Debo in the moments that they match up. I'm curious to see how they handle CMC more so in the pass game, uh-huh. because what they love doing and something that it, it's, it's difficult to handle with Shanahan because Shanahan in the past, last time these teams faced, it was a run centric team. Shanahan now feels much more comfortable spreading out the field, going into shotgun because Purdy is much better than Jimmy Garoppolo and they run 21 personnel. So two tight ends, two running backs and the other running back is usually use check. They can be in condensed formations but with the similar personnel, they can be spread out. They'll have check on the outside with Debo and Kittle and CMC all running routes down the field. And that's usually when they have CMC run his bumper motion, which is him kind of going behind the line of scrimmage so here. I don't know who was going to cover CMC on that. And that's what worries me the most. And that's what will keep me up at night the most of on Spagnola. Is it Nick Bolton? Do I have Justin Reed follow? Am I doubling CMC and now I'm putting one on Kittle and Debo and Ayuk? Because Nick Bolton follows, but then what happens with Kittle there? Yeah, and even if Nick Bolton follows, like CMC is going to destroy him one on one for sure. So like that right there, I think is uh, something that I'm curious to see how C Spagnuolo is going to plan for. But the toughest part about facing his defense is just the disguises that he uses. For sure, him and Steve Wilkes are so different in the fact that Wilkes. Whatever you see is what you're going to get. With Spags, something that is cover one can turn into cover four post-snap or cover three or cover two, and it can look like they're sending the house, but then they drop everybody back, or sometimes they're just sending everybody. I think Lamar Jackson got caught on a couple of those when they were getting blitzed, and then Spagnola just said, you know what, drop I'm going to show the same look, yep. and I'm going to drop back five straight times. Genius. And with that, like it's just, it's just a lot to deal with. And I think if Purdy does have an – excellent game against this particular defense, then he deserves a lot of credit because I think this is the best defense in the NFL. And uh, the difference between me picking them and the Ravens is that I just think the Chiefs are led by one of the best defensive play callers uh, that we've seen in in this generation. Ah, oh, man. You know. It's always on, man, you know. 
I prayed on this, man. You know, when when Purdy came in and he did his thing, I prayed on this. If it wasn't going to be my boys out there in Philly, it had to be somebody else, man. And I think this is the perfect this is the perfect ending to a great story. You know, what 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 can it be if the most irrelevant man in the draft ends Talk. a dynasty, man? Talk. You know, what 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 type of story would that be on the news, just in the magazines, on the athletic? Shout out to them great great articles they like Crazy. to write. What can CMC it be? wins MVP, the story's gonna be Brock. I mean, Undoubtedly. No, that's what's gonna happen. Or 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 Brock wins MVP. And they win. You if know? Brock wins MVP, oh man, this is this is this will be a story. Streets win. Sh- Streets already won. But um, I'll, I'll say this though. I think I think this is a big kiddo game. I do think this could be a really big kiddo game. You know, you mentioned Trent McDuffie and Snead guarding Ayuk and Debo. I don't know if they have an answer for George Kittle. I think George Kittle, Brock Purdy, they, that connection is sound. It's perfect with them too. I think Kittle could have a big game. At this point, we expect CMC to have a big game. You know, we expect CMC to score TDs. I do think they're going to run the ball a lot. My concern is, excuse me, on a down-to-down consistent basis, how 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 is Purdy going to look? Is he going to struggle like he did against the Lions and against the Packers? I feel like a lot of those passes that he were throwing were ducks. I feel like some of them were overthrown. He was pressured a little bit. But even when he was pressured, you know, he saw – you saw he made adjustments when he was pressured in first halves. You know, he'll throw it. It'll be a bad throw. It could be a turnover-worthy play. But sometimes in the second half, he'll start to run the ball. You know, he'll start to use his feet, be more creative, you know. And I think a lot of what the Chiefs are going to do is I think the same game plan they had against the Bills. You know, allow them to run the ball, allow them to gash it up. But just this offense is so explosive with Debo, with Kittle, with IU. You get both things in play. This could be a dangerous thing. So I do think CMC taking him away is going to be the most important thing. But definitely honing in on no, not too many big-time plays. At the end, I do believe CMC, but it, it – it, it all comes back in circle to Brock Purdy. If he does not play well, this team does not win. You know, we can talk about CMC being the most important guy. We can talk about him having a buck 50. But if Brock Purdy does not play good to great for four straight quarters, this team does not have a chance to win. It's always going to come down to that because he is the guy they're going to put the most pressure on. And, you know, when you got guys like Kittle, you got guys like Debo, you got guys like Ayuk, you know, this is a different, like I mentioned, this is a different defense. This is a different defensive coordinator. You have not seen this in the NFC at all. You know, this is a scary defense. And and this is also where legends become made. You know, this, this is also where legends become legends. You know, Lamar hasn't done it. Josh, he played great, but he unfortunately did not win the game. Of course, Tua can't do it. But how can can Brock Purdy be the guy to do it? I don't know. He has the weapons. But I think the Chiefs defense. Yeah, how many games did the Eagles win this season, this postseason? Zero. Oh, wow. Same as Dolphins. Wow. Well, we went to the Super Bowl last year. And what happened? We lost. Miami went couldn't, to the. Couldn't do it? You fucks. Miami, well, we won four or five years. Dolphins haven't won a playoff game in 20 years. It's been so plus. long. They haven't won a Super Bowl in how long? Nine, 72. Oh, stop talking to me. They won um, perfect. Yeah. Don't matter. Perfect doesn't matter Best in the team 70s. of all time. I don't care for that. I was not even a Dolphins fan. I was. I'm just saying. He wasn't even thought of. <laughs> no, my dad was uh, four years old. Oh, yeah. Your dad didn't even see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, this this I think this Chief defense is going to play well. I think you, we trust that more. It's just how is how is the Niners gonna be able to respond? I don't want to see like I don't want them to see a consistent four quarters. What I have seen is Brock Purdy hasn't had the greatest four quarter stretch, but what he has had for two straight games is great moments in the fourth quarter, and that's what you're gonna need. But I do need him to be a little bit more consistent to win this game. Let me double down on this statement. Here we go. If Brock Purdy wins this Super Bowl, my first child, boy or girl, <laughs> Brock Brock Purdy Velez. Don't do that to the daughter. The boy. 
Boy or Rock girl? Rock Purdy Velez is crazy. If he wins this fucking <laughs> so game. Nuts. Rock Purdy Velez. Lock it the fuck in. Before bro. Tua Tungavaloa Velez? There's no shot. Tua has no shot of getting that name. Tua's tough. Tua's a cool name. Tua's a cool For name. For a female? Cool it's not even his not real name, though. It's just like his like, yeah, short fact, name. I know. I know. Something long. But How do you say it? He couldn't be his man. What's it? Is it Talia or something like that? That's his brother. I think that's his brother. His brother's kind of mid too. To a I think he's coming game. out this year. He was at Maryland, right? Yeah, he's not good though. Family is it? Oh my god, it's nuts! It's this how you say it, bro? This how you say it. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm not Tune, gonna. Tuna Gamanu uh, Lopolo. Uh, no, yeah, not. I wasn't gonna take the chance on. No Sam, shot at that. <laughs> I, I saw it until I saw those four letters. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you guys think the score prediction is for the Super Bowl? Oh, we picking who we win? Who we got winning? Winners, yes. losers. Who you got? I got the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs 28 to 21. Shocker! Ding, 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 ding. I think Mahomes is going to play a perfect game. He's Mahomes, and he needs this to solidify his legacy further because if he loses this, people are going to say he can never catch Brady. And I think the Chiefs, what they've gone through this year, beating the Dolphins, beating the Bills, beating the Ravens, three of the better teams in the AFC, losing to a Niners team that has struggled in their last two playoff games. I feel like would be a letdown. I know the Chiefs are underdogs. I still don't know how because I feel like everybody's picking the Chiefs, but the Chiefs should win this game. I got them winning. You know where I'm going. <laughs> I'm going with the Niners, man. Uh, stamp it here. Listen, man. I'm, I'm either going to put bad luck on them or put good luck on them. Brock Purdy's going to win the Super Bowl MVP. He is. He's going to win Super Bowl MVP. And on top of that, because we're, we're going to talk about prize big league, take the more on George Kittle. Take the more, more, more. Hammer it in. Brock Purdy's going to win Super Bowl MVP. The legacy starts here. You mentioned this. This is a you know a, a legacy game for Mahomes. This could up his legacy. Well, Mister Irrelevant is going to win the Super Bowl. He's going to win Super Bowl MVP. Please God, please let. I'm it excited be true. for it. I think the score is going to be. I'll go 24-21. I think that's a cool comic collective like score. I wish I was you. I remember I had a, a TikTok or a, I said on the show Brock Purdy was going to win Super Bowl for a name like six seven quarterbacks. He's here. This is Chance. He's here. This is, we're here. Dallas, what do you got? As a Jalen Hurts truther, it's hard to get back here. It is hard <laughs> to get back here, even when you think it's here. I got the Chiefs winning this game. You had 28-21. I had 27-21, so similar score. So we're all in the 21 range at least. Yeah, yeah, I do think, more than anything, I think the 49ers are going to struggle to move the ball. Like I do think Mahomes is going to be really good. He's going to have some key third downs where he's scrambling and picking up like a third and 12, and it's going to piss all 49ers fans off. But I really think this Chiefs defense in Spags is going to give Brock Purdy some issues. If he struggled against Detroit for a half, whose secondary and pass defense was among the worst in windy. the NFL this season. No, the Packers game was when it was bad <laughs> weather, and he struggled in that game as well outside of a, a drive Remember or two in that kick. fourth quarter. He didn't cook against the Lions? Second, the second half. half, yeah. He was amazing in Destroyed the second half, yeah. though. The first Bring half, he was dog shit. Was he dog shit or they just scored there seven was points? Is that his fault? Yes, he's yes. Well, why? They, they should have had ten. They should have had, had ten. They should have had ten. Goal that well, he the started the drive with, 20. and then he had a tip dying at the line. Um, no, he wasn't. He was bad. He was bad. Let's if not, you want to be Chiefs, you said you said dog shit. I think that was listen. Semantics. He wasn't good. He was bad. He wasn't good in that first half, and now you're going up against a better defense, a much better defense with better players and a better coaching staff. I think they're going to struggle to move the ball. Some Chiefs win 27-21. Just because Lamar struggled doesn't yeah, the last one, Drew. You know? I want it to be known. Yes, Drew. I am praying. <laughs> agenda purposes. <laughs> oh. You said just because Lamar struggled doesn't mean uh, Purdy will. I was like, oh, they shut down, you know, the best coach in the NFL, best offensive line, too. 
The thing is, that I don't see the Niners going away from the run the way that the Ravens did. There's no way. Well, the Ravens never even started it. Here's the thing. Cook it. <laughs> I want so bad. Oh, my God. We don't have time for this. To be wrong. <laughs> we have time. We've been here for fucking three and a half hours. I could talk as long as I want. Yeah, but like, Mr. bro, you work in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're about to go into the <laughs> soliloquy about how you, you're begging for it. You know. Well, only from team, you. man. <laughs> <laughs> we know who you're going with. Pick bro. a team. This has kept me up. Because there's no part of me that wants to pick the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't want to see him win. I've been in misery enough. I miss the days when Super Bowls did not involve the Kansas City Chiefs. It was not that long ago when it was the Rams versus the Bengals. What a time that was. But unfortunately, I'm sorry. I have to. Who the hell are you apologizing to? I'm apologizing to myself in the future Uh for when the Niners win this game. Because I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do believe they win this game, 24-21. It's going to be a very good game that we watch. I hope we get a class. But unfortunately, the it's Kansas City Chiefs, they do win this game. So we have we all have the loser scoring 21 points. For sure. Yeah. That would be fire if it happens. 21, I would love if that happens. I'm the lone Niner guy here. I want it Remember to last be year known. when somebody was the lone guy here? And I, you know facts. what, Riv, Riv, I, wish, I actually wish that you took the Chiefs. Hand to God, I would have picked the Niners. I needed someone to have the Niners. You picking the Niners, that's positive energy. You thought I was going to go anywhere else? Well, you didn't, think, you didn't think the curse, like reverse, we all take the Chiefs? No, no, I it wasn't. Can work you know what I think ways. is different? Um, the difference is that last year, y'all was really confident in the Eagles. I was really confident in the Eagles. Yeah. This year, this year you're taking the Chiefs. If the Chiefs' defense yeah. is better than last year's. They don't have Jalen Hurts. What can I say? Yeah, I don't know. The offense as a whole is really good for the Niners. But Brock Purdy, he's got to show up. It's a big game. I have an entry for prize picks this game. The Mahomes free square. Have to. By the way, is Every, up. Everyone needs to use this square. Yes. It's a must. So go to prize picks. Use our code PAS. Even if you are a current user, you can use this free square. It's a free square. It's a it's a free pick and an entry. I mean, it's, it's that easy. So the Mahomes free square, number one. Isaiah Pacheco, 68 and a half rushing yards. I'm going more on that. And Brock Purdy, 248 and a half passing yards. I'm going less on that. Those are my three picks. All right, I'll be honest. It's it's a big game. I'm cooking up a mega lay. So the first one, you have to put Patrick Mahomes, 0.5 yards. That's obvious. Brock Purdy, the goblin, 199.5. We have to go more on that. All goblins, all demons, you have to go more. 199.5. Christian McCaffrey, 90 and a half rushing yards. Like I said, if they want to win this game, they need to give this man the rock a trillion times. Isaiah Pacheco scores a touchdown. I believe that he gets into the end zone. And the last one, Travis Kelsey. I contemplated the demon, which was, if I'm not mistaken, 90, 100 yards, 99 and a half. But I'm just going to go with 71 and a half. He's hit that line in every game so far. I think outside of the Dolphins game. I think that he he gashes the Niners, and I think he has himself a great game, and that's the five leg lay. Do you have something, Riff? I, I said it already. Talk like, can me. you say it again? George Kittle more on his yards, and you're gonna pair that with Mahomes free square. Have to. I didn't yes. want to. Yes, but you have to. But it's, it's a free square. A, if Mahomes gets one yard, you win. Oh, it's that one of those. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll it's pair. a free square. That's um, I'll 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 go even I'll go even higher. You know, I'll I'll, I'll take Brock Purdy's touchdowns more. I'm going for the big day. What's that? One and a half. One and a half more. Two touchdowns. Pat's touchdowns. Matter of fact, I'll go. I'll go. You even. want to do the demon? Two and a half. Three. You know what? Let's go demon. Talk <laughs> to me. We're fucking here. Listen. You make your money how you make your money. Brock Purdy, two and a half TDs. We're going more. We want him to win Super Bowl MVP. Got to do it. 
I needed. That's where legends become legends, Zels. I needed right. the Brock Goblin .5 touchdowns. <laughs> oh, God, I would have loved that. Because they have Mahomes Goblin one and a half, but they don't have Brock Purdy Goblin .5? Yeah, that's crazy. Come on. So, Truck in the U.S. of A. First off, thank you, Truck. You Truck showed out. going crazy. He is showing out. How many Hall of Fame locks are in this game? Mahomes, Kelsey, Bosa, Warner. I know you would say Trent Williams, but only two all pros. I think Trent Williams is first ballot. I think Kittle, too. Did he say Kittle? Kittle's a Hall of Famer. CMC. CMC, Hall of Famer. We were talking about that. Running backs, it's going to be near impossible to yeah. make it. Oh, yeah? For the future, just in general. Yeah. CMC gets in. Derrick Henry gets in. I don't know anymore. Say Chris Jones. Chris Jones, Chris Jones most likely gets in. Uh, so Mahomes, CMC, Kelsey, Trent Williams. Nick Bosa's on his way. Mm-hmm. He's had himself a great start to a career. He said Hall of Fame locks. I mean, DPOY, I don't want to say you're a lock off that alone. What do you think, Riv? You think Brock Purdy? He wins a Super Bowl. He wins a Super Bowl in year two. He is on pace. What did I say to you in the car? If Brock Purdy wins a Super Bowl, he gets to relax for the rest of his career. There's no stress on him ever again. You you said DPOI. Is Stephon Gilmore a Hall of Fame lock? He's won DPOI. I don't know if he's a lock. I think he He has a a case. You brought it up is what I'm saying. No, no, fair enough. That's a good point. Um, He has a case. Brock Purdy? I look at the guys in there that's probably going to make it. Eli got it. You know, he, Kurt Warner got Kurt it. Kurt Warner, you got it. You know what I'm saying? He's going to have the numbers too. The right Eli the career is a little bit. You know, yeah. Brock gets this one right here. So he's already up. Listen, man, I ain't going to say it's a lock. We're not there yet. No, no. Traje- not a lock. Not a lock. Tra- trajectories. Trajectories. It's cool. Like Tatum, third best Celtic ever. Stafford's going to get in, right? Yes, undoubtedly. He got one, right? He does. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy's young. Super young. Year two. Kurt, Kurt Cousins? You on trajectory to get Probably in? not. That's from yeah, no, no real playoffs. Truck success. in the U.S. of A. Also, goes side note: If Brooklyn wasn't trading Bridges, why not at least trade one of the Cams? Mm. I like Cam Johnson. He's been playing some good you basketball keep too. Some type of young talent. I yeah. Cam Thomas getting talent. traded too. Like, does the team really want him? K two specific team to want Cam Thomas. K two goes. I hate the Chiefs and Mahomes, but sadly, I got to go Chiefs twenty eight to fourteen. Mm. Purdy gonna oh fold. God. I just don't want to blow it. Like I don't want twenty. If it's twenty eight fourteen, they'll come back. You guys are going to have to call my house and make sure I'm okay. I want this to be a close game. I want this to be nail-biting. We got two more Super Chats. Sean Courtney goes, what's good, y'all? Can't wait to get my hoodie tomorrow. Let's Who go. is your favorite all-time player in all three major American sports? Very easy. It's mm. the easiest question I've ever been asked. LeBron James, Peyton Manning, Alex Rodriguez. Very easy. My NFL one's actually pretty tough. I don't know. It's probably Revis. It's probably Even Mike. after he betrayed you. Yeah, he's still. You no, know, like, that's real. For, I respect it's, that. That's the toughest one though, because then it's it's Mike Piazza and it's Jason Tatum, Steph, Deshaun Jackson. Say Jose Otuve and I get up right now and we square. <laughs> no, no, I would just say another NFL one. Oh, you could say Jordan. I respect no, Jordan. AJ Green. Actually, AJ Green for the Bucks just had like twenty-seven points. Oh wow! They lost oh, by thirty. Well, my favorite is AJ Green <laughs> for the Bengals. So yeah. For go, me, legend. I'm gonna go James Harden. Uh, and the NFL is tough because early on, early on, early on, I was still there? just simply Not Jets. Me. So definitely Darrell Revis. But like, as I've expanded in my horizons to become fans yeah, of like that's teams, the word. it's Patrick Mahomes my favorite. And then MLB, I don't watch baseball, my so God. I don't know. I don't watch baseball. Oh no, my guy in baseball would be Jazz. Okay, Chisholm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, All right, you have a blessing with your Donnie. You I love your Don. No, I love your Don, but I don't, you know. Like, even me who hates the Astros, I actually love your Don. I love your Don. That's my dog. He's elite. It would probably be, no, but all jokes, it would probably be, um, who would be, I think, like a guy that I would say I use a lot of MLB, like I always yeah. get him no matter what, would probably be Clayton. 
Kershaw. Kershaw? Tough. Yeah, that's probably I was going to say, I use Jordan a, an insane amount in MLB swings butter. I'm not going to lie, bro. Outside of like Darrell Rivas, my favorite player was Alex Smith, low key. Alex Smith? Yeah, I fuck oh. with Alex Smith. When he went on those runs with the 49ers and then went to the Chiefs, I fuck with Alex Smith, OD. That's like my game manager favorite quarterback. I can respect that. Like my favorite just football player. Rock clears. Fred O'Kirk goes, just wanted to shout out you guys. Keep going, and it's funny. We're going to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl again before a Riv Academy episode. Fuck. Well, we just got a Riv Academy segment. Yeah, we just got it. How the fuck he say that? Come on, man. He's, He's not keeping up with the times. <laughs> now, this week in the NFL, we can breeze by this. Like These are the things that happen. The commanders hired, hired Cliff Kingsbury. They have an interesting staff. Yes. Very interesting staff. Dan Quinn, Cliff Kingsbury. Who's it? Do we have DC? Cliff Kingsbury, I, I like the the hire, honestly. I don't think that he's a bad play caller. I just Brian Johnson know. is there. Yeah, they hired him in a prominent offensive role. I just happens. don't know if he's a great coach, head coach, you know? Chargers hired Greg Roman as OC, which that has a lot of yikes. Chargers fans in, in flux right now. They're they're terrified with it. And uh, Eric Bieniemy got fired. Yes. So he's a free agent. Hey, he come to New York. Please. That would be pretty Please. awesome. <laughs> Find a way to get out there. And my takeaway from this is uh, there was other news that happened, like McDonald going to the Seahawks and mm-hmm. Alex Van Pelt, OC for the Browns, going to the Patriots. Stefanski just won Coach of the Year. Shout out to him. Nice. We knew. Uh, Second one. The Bengals next year are going to be in a division where the defensive coordinator for the Ravens is not there no more, which mm-hmm. they had trouble with. It's huge. Uh, the Browns, the OC left. I don't know how much of an Im- impact that makes. And the Steelers are kind of, you know, what they are. Yes. I feel like with the last place schedule next year, the Bengals have a Mickey pretty Mouse. favorable path mm. to getting uh, the number one seed in the defense. How much help does Tell me to figure out the defense. Are they, they resigned T. Higgins? I don't know. That's the that's the question on the block. I hope right now. not personally he for had, fantasy purposes. He had a quote. Uh, they asked him about going to the Titans. He said, "I'd love to play there. It's my hometown. I, I know the coach." I have it this week fun. in the NBA. Is that okay? Yep. I thought we were just gonna do that. This week. So uh, shout out to NBA University. Shout Always out putting University. out great, great content. Great, great content. Absolute legends. Kawhi Leonard is shooting 52.1% on highly contested three-point attempts, which means defender between zero to four feet, which is the most efficient in the NBA. Kawhi is also shooting 53.7 EFG on field goal attempts at the end of the shot clock, 0.4, which is the 99th percentile. Um, yeah, Kawhi's back. The cyborg. It's He's nuts. Scary. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to point that out. Uh, MVP. Now MVP. to finish off this episode... I want to blindly rank the last 10 Super Bowl matchups from best to worst. Okay. Uh, so, of course. It's not really blind. It's not blind because I can see <laughs> I was it. Say, it's not blind because we know the last We know the last 10. <laughs> I can also see it. <laughs> <laughs> to well, be fair, you also worded it originally saying, rank them. That so made, I did. It's not a blind. Okay. No, rank <laughs> them, blindly rank them. You know what I mean. We're doing like, a group one, right? We, it's, yeah. a, it's a group one. We have to put in place each spot. Okay. So, ranking the last 10 Super Bowl matchups. Of the last 10 years, of course, uh, the first one, we got the 2014 Super Bowl, the Seahawks versus the Broncos. I thought the Patriots-Seahawks, that would be number one. No, he's this is blind ranking. What if we just ranked them one through ten? Why the hell are we blind ranking? He already... Okay, I understand. Bro, just, what, just, what, it means, so what, it means what it means is, is that the Super Bowl, it's like, okay, that should be number six. Yes. That should be number one. No, ranked. I know what blindly ranking means. What I'm saying is... You got your screen wide the fuck open. We, we know, already see. We, know we all know. We know ten. the teams. We don't know where the where we're gonna place them. That's the blind part of the ranking. And I'm gonna put this number ten. Yes, undoubtedly. Number ten. Undoubtedly number ten. This is the this worst Super Bowl. Yeah, this was a blowout, complete, utter embarrassment. If you're a Broncos fan, I, I don't know. If you do, I don't know how you could even fathom that Super Bowl. That was just embarrassing. <laughs> if we didn't win 
Super Bowl Fifty. I agree. I would. I don't know <laughs> if I still be a fan. Back. I don't know if I still be a fan. All right, twenty eighteen Eagles versus Patriots, forty one to thirty three final score. Two. Eagles versus Patriots. I would amazing. put at four personally. Number four. I'd That's four. kind of low. I think it's two or one. I I already have gone over this list because this is your fault. So. We, this is why. Because like I know what number one is correct. I already I know, know what one no, is. I know one and two. I could I could be convinced to put it three. I have respect on this one game that I do have three. I have it four. Was there was no fire. defense. This was a fire game. This there was, was no defense. That's what made the fire. This was, was a fire game. I, I would have this. Mm. If you want it, I can level three. I don't think it's lower than two. I would probably no. have it two. It's I don't two. think it's lower than two. two. Oh my I don't think God. It's two what are you talking? It's number two. No, that's such a bad take. No. That's all, one We're, and two bro, are you got, stamped. You got outvoted. You got outvoted. I, I agree. I'm with mm. you. One and I, two are stamped. No, but you got outvoted. Which, again, we're going to go we're back to We're going back to, to 2013 or 2014? 20, la- all the way 2014. to 2014. 2014. 2013, that was, I thought that was when you were talking about Baltimore-San Fran. No. Oh, my, my apologies. It, this One and two are so stamped, but So okay. I'm assuming, I'm assuming, uh, of no, course. Let's keep going. I'm, it's blind ranking. Okay, this next one up, the oh, 2015. Yes, yes, Number three. Yes. Number three. Number three. Number three. Please, number three. trust me. Number three, okay. but we'll go three. Number three. Okay, fine. We'll go number three Thank because you. I know 2015 Super Bowl, the Patriots versus the Seahawks. One. That's I would number have number one. one. This is one. Yes. That was the best this game. This is the best game I've ever seen in my life. So I'm assuming that next, number two, is 2023, the Chiefs versus the Eagles. That's no. This would have three. That's what I personally have are three, you putting, but I can put Are you putting... Easy, relax, don't spoil it. No, but I think, are you, okay, okay, I think I, think you, I know where So we going. agreed on three with the Pats and Eagles. This is why, personally. So what's what, which this game is this? This one is three. The Chiefs and Eagles is three? I had this game three. Ahead of Patriots and Eagles? Yes. I disagree. I would have KC Philly four. This, all right, yeah, which I is think fine. This one is four. And I can level because that's my three and four. Yeah. So four is fine with me. So, so far we have number one, 2015 Super Bowl. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you could keep track of this, I'd, I'd really appreciate gotcha. it. Give me one second, Ken. your list. Yeah, I got you. My list is golden. Uh, it's mid. It's perfect so far. I mean, you fucked it. Going two, Bozo. We all went two. No, then uh, I remembered. Thank you. Then we all leveled. <laughs> all right, two's unspoken. <laughs> three is uh, Pats and Eagles. Where'd you have that? Four? I had a four. You're an idiot. I'm not, because you're going to hear. Well, we just said what mine was three. So, uh, four, we have Chiefs and Eagles. Yep. Okay. Uh, I believe t- we put 10, right? Yeah, that was the Broncos. Yes, 2014. The worst one by far. By far. Garbage. By Seahawks far. versus Bad Broncos. Teams, yeah. Hey, we won. Doesn't matter. We won a Super Bowl. I was like, we won too. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> Marty, we're good. Okay, now this one might be a little tricky. The. 2017 Super Bowl, the Patriots 28 to 3 comeback, where they beat the Falcons 34 to 20. Number two. Number two. Number this two. Is two. Not even thinking twice coming. about this it. This was good. This game was good for like a half, and it wasn't even good because the Falcons weren't this, moving like, the ball. Like what the it's fuck the are we doing? In terms of entertainment value, it's, it's, it's definitely not top it's, two. It's the only Super Bowl game to go into overtime. The Eagles number and the two. Patriots game was literally nonstop quarter one to four back and forth. It's, it's the greatest yeah, comeback in Super Bowl it is. history. Yeah, but it's it's the the great, it might be the greatest comeback in sports. But it was history. good for a half. Three one coming down. Sorry, three one coming down for sure. This might be a hot take. This was the greatest comeback in NFL history. I kid you not. When I was watching this Super Bowl, you were Bowl, bored for a half. I turned it off and left after halftime. It was that bad. That's on you. Yeah, but, but what? You doubted Tom Brady like we're, we're doing an entertainment. That person. second half is better than the fucking forty-one to bro, thirty-three not, game not against the about, Eagles and Pats. We, we what about, number do you have this then? This is definitely not over twenty twenty-three. What we just saw with the Chiefs and Eagles. Oh my god! The Chiefs and Eagles was more entertaining of a game. Oh my god! I can't even fathom. Bro, because this. the Chiefs and Eagles at every single drive, every fire. single play, you was on the edge fire. of your seat. 
You are. are on the edge of your seat every single drive, every single quarter. I think y'all getting caught up in the moment. In terms what of entertainment value, Chiefs Eagles is better. Overtime. I rather. I, I he was prefer, down twenty eight to three. They come I, I, back and I won. I prefer four four quarters of excitement than just one half. Personally, now this this was one of the best games I've ever seen. I think life. we're all going to disagree. I don't think this should be two. Is that is that Niners Ravens game not amazing because the lights went out and the Niners game came back and almost won the game? Game was lit. I don't think How this game they wasn't amazing though. I'm not saying this game wasn't amazing. No, no, it, it was amazing. This, this game is number two. The the top four games are amazing. Pats and Seahawks wasn't the best game I've ever seen. It would be one. I agree. This is two. I would have this two as well. 28 to I'm three not, is I fucking insane. I wouldn't put this at two. So what do you want to put this? Five? I, I'm sorry. That is, just, that is just irresponsible. If we put it at five, Wait, what's this, over? This with? is what you had too. Yes. I would have this two. Oh, as well. then I, I would, I would put this, I would put the other two up and put this at four. That's so you're putting the Eagles and Patriots yeah, at two over it. Yeah. yeah, I would do that. Yeah, for sure. I would put this at four. This You're game was. Me there. I mean, you I'm had Tom Brady throw for 500 yards in that game. That shit was nuts. That was no, entertaining. Not, as hell. Me with that. that was a great Super Bowl. A great Super Bowl. Yes. This was the best comeback in Ever. the history of the okay, sport. I understand, but that is a more entertaining game than the Eagles versus the Patriots. Uh, is it most entertaining or is it the best Super Bowl? No, we're talking about like. Are we ranking the last in Super Bowls in terms of like entertainment value? This like how was entertaining. Were they? Were they? If that's the case, third, that should be one. A comeback should be one if that's how you're doing this, it. I, the the no, interception yes, at the goal line is yes, fucking insane. Yes, it's yes, insane. Brother, yes. 28-3 is insane. That's a great no, comeback. Everyone, 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 like, now you're at the two-yard line. It's fucking first down. You have Marshawn Lynch. They won the game. The best, the best way I can explain it is the Pats and Seahawks had everything. It had offense. It had defense. It had insane plays. Curse catches the ball after it gets tipped in the air two, three times. He's on the two, uh, on the five-yard line. They give it to Marshawn. He gets to the one. They pass the ball. It's intercepted. The biggest play, in, one of the biggest plays, top three all time, is a defensive play. By a let, me ask you, let me ask you this. Sure. Let me ask you this. What was a better Super Bowl? The 2017 Patriots versus Falcons or the 2009 Steelers versus Cardinals? That was a great. That was a great game. Because, like, this is the greatest comeback ever. But the Steelers and Cardinals, that was a by far better game to watch. By far, like, that's where I have such a problem hearing that, bro. Larry Fitzgerald took a slam. Yeah, you're right. To the to the crib, and Holmes caught a touchdown. But you also had the Harrison nine nine yard touchdown. That was right before the half too. That was elite. Like with this Chiefs and Eagles game, it was thirty eight to thirty five. It was a shootout. Every single drive was you were on edge of your seat. Foles and Tom Brady go one on one. I think I think it's just the finale. Yes, the 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 finale of it where you have the the Pats and Seahawks. It goes to the last forty seconds, of course. And then you have this one. It goes into the last seconds of the fourth quarter, then into overtime. Okay, listen. We need we need to over, come to over a consensus. Hamlin. Yeah, he did. Wow. Two erupt. We we need to come to <laughs> a consensus. Rough. So so far, what do we have ranked? Number one is Pats and we're Seahawks. clear on that. We're, okay. we're clear on number that. three is Pats and Eagles. Number four is Chiefs and Eagles. Number ten is Seahawks and Broncos. I'm sorry. We already ranked the Chiefs and Eagles then. The Chiefs and Eagles are ranked. So then I would have this number two then. Yes. Since we already it's ranked, ranked it. Yes. We already ranked it. I, we, I can't. It. I can't put this anywhere lower. I agree. Okay, that's, that's fine. all I was that's saying. Number two. I'll, I'll, yes. But I will say on the record, I think what we just saw no, Chiefs and Eagles no. was a better game. Which is why that was a better game. I, I had it three. Wait, yeah. I had the I, Chiefs I, and Eagles three. Yes. You had one. I, I respected oh, I have, the I Chiefs and Eagles game that much. I put it number three. I had that at four. The Pats and Eagles. The Pats and Eagles had no defense. 
Zero. And the Chiefs and Eagles didn't have much. You're either. right. That's a fair yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. But there was also special teams involved, which also played but a factor why, in the game. That's why I had these two above them, because there was offense and there was defense. Yes. And there the was Falcons a Falcons in the Patriots game was not defense. I, like it was 28 it was, to 3. It was, defense, half, it was defense not, from one team for a half yeah. and then defense from for another correct. team so for you a second got, half. So you saw stops on both sides. Oh, my God. Dante Hightower has one of the best strip sacks that there was, too. That that was a huge play. I will say this. I will say this. The Patriots and Eagles, brother, we it has it has a historic mesmer, mesmerizing moment to it with the Philly special. That play has become undoubtedly celebrated and, you know and known because of that. Super Bowl. Brady did it first and dropped the ball. He did. That's yeah. the fucking nuts part about it. Bro, Philly the gets open. absolutely all bro, the praise in the world for it being a touchdown. We had, bro, we had Meek Mill at the game playing yeah, dreams and nightmares to start the game. Listen, Nick Foles went for 400 I yards. I have it number four. I'm not disrespecting Okay, so like we have that. the top five. No, no the top no, five is stinked. No, no, we only have the four. top four. Seahawks okay. and Pats number one. Patriots and Falcons number two. Three Pats and Eagles, four Chiefs and Eagles. And we got number 10. And number 10 is Seahawks and Broncos. Okay, so next Super Bowl, the 2019 Patriots and Rams, 13 to three. Number nine. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Number nine. Nine, yeah. Yeah, pretty nine easily. Uh, the 2020 Super Bowl Chiefs versus Niners, 31 to 20. Chiefs win. Six. Seven. It was a better game than, the than score, what yeah. the score says. They scored an extra touchdown right as time was about to, not I me mean, not say expire, but they kind of just put points on the board with the Damian Williams touchdown. Mahomes was down two scores, came back six. and won the game. I'm thinking six. We got five already or no? No five. Just so like, that means you think that the Rams and Bengals one was better. I do personally. Yeah, okay. I'm with that. Okay. Mm. I'm telling you, I really. Mm, I, don't I, I, I don't know. I know. I don't 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 know. That game was. This game was underrated. The Bengals and Rams. It was a very close game you know the what? entire time. Had defense. Had offense. They had the one drive. Odell goes I think down. I think they're interchangeable. I'm fine with either one at five or six. Because I think the Rams and Bengals also, you have the Cooper Cup touchdown. Then the Bengals have a chance to answer. You have Jamar Chase wide open, just can't get the pass off. Yeah. There was a lot to that game. Okay, so I'll level. So okay. number five, uh, Rams and Bengals. Yep. Number six, we're going with Chiefs and Niners. Yes. 2016 Broncos versus Panthers. I have this number seven, uh, but I can, I'm, I'm cool with seven or eight, but I think seven's a little bit better than eight. I'll go seven because number eight, of course, is the 2021 Super Bowl, the Bucks versus Chiefs. That game was not that good. Yeah, it wasn't. You're right. Because at least the 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 Panthers and Broncos, at one point late in the game, there was like some hope that the Panthers had, yeah. but the defense just kept kept getting. Honestly, the Patriots and Rams might have been better than the uh, Buccaneers and Chiefs. That's not a crazy yeah. opinion, honestly. All the, all they, the, those sucks. three games definitely. Sucks, I think yeah. no, last, not even a question. Broncos, Seahawks, but nine eight can be interchangeable too. Yep. So now predict where this current Super Bowl you think is going to rank amongst the top 10. It depends on how good Brock Purdy plays. It really I'll, does. I'll go at six. I'll, it's not going to be top four. I'll tell you what. We can easily put it to number three if Brock Purdy wins this bitch. <laughs> I'll, I'll go six. Best real, case yeah. scenario, number five. So, Drew, rattle off the top 10. What's I the top got 10 you. Got? I got you. So, number eight, we put the Chiefs and Bucks. I'll tell you what. It wasn't too far off from what my list was. So, number one, Seahawks versus Patriots, where the Patriots do obviously win that game. And say it a year. Uh, oh, God. Uh, can I just do Super Bowl number? Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Uh, so number one is going to be Super Bowl 49, Pats versus Seahawks. Number two is going to be Super Bowl 51, Pats versus Falcons. Number three is going to be Super Bowl 52, Pats versus Eagles. Uh, number four is going to be Super Bowl 57, Chiefs versus Eagles. Number five is going to be Super Bowl 56 with the Rams versus the Bengals. Number six is going to be Super Bowl 55, Chiefs versus 
I apologize. It's going to be Super Bowl 54? Yes. Uh, number six is going to be Super Bowl 54, Chiefs versus the Niners. Number seven is going to be Super Bowl 50, Panthers versus the Broncos. Uh, number eight is going to be Super Bowl 55, Chiefs versus the Bucks. Number nine is going to be Super Bowl 53, Pats versus the Rams. And number 10, without a doubt, Super Bowl 48, Broncos versus the Seahawks. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Pick a Side Podcast, episode 351, three hours and 52 seconds. Mega show, combining the trade, had to. deadline had show, to. and a Super Bowl preview show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. You guys can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Pick a Side Podcast and on Twitter at Pick a Side Pod. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.